spot at the dinner table because the Weird Science boys are coming over, and boy, are we hungry. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 193 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 193. Oh my God, Eric. That's all the podcast about. Toes. We're hungry. It is. I am hungry. That is true. I'm not eating dinner yet tonight. We're going to get this done. I'm going to eat. Eric, I don't know if you realize we have a special guest oh. tonight that's going to be joining us throughout this podcast, Eric. Pills. Oh my. <laughs> who who is so that? Long. I hardly oh recognize God, ye. Pills, Pills, where have you been? You've been with me all along? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. But but in, the, in the, the sand, there's only one set of footprints. You left me then, Pills. Oh, that's when you carried me, Eric. That's when Pills <laughs> carried me, just like tonight. Oh, my. I was having problems today. So, you know, like any normal person would do. I called on an old friend. Like, Eric, what kind of problem? Lover. In my mind, you just stubbed your toe. Fuck it, pills. What? I was just tired. <laughs> yeah, I was up late. <laughs> Why else would you need the pills? Why else I would I need you, pills? I got a this week? Fuck it, pills. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I have to drive and go get groceries? <sighs> you can, you can right. help me with that, pills? Oh, my God. How can you help me with that? It'll make it seem fun. All right, Pills. You're, you're coming along for the run. The Pills are my co-pilot I'd like to have as a bumper sticker. So Hello, sorry. one and all, the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of September 15th, 2018. It's the Ides of September. Oh, I, I hear it's called, watch Eric, but also Batman Day today. Yeah. It's officially Batman Day. Did you go to the uh, comic book store? Really? You're really going to ask me a question like that? Did you go pills? Oh, you did. What I'm did sure you a bunch up? of pill heads went. Oh, my God. Pills got the uh, White Knight special Batman Day comic, Eric. That, really, it that's is weird nice to me for pills. some reason. You know, September 15th has been Batman Day for the past couple of years now. I think pretty much since we started the site. So, like, well, five years, something like that. And it kind of sneaks up on me, and I never really take it seriously. Every time I come around. I don't take it. I don't take it seriously either. Uh, a lot of people where you're going to go with the idea, like, pe- people don't seem to like to be doomed. When you're a comic points, fan, like, every day's I'm Batman not, day. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. You know, you're tricking me. That's kind of how I feel. I'm like, you're not going to run my life by tricking me into going I'll get there. Batman and our, on our any other day store, of the year. Yeah, really. I get enough Batman. Our our comic book store, that is the what we would call the local store, too. They're a bunch of jerks. Yeah. I, I did say uh, this week in the news on the Patreon account, uh, they are t- out of nowhere last week. They decided to announce that comic book stores can have a midnight release of uh, Batman 55, Harley 50 and the Batman Dam this that? week. I'm like, who the hell is doing that? I know our guy won't do that. That guy, he needs what's that, Bills? He needs you. Yeah, he does. He also needs a diet, maybe a treadmill, that guy. But hey. I'm not here to shame him. <laughs> but yeah, they're having a I midnight release of those. Uh, in the meantime, Eric, somebody uh, amongst so us, somebody amongst us may have already read Batman 55. Uh, that would be Pills, not yes, me. Yes. What's that? What's that, Pills? I know it's not me. You, you like that, Batman 55? 
What? Don't put words in your mouth? You shut up, Pills. Pills are starting to get on my nerves. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. We're on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics, on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics.podbean.com, on Twitter at Weird Science DC, where you can go and talk to me and possibly Pills. I may uh, have to Most start likely just a pills. Twitter account for Pills. Uh, sure, and our website that I already mentioned, Weird Science DC Comics.com. We also have what I already mentioned. I got as well, way more followers. Account. Yeah, really. Well, people always like to follow pills. Uh, and and what, you know alone. what else follows pills, Eric? Ruin lives. <laughs> there you go, kids. Remember that. Say no to drugs. We have that a other Twitter account, account, Ruined Life. That's right. Yeah. No, that's just my normal account. Uh, weird Science. What am I saying? Patreon.com slash Weird Science is our Patreon account. I just looked because I haven't been paying attention. Uh, we almost have 370 shows Jeez. on Patreon, separate episodes of shows. So if you are thinking, hey, I don't know if those guys put an effort into that, man, that is not true. I'm not going to say anything for the quality, but the quantity is there. This week, we had the Patreon-only spotlight pick by the badasses and it was titans number 25 and much to t funk chagrin eric the immortal men number six yeah. he, he wants these books to be out of the mix they will be soon don't you worry they will be soon but yeah you, you can go over there and listen to our titans number 25 which we liked enough and the immortal men number six which i won't comment on eric i'm not hey, going to comment the final issue, on whether, <laughs> yes it was the um, the war of the immortals was not very immortal it kind of ended ended a little what are you soon, talking about, but not Jim? soon it enough really, for me. I say it ended. It really just began. It really did just begin. Uh, Brandon loved that fact. <laughs> Brandon loved the fact <laughs> that that book ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, my. He, he was very excited. But since we're talking about the Patreon account, Eric, it's time for the badass Patreon Roll call. Ooh. Here we go. We got it there. Oh, my God. What's that? Dancing. Oh, you, you don't smoke. What? Pills is vaping, Eric. How dare he? Pills we're is gonna a douchebag. John Jack. Welcome aboard, Welcome John, John Jack. Jack. He is there. Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders. We have Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, D-Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond Mark. We have G-Man. Adjacent in culture, I hear his name is there. We have Manship, Brandy Murray. We have Bobby, Reggie, David Fink, Steve Meds, Jolly Dr- Steve Meds, is he kind of like pills there? We no, got Jolly no, Drew. We got our man, formerly my man, Pete from NYC, Bill Beer, Polly P, Zach Davis, T, T, Fred Reed's Comics, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis. Ulysses Jones and the Ulysses Jones Show. Hakeem, we got W.A. Ron coming in the house there. We got Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G., Dave J., Ian Job, Mrs. T. We got Rob Lewis, Lone Wolfman Marv, Kung Lone Wolf, something. Mars Wolf. Lone Wolf Mars Wolf. We got Jazz and... Ruben, Eric. Ruben! Right on time. <laughs> yes, Ruben indeed. Oh, my goodness. We will have I, a lot of people got a kick out of wrong turn reading the roll call. That will be back soon. I, and, and really, I told you, I'm not going to be lazy on this. When, when wrong turn does this, we are going to have him read these again fresh because I'm sure he will mess up your name in all new and exciting ways. He will never say anything the same way, which you will hear later. Every time I, I it's fresh. That at the begin- 
At the beginning of Male Section 2, we're going to have a little uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, comedy, stand-up comedy. I said comedy. <laughs> comedian, but whatever. What's that pills? We're gonna have some stand-up comedy by Wrong Turn himself, and you will see that a joke in Wrong Turn's mind never stays the same, Eric. But what does stay the same is after we do this little intro, we get on with the books, and here we go. No. Here we are with the books, Eric. The reviews, the meat, the meat and the shares of the podcast, as they say Nobody across the pond in the France area. No, the France they area, Eric. They say that in old France, do they? Old Is France. Is that what you tell me? We're going to be talking about a bunch of books tonight. And if you want to go and read the reviews of these issues, you can go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com and read all of our reviews for these and many, many, many more. Uh, we have <laughs> oh, uh, this first oh, What are we doing here? Oh, oh. Hey there, Frenchie. What do you want to say like the comic books do ye? The best part is later in the week, Jim's going to be like, why doesn't anybody in France listen to us? Ooh la la. The French, we are not number one in the iTunes of the France. And I don't know why. I'm speaking their language, am I? It's a mystery to us all. The language of love, Eric. Of love. I think that they should climb onto this podcast like I do the Eiffel Tower. Oh my Get off that goodness. tower. Get out your baguettes. Yeah, King Kong hey, over there when he's crying on, on the side. <laughs> put on your striped shirts just like your fame Marceau Marceau and listen to us and laugh like you're listening to Jerry Lewis. There you go, Eric. And then if you're in Germany, uh, just pretend we're David Hasselhoff. There you go, Eric. We're international. We have hit the international borders. Oh my goodness. Hells dares you. Talk about see Jerry Lewis like that, Ellie. Like what? Shit. In a positive matter? He's hilarious. Ladies! There you go. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Eric? We're here with a bunch of books. We're going to start with three. Uh, I would like to call this book section one. Uh, that's Good how section, the French man. would. Book section Z Uno. Do you Zero like the no. game Uno? Zero that's no. about the most French I ever got was playing Uno. <laughs> the French game of love is what I like to call it, Eric. It is you know, I was actually walking through uh, Walmart the other day, and I saw a card game called Dos. Oh, Dos. You mean the Spanish version of Uno? Is that what it is? It's double the fun, is what they tell you. 
<laughs> Where Where's the game Trace? I need that one. I need that one. And that's basically any sort of drawing I do called the game of Trace <laughs> is how I roll, Eric. I roll that way, you, you, and I don't but, care what you're saying. Where, where are those pills, Eric? Where are they? I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I am all jacked up on Mountain Dew, Eric, and I'm not even drinking it. I have a coffee here. I drank about seven coffees today, too, so I don't know which is getting me more in, in line with the French. Is the uh, the coffee or the pills? I'm not sure. I'll have to I'll have to defer to our French. French listeners. I think we're gonna have to listen to our French listeners. Ha <laughs> ha! With their berets on, smoking something. I don't know, Eric. We're gonna start this pod. I'm gonna do this from now on for the rest of the podcast, which oh, would be weird because we've already recorded most of the podcast, oh, and I was not talking like this. Hello, Eric. There you go. That pulled me out. Hey, there. <laughs> I got when I when I get in this so in tune with a sort of a voice or a character, I need to pull myself back out with an opposite of that character, Eric. That's what I do. So I'm gonna pull myself out with this one. Hey there, Rick boys. There you go. That was perfect. You know, the, the French I'm game. Back. I- I am back. I'm no longer going to be playing Uno, the French game. Ah. The, the official game. You thought Milbourne was the official card game of France, Eric. No, no. I don't even know it what is that is. Uno. It's a great game. It's Uno. a great game for families. It's a great. No, Milbourne is a great game uh, that Uno. fun families love to play <laughs> with Uno. Detective <laughs> Comics number 988, Eric. 988. Who knows when we'll get to that thousand? Who knows? Who can tell, Eric? Who could possibly tell? Written by James Robinson, art by Steven Segovia. I'm telling you, the pills are hit me, Eric. I, I took them late, uh, and I took them often. Yes, art I know. by Steven Segovia. I'm all jacked up on I Mountain Dew. I am jacked up on Mountain Dew. I might turn into a goddamn spider monkey. Art by Steven Segovia, Ivan Placentium Robley. James Robinson jumps on Detective Comics for a little bit of fun. And while I thought he would get a heavy dose, or we would get a heavy dose of Two-Face right off the bat, where's the dinger? We get Fireflies, Cobra, and a Batman story that actually has some detective work. Who would have thunk it? I saw some reviewers that were upset that Robinson dealt a bit with the wedding fallout. I don't know how long they want to wait for old Tom King, but I guess they still want to wait there. Plus, I would rather have Bruce mention it than just rip urinals off walls. What did those urinals do to him? Oh, no, I thought Splashback. I, I, I can't use urinals, Eric. So what do I care? He can rip those urinals off all they want. Just don't but mess then with everybody's that. Gonna, but then everybody's going to end up using uh, the stalls. They better not use that first stall. They're gonna- I'll tell you. Somebody, somebody has been using uh, the toilets at work. And while that is acceptable, Eric, you are allowed to use the toilets. Uh, this said person is not flushing those toilets. What do you toilets. mean this said person? You mean we didn't have this problem before one new person was hired no, and then it all of a sudden started you happening? You shut your mouth. Not, this is not uh, a deep detective story. This, you better, well, get Batman on the case, Eric. All in all, <laughs> I thought this Alfred was a good start. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing it. Maybe I'm doing it just to mess with You're you. You're just framing with this kid? Yes, I am. Uh, especially since I've been doing it in my toilet. My toilet, Eric. Oh, no, I thought this was I'm a good start. It. I hope, Robinson, you better not. And it would feel weird for you to be in <laughs> no, that. I, I hope Robinson keeps it up because Detective is definitely now my Batman book. So there you go, Eric. It's my Batman book of choice. And we're going to get into this. It starts off with a moida. It's oh, a moida in Gotham City. 
and uh, you have Gordon show up. Now, I wish so. that this would reference more. Well, he says the only reason he showed up is because they called and said, yo, uh, Gordon, Batman's here. He wouldn't have even been there if it wasn't for him showing up. And he says, why are you here for a simple murder? And Batman says, there's no such thing as a simple murder, throwing shade right back at Jim Gordon. Now, I saw some reviewers saying this. Oh, this is so out of character of Gordon. He would never do it. All he's saying is he's not saying that this poor guy who died is any less of anything else. He's saying why crazy, Batman it's crazy would ass show Gotham up. City. Come on. Yeah. And, and yeah. And he's saying like, this doesn't seem like your pay grade. You know, usually you're here and we have little clattering teeth and then maybe some penguins running around and you're here for this. Why? And I like this interaction with Gordon and him. I know that some people don't. I do. And I do. But I wish it went a little further because in this issue, James Robinson does kind of reference the wedding. He references the wedding quite often at the beginning, then gets, you know, through that and goes on. But I would have liked for Gordon to show up and say, listen, after what you did, and you can kind of make it work in your mind, but him saying, like, after what you did with Freeze, you know, you really screwed me up there, buddy. Uh, You know, there's a lot of crap going down, and you have caused me a lot of paperwork problems, a lot of people throwing, you know, stuff at me. Uh, He kind of says it, but doesn't. I wish it was more of that. I I wish he'd reference the time that he broke Selena out of Arkham and never brought her back. That's the thing. I think that James Robinson, well, we're already, I'm telling you, we're past that. They seem to have already arrested Holly. And that is, yeah, but I'm saying we're not because we never saw the ramifications of that. We saw the Catwoman thing. Holly's in prison. So there you go. Many months later. Yeah, but we saw that. We never saw anything of Gordon saying anything to Batman. We never saw him say anything like, oh, man, you can't be on a crime scene anymore. You can't do autopsies and things like that. Because Tom King will never reference that again. He gets that wow moment and goes away. So I wish he would have just said, you know, we have to do this. You know, you've been a real dick this year. But he says, I just meant compared to what you've been involved with lately. And when Batman says lately, I don't know that Jim Gordon's necessarily talking about a failed wedding. That would seem a weird thing for him to talk about. about I think that might be a wink, wink at just a broad stroke of everything that's happened in the Batman book, including the trial. We say that, though. For some reason, everybody and their damn mothers knew that Batman was marrying Catwoman, even though everybody, like, it's got to be this way, because Bruce Wayne can't marry Selena Kyle, even though everybody knows that Selena Kyle is Catwoman, so it's still an odd thing. Well, the problem with me, though, is I don't know that anybody besides a select few would know how that turned out. You know, they would, what, has it gotten in the Gotham uh, press? Batman left at the older, you know what I mean? That's the thing is, you imagine, though, it's either the honeymoon's over, but the whole thing is, when he beat the holy shit out of Freeze, I think, Well, that's uh what I'm, yeah. Yeah, Something went wrong. Things didn't go out, or the honeymoon's over. Basically, if the honeymoon's (laughs) over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, where'd you go, Batman? Kadeem. Oh, no. There's trouble. Action land? I am really. I'm just, I think that what James Robinson is playing at here is kind of a broad stroke of even the stuff with Selena, a wedding before that breaking her out, possibly that, you know, all that he's trying. Because here's the thing I don't mind him referencing things. I'm not going to say it's not his place because this is Batman. You want to continue. You want to have a connected universe. But you don't, he's not made to pick up the pieces from. 
Tom King's book. Yeah. So if you have the whole idea of, man, they should really reference the stuff with Selena being broken out or whatever, that's Tom, that's Tom King's dirty work that he should do. But I don't mind this referencing something. At no, least no, you, you like know. to have a uniform Batman all yeah. around so you can have like, you know, a shared kind of feel of the universe yeah. and stuff like and, that. You and, can't and have with that too, you know, you, sad sack Batman in the Batman book where you no. have, you know, a different feeling, completely different Batman and Detective Comics because yeah. you're like, you yes. know, everybody's always you want to go for well, How can this happen when this is yeah. happening over here? At least it feels around the same time. And I, I hate the idea that these people are, and there's more than one review in their blurbs on the roundup saying this, and yet they'll complain when other books don't reference what Tom King's doing. So you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and Sick your pie and lead a horse to water. You can't do this, Aaron, but I, I don't mind that. Well, it fuck does that get horse. A- I'm having my cake and my pie. <laughs> the horse is just there to drink water. I know. I don't drink horse water. Is lucky I Who haven't already eaten it. You can lead a I'm horse hungry, to water, but Jim. you can't make them make shepherd's pie, Eric, is what they say in the old country. Uh, but yeah, with this, I don't mind it being referenced. I think that he goes a little bit too far for my liking because not that you don't need him to mention Selena here because as he's gliding Focus. through the city, which I do want to say I love. You don't yeah, see don't that enough. That. No. It's so cool. It's so cool. But with that, I, it seems forced when he says, you know, hey, you know, I can't let this affect me. I, I imagine him slapping his face and throwing cold water at, while looking in a mirror. <laughs> Come on, get a grip, Batman. But he does say, and he, he talks to Alfred, and Alfred even mentions the whole thing. Hey, and, and what's funny is I think that this was written before he had had any chance to read that, uh, you know, the trial deal because right. they obviously talked then. And Alfred's like, oh, now you're going to talk to me, buddy, now that Selena's gone uh, is how I took it. But it's kind of funny. And I, I don't mind. I know before we started recording, you said that you were not that hip on Alfred and his no, interaction. Jim, I mean, like I'm telling you, I like Batman and Alfred talking while they're on, you know, crime scenes and doing stuff I like love- that. It's just it feels odd for the way that they are talking and also the fact that they're not using code names over comms. Yeah, really that, I know me. I that, you, that, to, that is something that you know, I Alfred's think that, saying Batman and Batman saying Penny One. I want to see more of that. Yeah, and he says Alfred and later they say Miss Gordon. They do use Signal at one point, but he does say Miss Gordon. And Alfred, I, I said you can assume that Batman has a clear channel that can't be hacked into, but we've seen it I been never hacked assume. into. And Batman's the one who usually yells about having the, you know, the code yeah. names going. That's why they have their names uh so it is a little off but i don't mind and uh you know you have this all going through where batman pretty much him and alfred kind of come to the you know agreement hey let's get over this i'm talking to you now we have a murder a moita and we're gonna go forward let's Harold get this Frank out of the dead. way let's get let's get on this yeah. whole let's get on this. and they on. do and yes the, the there is detective work it's not exactly you know it's not award-winning but at no. least it's there at least it's there, and it's there enough, and it's not drawn out for the fact of, hey, I'm going to make this a mystery where I say a mystery is not from withholding information. A detective work that I seem to see in the regular Batman book is always that, you know, Tom King holds all the cards, and so when he reveals them, it, it doesn't seem as clever as I think he thinks it is, but this is at least detective work it doesn't have to be a mystery to be detective work he is going but there it's kind he, of a mystery well it is but he says that the the body of harold frank he is already we have a recognized bigger mystery that than we actually have detective work going on yeah well i'm i'm talking about when he goes into harold frank's 
apartment and immediately sees this light through the bookcase and realizes there is a a hidden room. I wouldn't know how they're doing this, though. An apartment building, you know, I would like to create a hidden room in my apartment. I don't know how I'd go about that with my limited space, though. Well, I would think when you leave that, I would think that when you leave that room, you you turn off the light. I mean, that that would be number one. And really, it's not really to me. Who's paying your electric bill, Harold Frank? I don't know if it's necessarily a hidden room or a hidden desk because he opens it up and it seems to just open up right like you'd open so, it up so and then tell me you'd pull your he, chair he up a, to it. What you tell me is he put a slide away bookcase in front of a closet. That's what I think he did. It's exactly what I think he did. I think that's a closet. And he ended up putting these things and putting the bookcase there very cleverly. But he is there. And, and I'm when looking he, at my closet right here. Yeah, really. You can bookcase, do that. This huh? is, it makes more sense, though, in an apartment, doesn't it? Uh, it does. And even so, the walls are all chipped and stuff. This isn't a fancy thing. No, I'd but, like to be able to do anything in my closet. We have and, two and big old closets in my bedroom. That'd Neither be cool. are mine. Neither oh my of my God. What are you, I don't a get Rockefeller over there? Explore the I space, wish. Eric. Explore the space. At one it's point, Jess. At one point, too, you do have, and there's a couple things. You have Sprang Avenue. And it's funny to me. It seems like James Robinson is kind of throwing shade at some people. And to me, at the one point when he says to uh, Gordon, Gordon actually says Dick to them, Sprang. hey, you know what? I've noticed that. You're a little more, you know, forthcoming. You, you're a little more casual. You're a little more talkative. And I think that that was candid, he says. And I think that that was kind of an idea of, yeah, you're actually talking in this book. Uh, and it made me laugh. But the thing that made me laugh, too, is on Sprang Avenue, where you have this Harold had, had lived. Harold Frank lives the apartment. He's like, Sprang Avenue, not a great part of town, but not the worst. I'm yeah. like, is that is that a, a commentary on Sprang's work? It I, I just, seemed very I, I just odd. Well, where do you live? Well, it's not the worst part of town. It's definitely not the best. Yeah, I'm telling either. you, I, I want that to have Batman say, listen, I know that I'm the detective here, but really, you know, can you be less descriptive? It's not the worst or the best. Thanks a lot, Alfred. And, and he also goes on top in, of that, it's like, you know, Batman's a detective. Apparently, Alfred's the judge. Come on, Alfred. I know you live in a mansion. <laughs> Everybody really, else lives in a piece yeah, of shit well, compared to really, you. That's what he's talking about. No, look at you on your high horse there, Alfred. The Come on down. How, how's the weather up there, buddy? Uh, he goes into that apartment, too, and I like these little things i know that some people didn't but i love that alfred's like hey when you get to the the apartment you're on on route old man i'm there (laughs) i'm not even just there i found this secret hidden room here please alfred please just you know go make it go make me a cucumber (laughs) sandwich ass wipe but he says this isn't there's nothing ordinary about this howard frank there is something else going on as yeah, it's not the secret closet room. We got the desk, the computer. We, it looks like we have people with their faces, like pictures crossed oh, yeah. off. We got yeah, a freaking machine gun on the desk. There yep. is something not right about the secret the guy's room. guy's a smoker. That might have caused some problems. Smokers there. are there jokers, Harold. Yeah, really? He's dead. Oh, uh, no, is yeah, he the yeah, joke? Is he one of the I, jokers, Jim? Uh, he <laughs> should have should, had that gun with him. Jesus. Uh, but they get, he gets attacked. Batman then gets attacked by... Lady Firefly. Lady and Firefly. you can only go with the idea that he gets attacked and he's like, oh no, and looks, Lady Fi-. He has to be looking at her upper torso. Yeah, that's the only thing looking- that lets you know that this isn't yeah. Ted Carson's because it has tits. That's detective work, Eric. That is detective Lady work. Firefly. <laughs> and I, for now on, just because he happened to like, look at this person one time, 
Lady Firefly. That's going to be her name from now on. I'm yeah. Like, couldn't oh, she, well. It's 2018, Batman. Couldn't she just be Firefly? Why she have to be Lady Firefly? Fire, Firefly, then Lady Firefly <laughs> says, uh, yeah, you know what? I saw that Tim Sale variant the other Lady Batman. <laughs> boobies. But yeah, they, they start fighting. And he's talking to Alfred in this, and he's doing the classic, like, talking about, what, hey, we need some more, you know, fire-resistant stuff here. Uh, all that What's the stuff original going suit? On. What do you want, Batman? You're yeah, the one who yeah. made this decision. Yeah, it's, it's funny to me, but he's, he's saying that, and he's, you know, as this goes on, there is a force bit here, because Alfred then starts doing his work, and I'm, I guess he goes on Google, maybe Wikipedia, and types in Lady Firefly. Oh, it says here that Ted Carson is grooming a protege. What is that? Hey, Why who, is it just common knowledge this? that who's Ted Carson this? is making a grooming a protege? Yeah, and it, it's Bridget Pike. I think yes. that this is just to move it along. And I, I wonder, like, Batman's like, listen, there are some times, Alfred, that I need you to be on top of these things before I get attacked. Like, I, maybe you should have told me this, and, you know, but I, I just they're fighting. It, like, th- th- for some reason, Batman knows that Ted Carson is grooming a protege. I'm like, yeah. you know what? You are looking at random murders here that are turning out to be something bigger. Thank God, because you're stopping something that you know. You could you could stop Ted Carson, who you, you know he's out and about. Yeah. And he's up to no good. Stop Ted Carson. Go and yeah, do that, well, Batman. Well, with this, he ends up fighting the protege and says, you know, she is, you know, she might be tough right now, but she doesn't know everything. And I, I can use momentum against yeah. her. She she don't know physics is what he says. <laughs> and he goes and crashes him. But the she whole thing that Batman I before and the whole thing I like about this is he's like, boy, this building is now on fire. I have to clear some people out. But. It does seem as if two people would have been involved. I don't think that this girl was the only one. It has to be Ted. He goes to look for him. He does find him, and he says he's he's not hiding. He, no, he's doing his he normal. Is, like, he <laughs> is burning <laughs> everything with a two yeah. giant flamethrowers oh out of each other. You can't he's, miss Ted Carson. Yeah. Now with this. They obviously Batman had found that little alcove, that room slash desk deal. That's when Lady Firefly attacked him. I think that in my mind, this is a coincidence or it's something where they are trying to destroy this evidence. I don't I think that think so. they are there to burn this building just because, you know, they're there doing anything else. But do. Yeah. And just to pick this. So I believe they are trying to destroy the evidence. That's what it and seems like. Batman just happened to be there. They did I, I not think count it's on odd, him though, being the, there. Oh, yeah. Well, Batman's hunch led him to this whole thing. So like, yeah, they're trying yeah. to clean up while Batman's there. The whole thing that feels odd to me is that out of nowhere is like, you know, Ted Carson, he feels more unbalanced, more like Garfield Lynn was. I'm like, yeah. that's, a, that's a weird thing to say out of nowhere, like more unbalanced. The only, way, the only reason I think that is, is because when he shows up, he does say that he's not trying to hide. And just what he's yelling, he really, like, I don't know, the Firefly we've gotten recently, at least in this continuity, and at least during Rebirth especially, does not seem yeah, does not seem like a homicidal maniac, no, though. It doesn't saying, seem like somebody, who, and that's what I think he's playing on. Anybody when who's he a goes pyromaniac says, like this, though, I think, is kind of a homicidal maniac, because they just want to see the world yeah, burn. Yeah, but it, it's weird, because even, even when I talked to you about this issue before you read it, and I told you I was describing it, you're like, boy, that doesn't seem like Firefly, like, yeah. And I think that that's what he's going with the idea that you see that scene where he's just like, run all of you, run or die. And he's just flaming them. 
And I think that that's what he's going from. That I'm this doesn't th- seem it just like seems the weird, recent like, you know, deal. We say it's Ted Carson. We don't know it's Ted Carson. We never get the mask taken off or anything like that. Yeah, so maybe Batman it is, like, says I, it. So you would think like, that he knows the voice or something. But yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Maybe it is Garfield it is. Yeah, Williams. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe this is another Firefly on top of everything else. And there's a new one, Bridget Pike. Yeah, I, I just, I think that it's going forward that it is Ted. And especially because Alfred found that Google entry that Ted is grooming a protege. So I, I just think that he recognizes the voice. He recognizes when he's fighting him but he thinks you know boy this is a little different than him usually he comes after me he doesn't just burn down random buildings and even batman might think he wouldn't even know i'm here so it's not something and he says oh was he trying to you know root you out or no 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 i I don't think he even knew i was here but here i am i'm gonna deal with it so he's doing that and he does mention the former uh, you know, the former deal, uh, Linz, Garfield and Linz, that yeah. is in yeah, Garfield Linz, that's in continuity and stuff yeah. like that. So it works out. Um, but he's trying to figure out. So you have a dead body that's been shot by two guns, maybe two people, maybe two guns. We didn't even say that where Alfred says, did you notice? And Batman says, oh, I did the different entry wounds kind of shows there were two guns. And I like when Alfred goes, whoa. To assailants here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow Stop your it roll, there, you know. butler. Yeah, slow your roll, buddy. <laughs> I'm the detective. You are the butler. You know, get that, but don't go too far into Do it. Do I detect we'll a see. cucumber sandwich coming up soon? Huh? Yes. <laughs> Do I detect some lobster thermidor cooking? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, with that, you do have two fireflies so i think you're led to believe oh my god it's the fireflies but i don't know and they're trying to destroy this I, I, I just it right there though you got two shots two fireflies we're throwing twos around yeah i just think also this is a two-face story so we're gonna yeah. see how that is but the twos are getting flying and, left out, loose. and how how batman the, the building's on fire now he calls uh you know gordon says oh my guys are there everybody's out at one point batman saves a, a dog he gives it to the lady the old lady and uh, he's like okay well i'm gonna figure this out he's got to figure out what is going on because now some evidence that he could have or probably would have you know looked more into with this Thankfully, he took that vid and sent it to, uh, sent it to alfred yeah, he has the vid. So they have that. But then it all pulls back and you see that Cobra's involved. And Cobra. you have this last panel like Harold Frank is dead. And they're like, yeah, dead and gone from all reports. And so it would now appear is his base of operations. But he sent us the data beforehand. So Cobra will rise anew. And you see a deal with Cobra there. You have some people I in the love background. that every and time I you thought, see Cobra, it looks different. Everybody has their own yeah. depiction of Cobra. Oh, they... That's why they'll rise anew. They're always rising anew. But I will say that by the end, Cobra to us, we we make fun of Cobra a lot when we see it. But I did like him in that Suicide Squad deal. Oh yeah, I'm saying we we talk about callbacks stuff like that. Oh, he's referencing the Tom King Batman. Wait, you think we're referencing the like Cobra rising again from that Suicide Squad? Maybe because they're pissed. Yeah, they're (laughs) pissed. They're going to rise again. Now I'll tell you though, our leader didn't get brought back the way we wanted to. Well, it's going to rise again. Now, or it's this. Oh, man, he also ruined the Naha Naha, Eric. Exactly. <laughs> the Naha Naha. Uh, with that, though, I, I think about that, that Naha was- Naha all the time now. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, by the end, though, I think that they look pretty badass here. Oh, they do look badass. Uh, and, and the way that it progresses to Cobra at the end, I actually really like. I actually normally... We would laugh about Cobra. Well, I'm These still don't laughing seem about Cobra, like a but joke. I'm saying though, These it is a joke seem like in my jokes. mind, just because Cobra will always be a joke in my mind. But the thing is, you're setting up a dead body, two fireflies, and now Cobra. You're setting up right now what seems to be a pretty big and hopefully kick-ass yeah. story, and I get yeah. excited I, about I, that. I'm, 
Yeah, I'm excited. And uh, I don't know. I, I want to get a hold of Cobra's agent because, boy, they are hot right now. So hot. They are hot. They are like Hansel. They are so hot right now. But, yeah, I gave this a 9 out of 10. I don't think you're going to go as high. No. Uh, but that's because you're miserable. But I, I really liked it. I liked the art. I like the progression of the story. I like the interactions. Uh, one of the things, if you don't like the interactions between Gordon and Batman and Alfred and Batman, obviously that's going to take your score down. Yeah. I didn't have any problems with those. I really liked it. I like some detective work. I like when he fights Firefly, he punches him in the face. I, I like to get, and this is what I said in my review out of nowhere, we get an issue that has a human Batman, a humanized Batman, where he actually discusses some feelings and shows that Selena leaving him has affected him. But we also get him punching people. There can be the you the know twofer. best of both worlds here. And I do like, too, where he's fighting Firefly. And he's like, boy, he's a little more unhinged than I'm used to. And Alfred's like, should I call the signal or Miss Gordon, you know, for backup? And he's like, Pfft. Don't insult me. Crazy or not, it's still Firefly. And I thought that was a pretty good joke as well. What would you give it? Um, I would give this issue a 7.5 out of 10. I enjoyed the art and I look forward to the story going forward. I just felt so that some of the interactions and like some of the, like, you know, were kind of off and some of the situations were a bit forced. But overall, I still enjoyed the issue. And I want to see what, you know, James Robinson can do with Batman, even because I was really not impressed with this Wonder Woman. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, this is my favorite James Robinson issue that we've had in a long time because even the stuff he did on Trinity I thought was a little off too. So I am pleased to get something. And this is a continuation of his Batman Two-Face story that he had way back when. And so uh, I expected to see Two-Face right away. I was shocked that we didn't get him right away, but I, I'm looking forward to this going forward. Now we're going to move on to a I book forward that to I may not I really think. enjoy that character. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, I, what's next? Derek, now my my uh, being hyped up is going to hey, die down. Get hyped up for the man of tomorrow, all right? Superman oh, number okay. three, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, Eau Claire Albert, Alex Sinclair, and Josh Reed. Earth's in the Phantom Zone, and for some reason, it's Star Labs' fault. Anyway, everyone is in danger because Rogozar has convinced Jaxer's Phantom Army to join up to take on Superman, and the rest of the Just League seems to be poisoned for some yeah. nonsense reason, just to get him out of the action. Yeah, this issue, it starts with Livewire. That's cool. And I'm telling cool you, this character. whole introduction with Livewire, just going to Star Labs to do normal Livewire villainy kind of stuff, I thought was cool. I liked the whole idea. Yeah, and then I didn't her, like, like it. Stumbling <laughs> upon this whole thing where, oh man, Star Labs is fucked up because, you know, the, there's a giant Phantom Zone problem going on. Yeah. I like the I, idea. I know I'm saying just... Brian Michael Bendis is not afraid to use guest star characters and use as much as the DCU as he can. And I really like that aspect to it. But. I'm telling you, when I got done this issue initially because of that aspect and a few like, you know, funny little lines, I actually thought I was like, you know what? I might really like the Superman issue more than any of the other ones. And then I started poking holes in it left and right. I'm like, God damn it. Why can't I just like Superman? And I'm like, I'm yeah. going to have to stick to action comics right now because this I is I like not action doing comics. This isn't doing for me. And you have Livewire there. And and I, I love seeing Livewire. I don't mind seeing her. It, it goes on too goddamn long. There's no reason for her to be there. She hasn't done what she's doing. And the the dialogue is over. You have one, two, three, four, five uh, word bubbles, six word bubbles in the first page she's on. They don't give you anything. Then you go to the next page. She's there. Is this a bad time as a joke? I don't care. Then she talks more. She goes on and on and on for no reason. By the time Livewire leaves the scene here, 
She has not done anything to advance any sort of story. All it is is supposed to be a clever deal with wink-wink dialogue that he has all the time. I think it's nonsense. Tell me a story. Don't you try – and uh, that's the problem is I see Livewire and I go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's as far as it gets. That's yeah. not going to allow me to like four pages of Livewire. For no reason. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The live, the live wire bit I did enjoy. We started, but once we get into the thing when Superman shows up and we start finding out that somehow, even though we just used the Phantom Zone projector to put Rogelzar in the Phantom Zone, for some reason, the Earth ending up in the Phantom Zone was Star Labs' fault. There was a. I, I don't yeah. even want to know when, why Star Labs has Phantom Zone technology and why they're mapping right. it out. Like why they yeah. get to experiment it with it. It seems like point Brian Michael Bendis is saying that this is something Superman knows of and it's allowed. So it's I, such you a know. weird thing just for that to happen. And like, you know, the coincidence factor and not only that, just the fact that it gets to happen. Like that really no. just kind of throws me off for the world we're living now, in. This DC I'll, I'll tell you, this is why the live wire bit, I'm just looking at it and that it's seven pages long. Livewire's thing is so, and really by the end, Superman gets there. Oh man, I could use Livewire's help. I don't know if she's redeemed. You know, they have to want to be redeemed. It goes on and on. You are a third of the issue done. And all you needed to do is have Superman show up at Star Labs and say, What is going on? And they go, Whoops, we were messing around with the Phantom Zone. I think there's a problem. That's all you needed. That could have been one page with one, a, a couple panels. But instead, because he has Livewire there, he has to have his dialogue back and forth and back and forth. And it does nothing. It is just there to be a wink, wink. Look, Livewire's here. It's a waste. To me, it is a waste. And it's what I hate most about Brian Michael Bendis. And what I hate about his stories is he's more concerned about these interactions of realistic, funny dialogue than telling the story. And it takes him a third to get to where we go. And really, by then, you said it in your blurb. You end up leaving this with the idea, well, Star Labs did it somehow. Yeah. You, you don't even really get much from and it. even the idea when we have Superman, he shows up, like, show me what you did because I don't know how much longer we can survive here. I'm like, it's the fucking Phantom Zone. What are you talking about? I know. We, if, I know. If the characters are in the Phantom Zone, they can survive indefinitely. Yeah, you what could are we be doing? in here for millions of years. But maybe that's not the now, case now because, he, and, like, you know, you know what the best about, is? Yeah, I'm got before you go, the best is is usually you'd have the stakes where if say they got warped into the Phantom Zone and Earth was not there. Somehow they're there and he thinks that Rogozar got pushed and he has to get back to Earth to save things because he's like, You don't understand what you might have done. Well, no, that you're in the Phantom Zone. Like you said, most times and writers are seem to be able to choose and pick whatever they want to do. I hate most that of the aspect. Times, of the Phantom the Zone is so incorporeal. Much. That is why they can live. You even no, have I, I this in that. this like, issue. I was even going to say that the whole idea, you know, like you know, you can live here inf- uh, in- indefinitely because of the whole, you know, being the Phantom yes. Zone. But we just watched a nuclear man get killed last issue. Yeah. So and, and people with that, can die though, left and right. In the and this is what I hate, though, too, is you have Jaxer is what we end up. He's in there. He's been in there a while, right? He has not aged. Nothing has happened no. to him because he's in the Phantom Zone. But if you make the Phantom Zone some sort of physical plane, why aren't they aging? Why aren't they getting hurt? Why aren't they? Why are they able to last for? Why is Zadu, the Phantom King, in there for all this years? And why are they mad? Because th- there's no reason to be. <laughs> it seems like a vacation spot half the time and they play around with these rules and if it's not incorporeal then how can they live forever how it's nonsense i hate it i hate this type of phantom zone 
Yeah, also light fires, fly around, punch each other. They, they made the Phantom Zone. You're in there. It's a prison so that you can't do anything. Yeah, it's like they're in there. At least we don't have that pirate ship that Steve Orlando made oh, flying around with Zadu. But, you know, you have all this and they, you go in and then that's where you see Rogozar. And again, if you are somebody who likes Rogozar, I've not met many Rogozar fans, you I, might like this more. What is there to really more. like I, about Rogozar? I'm in the middle. This is what I'm saying. I don't hate him. I just don't care. He hasn't really, there's nothing that hits with me that I really care about Rogozar. So he's there and he's going around. He has a fire. And, and you know, you end up Jack's or, oh, you start a fire. You're going to get people that, you know, coming in, and, you know, and everybody's it seems weird there. That he took it's a Superman setup. cape off a nuclear man's back when he killed him and wrapped it around yeah. him like a scarf. And now yeah, it's just there it's, in my like, mind. So Jack Turk said, it's pretty dangerous wearing the House of L symbol around yeah. your neck like that. And to I'm me, like, it's, it's oh, almost it, supposed to be like that piece of crap. Yeah, I think it's like that piece of crap where they say people have ears or, you know, there's necklaces Oh, of it's ears. numb all like of a sudden. I got there. you. Like you yeah. have. Uh, don't, but yeah, don't, don't tell people about my ears. Plus, plus, Rogozar, you don't know this. I, I talked to some people in the know. He loves ribs. He's been eating a lot of ribs, and he needs something to wipe his mouth. ribs, too. He's got a lot of fur. Oh, it's a bib. I got you. The, yeah, it's a bit. The I got a Superman son, bit. It all makes sense the fur. Yeah, see? But yeah, Jaxer's there, and they go back and forth where you have Jaxer's army that he's collected end up, you know, attacking Rogozar. And they go back and forth with, who are you? I'm Rogozar. Who are you? Jaxer. Oh, you're Jaxer. I know about you. Oh, you know about me. Oh, great. But they have this big fight. Rogozar ends up saying, look, I didn't kill you guys because I don't want to. I want you guys to be my army. Let's go. And the best part of it, and I'm kind of jumping ahead just to get that story kind of going. And the best is, is where all of this is uh, Rogozar is, you know, talking and telling Jexer that he knows all about him. He, he yeah. knows the references and stuff like this. I love when Rogozar says, I've watched them, okay. my history vids. I like when, when Rogozar or uh, uh, freaking uh, Rogo, what am I saying? What's his name? Rogo. No, and he says to Jexer when Rogozar says, Yeah, enough of you talking about yourself. Let's move on. I'm like, when was he talking about himself? <laughs> you you were yelling at him and asking who they were. Uh, it's no, a the weird art's thing, really though. good. Like, oh, yeah, I really enjoy Ivan Rice's art. It's my favorite thing about this issue, besides for that one page of Adam Strange. But, uh, the whole thing that we're going to gather Jaxer's army because now it's like, you know, Earth is in the Phantom Zone. Superman's there on Earth. We're going to go after him. We're going to kill him. It really seemed yeah. in the last issue that there was a barrier between where Rogozar was in the Phantom Zone to where Earth was. And yeah, he couldn't and, pass and that barrier. That, yeah. And with that, there's the weird deal of, you know, what is that? You know, you have the Earth in the Phantom Zone and then you're on this plane. I mean, what is it? It, it doesn't even – it's hard for me to even get any sort of thing to jive in my head of like, look at Earth. Oh, there's Earth. I mean, I you know, the, the whole idea of the Phantom Zone – just gets played around it looks like that you know they're gonna fly but can they you know like you said they can fly there so it's which weird but on i, I Earth, don't even know with that because even though we jump back to the whole idea where there's a plane that superman now has to save because we can't have an issue where superman can just deal with the story to end he always for some reason brian michael bennis he has to go off yeah. and do superman things everyday normal superman things on top of the story at hand to prove that he knows a character and this whole thing doesn't make sense where we have a, you know, a Boeing 747 crashing and talking, yeah. you know, the uh, mission control yeah, or whatever the hell it's called. Going on. But it's talking about, you know, is your engine on fire? No, part of the plane is gone. I'm like, I don't know. Is it on fire? No, part of the plane is gone. And I'm like, on fire. No, it's yeah, on fire. I, and the entire plane is there. I don't know what you're talking about in this art and this yeah. dialogue. 
Now, the biggest problem, and, and you have little Superman moments like that, too. He saves a plane. Then he goes, and there's looters. He tells them to stop, and they stop. You have all this. He, he saves guys in uh, what appears to be hot air balloons. I mean, the craziest, a, a truck that's smashing cyborgs there trying to stop the truck. They're all working with this. Now, while this is going on, Brian Michael Bendis throws in this idea that people are getting sick because of the atmosphere of Earth mixing with the Phantom Zone. That's complete nonsense. But with that, it only seems that Flash and Batman are getting sick. And I'm uh, telling you, know, you, people talk about how to portray Batman. One way in my mind not to do is have him hugging the porcelain throne. Yeah, he's hugging with, with you know, he I don't like, know. He it, looks like it, me yeah. at 21 going yeah. out late drinking all night. Not good. Po- why is he poisoned more than anybody else? Nobody That's else except is, Flash we, and they Batman They really want to push that idea that the Earth's atmosphere mixing with the Phantom Zone's lack of atmosphere is somehow poisoning these characters. Yeah. Complete bullshit because... Superman then has to stop a bunch of people who are out and about looting who are fine. It's just yeah, to get these fine. characters out of there, and it does not work with the story he's it trying to tell. It looks like the the uh, the hospital with the you know p- the patients hurt, but it looks like it's hurt from an accident. But yeah. the doctors and nurses they seem fine. A flash, he doesn't feel good, <laughs> but everybody else is fine. And it just doesn't make sense. Well, in the meantime, you do have Robo even Martian are- Manor. We're all being slowly poisoned. I'm like. I think it's yeah. just the heroes. Uh, somehow yeah. it's just and, the and heroes that are being poisoned and some so, yeah, quicker than others. It must be. And at the one point you do have that funny bit where they're like, hey, well, you know, if we're here, what's where is where Earth was? What's going on there? And you do have this little bit with Adam Strange, which to me is the only good part of the and, whole and issue. And it's such a good progression because you say that and then there's just Adam Strange panel for panel like this there. like duplicate kind of thing where he's just looking at a satellite. Uh, yeah. Guys, hey. Yeah, he's Adam there. Strange. Yeah. All the way from Ran. And yep. then it just it zooms it's up just, on him. It's not funny. It's not funny. Says, yeah, and there <laughs> you go. So it it's, made me laugh. It's just so an much. empty space. Yeah. Uh but yeah, while this is going on though, you have Superman it's going around. He's so there with sense. <laughs> Ray Palmer and Ryan Choi and Ted Cord and Mr. Terrific and Will Magnus. They're all trying to figure out how to yeah, you know, deal the with this. They can't. Uh, and then that's when you do see where Rogozar has gotten his flying army uh, with Jack Sarah, and they're heading towards Earth to destroy it. But like you said, there was a barrier. Is that down now? How is this going? Are they going to be affected by this atmosphere and stuff like that? Whatever. But they, you know, they're, like I said, the art looks great, but it's just nonsense. I don't understand it's the story because Brian Michael Bendis is saying this, this, and this are happening, even though it's going against what we had before, and he's not explaining why that's happening when it's, it's only happening to certain characters. It is just all very forced to get yeah. what he needs and, to and happen, this is, and whether again, it makes sense or not. And this is where I say, like with Livewire at the beginning, I could, that continues to me because you do go and you see Superman trying to figure things out. You see, you know, the Beatle. Oh, my. And then you see Ryan Choi and Ray Palmer and Will Magnus and Ted Cord, But nothing comes about from it. He adds these people. Yes, he adds guest stars. But Which does I love. nothing with them. That's they the do thing nothing. Is, I, I actually and, love the idea that the, just the guest stars alone because that just makes me happy seeing it. Yeah, Whether it doesn't they make have me lot, happy. Lot, it makes they, me they, pissed they off. This, okay. <laughs> they don't do anything. What, what do you want what, to what do? Is, the, if you're going to have them there, don't they're have working, them all I'm there on the they're con. They're working the problem. But they're not going to. They say they, they don't have anything to do. They say, oh, they're upset. They're not going to do shit. They're, they're not going to you. I, this thing is not going to be solved by Ray Palmer doing something in the microverse. Because first off, I don't know that there is a microverse there is no here, microverse, no. and I don't think they're going to do. I bet you we hardly see them 
going forward. They are well, the just race there. off to uh, Star Labs to see what he can do over there. They just seem like wow moments that they're going to have just so we're there. He even says, I'm going to go, hey, I'll run over to Star Labs to the subatomic. You know what? He doesn't even know what to say of how he's doing it. And he just says the subatomic you-know-what and goes off. I guarantee you he's like, hey, at Star Labs, can't figure anything out here. And you'll just go from there. It's like Livewire. Where is she going to be from now on? Because he kind of mentioned, oh, she might be redeemed. I bet we – I don't think we're going to see any of these characters do anything. They may pop up well, still. I, I hope I they think do they're something do with anything. this army that's coming against Earth. Yeah, I just I think that Superman's going to end up having to stop it by himself. I, I don't think that they're going to even with Will Magnus. What can I do? I'm more robotics. I can't help. All right. Thanks, Will. Thanks a lot. And then the, away you go. Then you Call have the you know, Adam, Adam Strange. You'll be like, hey, where's he? Oh, he left. There was no earth there. So he went home. Uh, I just I think that Back the, to Ran he, I go. He always like again, when we had in Man of Steel, Green Green Lantern showed up. Did nothing. Flash. They end up just there for jokes and to just say, oh, my God, he knows the DC universe. He never comes through with any of these characters doing anything more than just showing up for a cameo. So we'll see. I'll see if I'm wrong. But he has not shown that he knows any character. And he also doesn't use them. Batman shows up in Man of Steel just to say, look at the map and then leaves. (laughs) <laughs> Never to be seen again in there. He just likes to throw them in so you think he's smart. I just don't like Jim. this at all. Yeah. yeah, and there you that's the best, too, is you have Flash and Batman, two pretty cool characters. Yeah. You have to make them sick so that you can use Ryan Choi? Uh, you know, why? What does that make sense? Why aren't they sick? Uh, you know, but you, you want to take out two of the coolest characters, and it just seems weird, but we'll see. We'll see if I'm wrong, but what did you give this? I gave this issue a 5.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art, and I th- laughed my ass off at that one-page Adam yeah, Strange scene. This made me really happy, but the rest, there was just so many holes I kept poking into, and I'm like, it didn't hold water anymore by the end of the issue for me, and I was really expecting to like this one going in and seeing Livewire, and just the situation yeah. to handle. Even Jack Cern, like, you know, getting an army role, I'm like, all right, this is a real threat. This could be something big, but it just doesn't make any sense in the long run. Yeah, I, I give it a five, and that is of the fuck you variety. I, I don't like it. I like the art, but the story's nonsense. I don't need you to be clever with this live wire dialogue for seven pages of a 21-page issue. And also just thinking about the idea of it being this huge war and things like that. Of course, it's in the Phantom Zone, so it won't mean anything once they pull out and stuff like that. So I just, I'm sick of this book. I like action comics. I really like that last issue. Yes, Maybe that. That's just maybe that's just going to be my book of Superman because this just seems like nonsense. And again, you have Rogo Czar and and Brian Michael Bendis seems to think in my mind he has his yes men around him telling him how great this Rogo Czar is. And I don't care either way about him because I don't know enough about him. He just shows up, yells stuff about Krypton. We have the Supergirl book we'll be talking about later that deals with him as well. I just want to get rid of Rokosar. I want to move on to something better because I don't think that he's that great a villain. And he just, I don't know enough about him and I don't care to know that much more. So there you go. But we're going to move on to the next book and the last book of the section, which actually has a villain that I wouldn't have even known that I care so much Ooh. about her. 
Oh, my goodness. Catwoman number three, written by Joel Jones, art by Joel Jones, Fernando Blanco, Laura Allred, John Calise, and Josh Reed. While this book is more about the villain than the hero, I liked it because a good book needs a good villain. While the jury is still out on whether Reina is a great villain, she is certainly evil and creepier. We do <laughs> get some Selena as well and end with a cliffhanger that shows why she is in Villa Hermosa. Eric, Villa Hermosa. But yeah, this is more about uh, Reina. This is more about the villain and less about Selena. Seems but, like more like, you know, if the movie, the, the the Crush or Poison Ivy, if the woman had like, you know, the, the evil vil- woman of the yeah. movie had won in the end. Or the cradle, the cradle will no, rock. No, I don't or whatever do the hand that rocks the cradle. Hand that rocks the cradle. Oh we'll my talk about goodness! That. Yes, she me and breastfed you another woman's she baby. She breastfed her, that. Why is that so creepy? Though? I don't know. It has bothered me it's ever since so I saw creepy. it when it came out. So creepy, so creepy. Or a young attraction. Boy, too. You have a lot of these movies. Yeah, if the bad people won in those movies, this is what you'd get. But yeah, you you have it start off right where it left off last issue, where Selena was going to this party that she was invited from from the Creel. Uh, family and she gets there and you have Creel there but also that bad cop they kind of escort her to a table and this is Joel Jones showing in my mind this is a lot like the Genevieve Valentine DC YOU yeah. Selena she's not a crime boss here but she has that attitude and I really like it I like this attitude of her like you know I, I don't care what you guys say she really goes by the Eric Shea you're not going to tell me how to rule my life or run That's my right. life because they say to her listen Listen, we want you to know that we control the city. The Creoles control the city, Villa Hermosa. And we see that you're here. We'll allow you to be here, but you have to play along with our Which game. Which is weird because Villa Hermosa is, is in Mexico. But yeah, it seems that we're um, in California last yeah, night. I don't yeah. understand what, what's going on anymore. No, and she says, she says basically, I'm not up for a job with you. And he's like, no, it's not a job. It's just you're going to you know, play the game. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. While this is going on, you see these old people at this crazy you know, function here that's supposed to be a pharmaceutical-type function where they right, are taking boy, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> they are taking whatever it is. These are the What's that, pills? You can make me strong again? All right. Yeah, they, they end up with these 80-year-olds just getting all hyped up and steroid up, and they start fighting I kind of wish Selena it was like then. some kind of weird, like, you know, take on Venom or something like that, because yeah, they get it all- it may be. We don't they know. They get all strong. No, they get all, they get all pissed off. And Selena, I like this little bit of humor, because Selena goes, and as she grabs uh, this Sam, the bad cop, he does say, listen- Stop. I can help you. Like you see that he might be a double agent type thing. He might be working undercover. He's like, listen, I can help you. Don't do this. And she's like, fuck that. I don't need you. Snitches get stitches. Boom. She hits him and then throws her smoke grenades that Carlos sold her and they don't work. Where did they, she get them from? I'm looking at this thing like, where are you hiding these baseball she had them in grenades? There she, she may have had them taped there, but they are in her deal there. I don't know. Maybe she grabs them though. I'm, they don't I'm work. I'm just looking at this skin they don't type work dress. Yeah, I and know. like, they're like three baseball size smoke bombs oh, that yeah. don't work. And I'm like, they I think it's work. funny as hell that they don't work. Thanks a lot. You know, but like, yeah. where the hell were you keeping these? Maybe Selena? they're on the underside of things. But yeah, she does that. She throws them. They fizzle out. And that's then what's she gets, keeping them up. Yes. She gets she gets knocked out. But of the, weird, the, the weirdest part about the scene, though, is the whole idea that it seems that the Creole family actually was hiring this Catwoman to get Catwoman's attention. There. 
Well, it, that's it, kind of that's what the that's what he said last issue a bit. But that other girl went a little bit over the top and started doing crazy stuff and shot that cop. It is a little force to leave from there. And she even says, and "Why just did the you idea hire I'm these saying, people?" Though, I, I know the Creel family. They're these this pretty much the people that run this whole thing and the underlife no. and the overlife with the, her husband being you know in politics and whatnot like that. But just the idea that they knew the Catwoman because I don't think she's really been Catwoman all that much since she's been here. Just yeah, but they, Kyle. they knew she was there and they, yeah. they said it. I get the idea that if you want to make it work, you just get the idea that they are kind of bored and they like to have fun. And this was something they were playing a game to get her attention. And uh, they did. Still doesn't make sense why those Catwoman <laughs> women like, were fighting her. And all those Catwoman out and about just to get her here. So she's like, look. We don't like outsiders, but, you know, if you're willing to play the game, we have a place in the city for you. Yeah, and she's like, I, I don't want to do that. So they fight. This old lady do? knocks get her out old, the window. What are you going to do? Get geriatric people to take venom yeah. and beat me up? Uh-oh. And beat me up? <laughs> oh, no. She gets knocked out. She falls down uh, a la lethal weapon, yep. hits the car, and she's messed up. Uh, the one, your keys, miss. I'm like, no, you, should, you better call the ambulance. But <laughs> she is messed up. Makeup. She should be dead. But uh, <laughs> you then go up to the governor's mansion. And now this is where we get the, the, you governor, know, the meat and is, cheese yes. of this, where you have Raina there. And her husband, the governor, has announced that he is stepping down because he has cancer. And he wants to deal with that. And you know that she's pissed. Yeah, We know this is happening. She just but, found out at a press conference that her husband yeah. has cancer and he knows yeah. it's going against her plans. Yeah, her plans are to take over and this is not going to go with the plans. She's laying in bed with him and... He says, you know, I, I'm going to beat this, you know, with your help. I know things will change, but I'm going to beat this. I know your your first husband. He died young, but you never really told me. It's a weird thing for him. Like, tell me about your first husband. What is this, Baby, Jimmy I'm at dying. work? Tell me about Jim, your one true love Jimmy, before me. Jimmy at work comes up to us the one time. <laughs> the incredible and he goes, Melting Man? Yeah, the Incredible Melting Man at work. And he comes up and he goes, did I ever tell you that my wife said that her ex-husband had a real big cock? Like, I don't no, know no. why you would ever we come and say that. that to me. Yeah, we we were never told that. I, I don't know why you're telling me why she told you. This. And he seemed to be very proud well, of it. I, I think he know. likes to like, you know, get shamed in bed or something. I guess. He might be in the Or that, whether he she, likes it or not, I think she just does it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but they, I you ever know, tell I you. Poor Jimmy. <laughs> poor Melding man. Oh my god. Poor is nothing. that it? He and deserves this, everything he gets. Yeah, really. But she's like, okay, let me tell you. And it's one of those stories that we always love. You had mentioned that it's like the Joker's daughter when yeah. we saw her her background in the The whole the idea when you 52. get the story being told to the governor here. And the story that Rain is telling him is not matching up what she's recollecting in the no. whole backstory. And it's such a good way to do it. Like, so about, oh, you know, like, you know, we're just a simple family. And you see that just the worst pieces of shit, her father, oh, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Just everything that is contrary to kind of make it a paint a brighter picture to what yep. her backstory was and, yeah and she's just the she terrible spinning terrible it so nice is. and it's basically she went to a charity stole some money the uh, the mrs johnson who ends up mr johnson is her now is you know the husband whatever but it, she saw you know them steal the money they go they're gonna press charges and they that's the don't. whole thing that's where they like the you know, whole thing where she's caught stealing but she's yeah. like, you know we met at a charity function you know yeah, like yeah. you know she, he was married to another woman had daughters at that point but like you know they brought me into their family and stuff like yeah, that and and that's the best. You go in and she actually ends up seeing, okay, this is where she lives. It doesn't look that great. She knocks on the door. This is the the wife Might of as well her be in now Jenny's husband. Jenny's house from Forrest and, Gump. Yeah. 
ends up knocking on the door and like whatever the reason they took me in, it's because they had a she had a piece of crap family. Well, like we I talked don't... about it, you know, it's Sublime's wrong way, you know, like you know he yeah, put her that's out on the streets. It, it might as well have been. Yep, yeah, and so they took her in. They they accept her as a family, and what happened was is Raina then started poisoning the little girls of the family and then blaming the mother. And I said, this is basically if I die. You go back to this issue, you'll see what Tanya's been doing all along because she's been giving poison to little girls, ends up framing the mother. Yes, the mother gets taken away, uh, arrested in the meantime. Then they be, she becomes lovers with the father. Then, you know, now they're married. That's obviously, you know, her first husband. And then when he signs the will to give her everything, she shoots him in the back of the head as a suicide. And she is awful. It, it is presented in such a great way. I'm telling you, it I is. Was it's really so well done. The- I was, I was really on the edge of my conser- seat. No, I'm saying not even that. I was just so I really was. concerned that I wasn't going to like this Catwoman series. But this issue and the way that Joelle Jones is telling yeah. this backstory of Raina Creel here. So it good. really is captivating the way she depicts this. And, and like, as this I ends, was so yeah. into this story by the oh, time. I was the, thing, the only problem with it I had is that once we like – this is the, the origin story of Raina Creel. But we don't find out why besides for too many surgeries. Like – why does she need all these surgeries to the point where she's a goddamn crypt keeper? Yeah, I just like, think that she's like, if you look up, I there's certain, you know, those, you always see that. These women had surgery gone wrong. I think that she just wants to maintain her looks and she's I know, had but just like, awful it's just, surgeries. I know, it's just uh, for some reason, because she doesn't seem that old to me. Like, and if you told me that somehow it's like the supernatural bit where she's like 200 years old, because that's actually yeah. what I expected to come into it. When like, tell me about your first husband. Somehow he's like a plantation owner or some bullshit yeah. like that. Well, because like, for the way that she looks and the fact that her husband doesn't know that she doesn't have a nose, like keeping her looks, it just, it just feels like too much. I mean, she does say to him, you know, I've had years of plastic surgery to be beautiful woman by your side. So I just think she's gone too far with it. And like some of those, you know, rich socialites that I always see in those clickbaits. But even, even with that, I actually thought that they were going to go with the idea because when she does say that the mother uh, of her, you know, the the wife of her first husband that ended up getting taken away. She yeah. says, because you see, I was starting to get sick as well. And I actually thought, boy, she's all in. She was actually poisoning herself. And I that thought so that good. maybe that was what led to that. That what, but it wasn't right then no. because then she married the guy and she seemed fine then. But yeah, I, I thought that maybe about, that you know, was going to be. And it. then we found each other in our grief, and it was scandalous, and, like, and it was really yeah, scandalous. It and was, this, it yeah. because this guy is a minister as well. He's a minister. His, yeah, his daughters are dead. His wife gets put away for murdering, and the like the 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 trashy girl that they brought in kind of adopted. Trashy girl. He, it, it seems like it's a stepdaughter that yeah. he ends up marrying then and having you know you know sex like with they, and stuff they, like they that. They took her in and adopted her. It seemed like to get her away from that. T- Terrible yeah. life that she was yeah. living, and now it's her and it was wife. All a plan, like, oh, God. all a plan, and and then you see, then she's reaching under the bed, and you're like, oh no, and, and she she's telling brings her up a needle, husband, yeah, yeah, and she says to him like, you ruined it, I, and then starts spilling the beans, and she's like, you know what. I made you the man you are today. I paid off the police. I did this. And he has no idea. You see that he no. does not know any of this went the on. The investments, the corruption. Yeah, he was Things just never there. never had a clue about. He was the figurehead. Yeah. And she was using him. And now that he's no longer able to do anything like that, what an she's going to kill him. disappointment you have turned out yeah. to be, Edmund. Yep, now another one bites the dust. She's a black bow, widow. Bow, she bow, is Eric. Bow. But then you go back to Selena's in an ice bath. She has broken ribs. Uh, you have Unda. Next thing and, you know, she's uh, going to start breastfeeding some other woman's baby. Yeah, really? Oh, no. Really and creep me out. 
you have Carlos there. He's, he's liking the bathtub scene there, but says, you know, we got to get her, get some help. And Undis says, no, no, no. She's a stray. You can't handle her. You know, well, she I has even to be like this left bit too, alone. Where we have these characters that, you know, are taking care of Selena and stuff like that. And Carlos is actually falling from her. His mother's just trying to tell yeah. him, look, look, I, I, Don't. You, can, you could fall in love with her. You just, you got to know. You're yeah, not going to be able to keep a stray yeah, and stuff like that. She's not going to be able to be kept. I, I like that aspect too. There's a lot of compelling characters in this and their backstories yeah, and I their like, like motivations of things. I'm like, somehow this is really working for me as a story. Yeah, I actually really like too. Uh, you have Carlos. I wish she would have been like, you know what? Those grenades, you son of a bitch. But he's I really like, wish she would have talked stuff, about like, that. Yeah, why are you gambling all this stuff? Like, he, he basically, like, why don't you give it to me? I, I We could get out of yeah. this, you know, crummy. She's like, ah, I don't know if you I notice, just want to. Kind of run a pawn shop storage yeah, place. Come yeah, on. really. She's like, I just want it all to disappear. He's like, hey, I'm going to fire up the switch. Done and done. We're going to play some games here. I'll bet you, you lose. You give it to me. And she's like, well, maybe. But she's like, I have an appointment. I, I really like the line where she's like hey you can't go anywhere you're hurt now hey unlike my ribs this appointment is something i can't break and she goes off and this continues now i didn't mention it earlier in this issue where she pretty much gets beaten up by old people yeah uh she's there where she's trying to jump and she is hurt she you know she even grimaces oh man i'm gonna have to fight this off this is something that we did not mean it's not the cat god in the batman book yeah it's not the cat god and i love it this is why i said my review Last issue, issue number two, I thought went a little bit too back. It took the MC Scat Cat two steps back yeah. and references the wedding a little too much. I want her to stand on her own. She's on her, you know, they're in Villa Hermosa, all this. This issue definitely did that. And I like the idea that Selena is not a cat guy. No, she's being she de- can de- be de- her. Like, you know, depicted realistically. Now, you tell me that she fell three stories into a car that smashed. She should be dead. Yes, no, I can no, go man. with that. But Broken she's ribs. still hurt. She she's a cat. She knew how to land on her feet, but on her back, face and back, and on her neck. back. <laughs> yeah, I think she's got seven of those lives taken away. Uh, but yeah, you have her going, and she's going to somewhere. It is an extended scene. I will yeah. tell you that there is some filler here because of that, but I like seeing her jumping around oh, and Jim, she's hurt. I certainly needed that cool down after that start dark story yes, of Raina I Creel. Did. Yes. Uh but yeah, she I was ends so up shocked going, to tell you. I didn't realize I was, too. I was I was stuck on that story for so when we started continuing down with the Carlos and stuff like that, and then her moving off this appointment she can't break, I was just kind of going through the pages thinking about that Raina Creel thing. Yeah. So when we actually got to the final page with the reveal, I'm like Oh, my God, another little shocking moment. Yeah, you're there because uh, really when you – if you're not reading this book, and I suggest you do. I really like it if you're a Catwoman fan. But if also you like a book that's more based on character than the – you know, the characters so far in these three issues are way more important than the actual story going on. Yeah. She's very deliberate. I'm not even sure the actual story. No, that's what I'm saying. She's very deliberate with the characters to set it up where to me when you read it, if you go into it with the idea of, okay, this is in for the long haul, we're getting – it's it's very good because at the end she goes and what appears to be – either a hospital, possibly a mental hospital, but she goes in and opens up the door and says, hello, sister. It's been a while. And the art really shows you that this is not just a sister in a, hey, we were in a a sorority together. This looks like it's Selena's blood sister. And that is shocking at the end. But also, all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second. That's why she's here in Villa Hermosa. Before, you just thought... That's eh, a random town. We're not getting to that. Even earlier when Creel says, hey, you know, we'll welcome you here. You do think she's like, no, no, no. You do what the hell you want. Leave me alone. I'm here for a specific reason. That's my reason. When I'm done, I'm out. 
and it makes all sense. It makes sense. Again, the overall story is still kind of going along. You're not getting a ton of what the overall picture no. is, but with the character moments with that you're getting. And stuff now getting us towards that yes. aspect of we know in the characters. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. I, from what we got the first two it. issues, I was on board at least, but I never thought I would be thinking, Mike, I can't wait for the next issue yeah. of Catwoman yeah, I now. love it. I, I actually really love it. And I'm even going to up my score uh, yeah. on the site. I gave it an 8.5, but I have to say I That's like it I'm just it. as I like it just as much as Detective Comics, so I'm going to give it a nine uh, nice. for here on the site with uh, on the site <laughs> here we are on the site oh. dancing around like we're dancing on top of the Eiffel Tower bit bit do uh with that <laughs> I'm all jacked up I'm on Mount Dill here oh my god I'm I'm dancing on a pin needle with all the angels but yeah uh I really like this book and I really like a book that is giving us more character moments instead of what we usually get of less characters and just these situations and stuff right. like that so uh you are already said your score yeah, but I'm Eric, what would you give it? as mostly yeah, because so this whole idea where like even the art i wasn't sold on initially but the fact that joelle jones is writing the story and like the art is telling a different story than the words are depicting and it worked so well together both yeah. writing and the art it meshed together and a did <laughs> i don't even it know what did. i'm but no i really it's found myself enjoying the blend of art and story it Aaron. is also I, fernando I, blanco jumped on here that did give probably joel jones a little bit of a break but it's the flashback stuff so it makes yeah. complete sense i never mind when you have that where if you're going to have a flashback, yeah, get another artist yeah, to good. do it so it looks a little different. And then it gives you a little break. But boy, well, no, it I is never thought good. I would be caring about any of these characters besides for saying the I'm with you. old no-nos or stuff like that. But you've added you've added a depth to this villain that I want to see explored more. And I want to see yep. how Catwoman's life gets you know fucked up because of it. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this 8.5 oh out of 10. Oh my, I agree, Eric. But I say 9 because I'm the positive Peter of the two of us. But yeah, I, I gave it an 8.5 on the site and I loved it. So Actually, I'll I, I don't know. at an 8 before we started the podcast talking yeah. about well, it. Well, there you go. 8. We 5. both went up point yeah. five. I, uh, I, I don't think Joel Jones likes us too much, which is a shame. It is <laughs> she, a shame. She at least doesn't like to retweet an 8.5, I saw him, but there you go, Eric. There you go. I think she's a gem. <laughs> I love her, but maybe she doesn't like, uh, you know, the way that we go about our business, possibly. Maybe. I, I'm learning a Brian lot more. Brian from Arkansas was right, though. Yeah, he was. I, I'm learning a Joel lot Jones of people. I'm learning a lot of people don't like how we go about our business, Eric. Yeah. And that, that's fine. And they should us, just buy their own business. <laughs> they <laughs> should stay out of our business there, yeah. buddy boy. I'm a man. I'm 40. I am, Eric. I'm not, I'm not a boy. I'm a man. Stay away from me. But yeah, we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Boom, this is mail section number one, guys and gals, and here we go. Numero if you want to be uno. part of numero, uh, what are we, uh, oh my goodness, how dare you, Eric? If you want to be part of the mail sections, you can email us at weirdsciencedcomics at gmail.com, and you will be the star, uh, just like John, who starts us off. Now, later on, 
it'll be funny. In the second mail section, our man Rick is going to be telling us about episode 89, Eric, and mentions on that episode we had 22 emails. (laughs) What the heck? No wonder those those podcasts were so long. Ah, yes. I do say we we don't have I do say sir we don't have as much uh, email but I think it's because we talk to people all the time in Slack yeah. and if you do get on to the Patreon that's kind of a very big benefit is to go on the Slack not to talk to me and Eric but to talk to the Get Fresh Crew people and a lot of people talk all day and all night twenty four seven is how they describe that sometimes Eric uh, well, when I'm help. walking it's down people the street all around the world. That's what I say. I say, hey, hey, you homeless guy. You homeless 24-7? They say, you damn right I am. And I go, right. Keep on keeping on, You got a dollar? Keep on reaching for the stars there, buddy boy. First one is John. John says, hey, Eric and Jim. Now, right away, he's going going against the the way you do it. How dare he address you first? (laughs) Dear Eric and Jim, hey, Eric and Jim, and everyone in the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, 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 boop. Bitch can't get through the door. Oh, my goodness. She can't, can she? (laughs) I am a social justice John, and this is my first time emailing despite listening to you for a year or more. So thank you for listening. My first bit of social justice I need to enact is to plead with you guys to stop using the term, in quotes, retard. And uh, I actually already responded to him. And before we even go any further, I told him I will not use it anymore. And really, it, it has nothing to do. Well, it does. He he doesn't like it, and he's going to tell you why and tell me why. But I just don't like people listening and being uncomfortable in any sort of no. way. So if there's any time that anybody has any problem, I'm not going to get on a soapbox and say anything because really, that's a soapbox I'm not going to get on anyway because he's right. I mean, we do use the term. We We had a point, and I'm not allowed to use that term in my house. I am not allowed to use it. If I use right it, now? that's the thing is, though, this is like the podcast is actually like Earth X. I just say these things, and then afterwards, when I get yelled at every time, (laughs) there's a lot of loopholes. And when I get done, she's like, I can't believe you kept saying that. And I say, baby, it's for the podcast, sweetie child. And then she's like, whatever. And then they walk out. She goes, whatever. (laughs) 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 It's my house of whatever. That's what that's what happens. But she does not like it. She's all like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then I was there. I'm talking to Eric on the thing. And I said, but baby, on the podcast, she said, whatever. There you go. (laughs) I have no problems with other foul language you use, except for the fact my wife makes me turn you off if she hears it less the kiddos actually hear you now we say that too and it's so funny because yes we do curse we we, me and you get together but on the marvel podcast we do not and i'm actually after reading this mail and talking about the r word here uh i think i'm gonna try to curse a little less uh in general because i i hate the idea that people do have to kind of hide and listen to us. So it, it's kind of funny at points. We're secret now, girlfriends, also, Jim. Also, and I'll tell you, John, a lot of things that John says is me and Eric do not sit there and, you know, we don't come on the podcast and say, hey, we have 18 trillion people listening and all, but yeah, but do. But it's uh, true. Well, unfortunately for ourselves, <laughs> we, we tend to forget that and end up trying to, you know, make people earn their way in Eric, by, by being awful. And, you know, we try to talk the way we normally talk. Look, if you're going to listen to us, you're going to come down to our level. Yeah. 
I curse like a <laughs> sailor. I hate to say it. I really do. And uh, I, I don't think it's the greatest thing, but hey, no. I, I get angry and use that. So I, I'm going to try not to curse as much. Okay. That, that is my pinky swear to you, John, and you, Eric, though I know that it won't come about no. quite like I'd like it to, but I will not use the R word anymore. Yet I am a special education teacher. And hearing that word is like a slap in the face. And like I said, uh, no matter what anybody says or does or whatever, I don't want people to be upset listening to us. So I am done. Uh, I do have a mentally challenged uncle that used to beat the crap out of me. You know, I still have hurt feelings of that. I might be butthurt over that, but I, I think I do. I, I might. I actually, it's weird. And that's why you it, didn't it, grow the size you should have. No, no, no. They they make jokes a lot of times, and it's true. I, I don't know how, but three of my kids actually do walk with a limp from how I got the crap kicked out of me. <laughs> Maybe, and I, I may have stopped uh, a, a mentally challenged person from blowing out candles on a birthday cake, Eric, because I didn't want spittle on it. But that was me. And, and yeah. here's the thing: those stories, I'll have to tell you, they were when I was a little kid, a little boy, Eric. And you know, I'm a man. I am a man, Eric. I'm a man now, so I shouldn't be doing that. Maybe over in the middle of nowhere where you live, you are all leaving 50 years in the past when that word was socially acceptable here in 2018 it's like the n-word for persons with disabilities that is true so we will not do it i, I don't I mean to say be mongoloid instead <laughs> shedding light no you can't say that either i think no. that's worse i mean you say there at one point i accidentally said oriental once and you're like that's furniture not people so there you are and you're soapbox <laughs> so there and, and i learned i'm like okay i'm telling you the other day wrong turns run around and he's saying things that are disparaging to people and we stopped them and told them to stop so we should be able to take it as well remember the people remember people first language guys and he said you don't know what that means google it which i forgot to do but we'll have to see other than that complaint i love your podcast even if i can really make it to the end in a week of listening boy you'll hear rick later the podcast now really <laughs> if you can't get through six hours you anybody got through anything back in the day holy moly the one that rick's talking about that episode 89 was over 11 hours long <laughs> what oh, the was heck? a short one back I then i used to okay. like it though yeah, I like, though, when I used to, like, we tweet things out, I, I tell you, I, I got kind of a kick when people were like, that's a misprint, right? That can't be 11 hours. I'm like, oh, that's 11 hours there, Ooh, buddy. Yeah, you have to earn your keep here. You are a funny guy, Jim. I like this. He says, I'm funny. Eric needs to cheer up. It always cheer sounds up. like someone just ate his cat. Cheer up, Eric. Come on. Get, get a little. Does this, does, this, does this make you laugh here? Get it? Get it, Eric? It, it does. <laughs> I'm the miserable one. I, isn't it usually yeah. my job yeah, to cheer I, you I up? I am an emotional guy. I'm an emotional guy, Eric. I'm not exactly miserable. I'm you're, just are a you very saying you're emotional. stunted both physically and emotionally? Uh, yeah, and, and uh, physically, possibly. You jerk. I uh, see. I did it to you. There you go. You jerk off. Fatty. That's what you get. Take that. Okay, the second thing I want to talk about is Brian Bendis' run on Action Comics and the nonsense he is bringing. Are you okay, Eric? You're miserable over there. There are two I things I hate in this world, Jim. People who are intolerant about the t- the look people choose to express and Superman wearing underwear on the outside. He and the Swedes. The Lame. Lame Austin Powers, the Dutch. Lame Austin Powers, <laughs> jokes aside, I am probably about 20% Dutch. And I take offense to Actually, I don't. But I do have a lot of the, the weird thing about it is I have a lot of relatives that live in uh, Holland, but none of them are Dutch. They're actually uh, have moved there. 
which is very odd. I've never told you that, Eric. I've never let you uh, in on that little secret. I, I, ever uh, wanted to I, know. I have some Dutch relatives. I really, and, and pretty much nice friendship two, and I like to call them double Dutch is what I call them. I really hate <laughs> Superman's retro look. The only Dutch that I can stand is in Predator, Eric. I get it that the, his it's been his look for years. It's tradition and it's nostalgic, but that's no excuse. A lot of people don't like the trunks. I, I must just go buy it and not even pay attention. You know what else? This tradition like in this country, slavery, Eric. But you don't see me running around enslaving people for nostalgia. What are we talking about? He said, he said, get rid of those trunks and slavery. It'd be like one of those bills that y- you like the trunks, but you can't pass that bill because it brings back slavery. So y- you're going to go against it. If that is a false equivalency, it is. Then how about parachute pants? Oh, I loved parachute you. pants. In the early 90s as a preteen, I thought I looked amazing rocking my parachute pants, but I'm not about to bust them did. out anytime soon. Oh. If you put them on right now, you're going to have to go, ho, ho, and do the <laughs> hammer dance Because you right know away. I would. Oh, yeah, I would too. I really want to like Superman. Go online but I can't now, get, get in the stories pants. when I have a red crotch staring at me in every panel like a goddamn red sun. See, now he made me curse to his wife. Now Batman is uh, wearing the underwear too. I hate it. Kill it with fire, he says. Last thing, I started reading DC at the beginning of the New 52 because I wanted to get into comics again. That's where I started uh, in general. As a teen, I was all Marvel. Sounds like you, Eric. Maybe he is miserable as well. But that company feels like a bunch of crap to me now. I like some of the stuff. For only $25, I ain't going to pair of parachute pants. Can you? Oh, my. A lot of books from the 52. Solid color. Baggy, loose fit. Harem pants for men. <laughs> Hammer, don't hurt him. A lot of books. Are, I don't like it. You don't want those. A lot of no. books from the fifty-two are gone. Uh, so, what books would you like to see resurrected from the new fifty-two era? For me, it's Animal Man. He says, and I agree. I'd like that. I love that book and character. He protects that. Would be good too. He protects my hometown of San Diego. But since the end of Rot World, he seems to be MIA. I hear he's in the new Just League book, but I'm a few weeks behind. He's not really. No. <laughs> he's not he's, really. He's in the background, there. kind of kicking it. He's there. Looking buff. Anyway, keep up the good work minus the R word. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you with great power. Mongoloid from here on out. Don't worry, John. Batman in brightest day and darkest night. Now he really hates you. Up, up, and away. I am miserable. You can't help us now. Now you're upsetting everybody from Mongolia. Right. We're we're number three in Mongolia. We just went down the five. I am social justice, John. I'm the fastest man alive. And yeah, we uh we do the New Fifty Two review podcast. Yeah. It's on Patreon now, but we did do Animal Man. Both of us really liked that. Uh, I recently on the site did a retro review of Grant Morrison's uh, Animal Man number one and loved it. I really really enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, I am a big Animal fan, Animal Man fan. I'm an Animal fan as well, Eric. I mean Animal oh, yeah. from the Muppets. The, I'm an uh, Animal lover from the Muppets. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a fan. Uh, you are an animal lover, aren't you? How More ways than one, Jimmy now, boy. John's, John's wife just shook, shook her head and said, uh, why do you listen to these morons? Because, uh, honey, yes. we're but, animal yeah, lovers, we, too. We do that. I'm Turn trying to think. Low. I actually, I like the swamp things. I like the swamp things, I want a Batman and Robin right? book. That'd be good, too. Get it, Eric? <laughs> Tony's next, Tony says. Before I begin, apparently not all of my last emails sent. Remember what I said? Boy, that that ended abruptly. That's what Jess said. Boom. I type my email out in Word and copy and paste it in Yahoo Mail. Word up. Man, what is this, cameo? What, you, you didn't cameo? Word up. Hey, buddy, people. No, man, it's just the 90s. We're, we're talking about parachute pants and saying word. I'm talking about cameo. 
How dare you stop me from me cameoing, as they used to say. Word up, people won't you. But in case anyone was wondering, here it is. Obviously, I don't know when much things of having a cameo up. in Come this. Come on, party people. How about a cameo while doing cameo? Word up, party people. Sing it. Sing it, Pills. got a weird P- thing Pils, to you show don't you. So you don't, don't even know cameo. The weirdest thing is he was singing It's Tricky by Run DMC. Get out of here. Pills, Pills. come on. Really? You think that's going to play with me? Word up. You don't have to yell at me, Pills. Oh, my God. Stop it, Pills. There's people listening. I'm having having too much fun. I got to get miserable again. John's wife has now forbid him (laughs) to listen to us ever again. Well, that's it for today. This is what he said at the end of that, uh, that email. Well, that's it for today. Now it's time to watch the Florida Gators kick some ass, and tomorrow night get to see the Bears do the same to the Packers. Oh, my. That did not happen. Mm. And remember, y'all, if you don't eat a chicken quesadilla from Taco Bell at least once a month, you aren't living your best life. Walt Gator Obviously signing I'm off like Tom King. My I'm best gonna be life. Living, I'm going to be living my best life after this. Like Tom Multiple King should lives. do for Batman. See, he says he's signing off like Tom King should do for Batman. You, you stepping on his shade. Read more. I didn't realize more. I only had a cameo in this podcast. I'm Money sorry. Money more. You tell them, Pills. Jeez. Drink more and repeat if you are under 21. You have to also add no more people, at least at the age 21. Not going to say why, because I think that might applicate me to be in a crime. Damn bears and gators. He's, now he's back. Damn bears and gators. You had one job win. The, the problem is, is the other team had that same job. Unfortunately, unless you are the Steelers and the Browns, somebody's got to win there. Oh, wait. Sorry. Hello, Jim, Eric, and great fresh crew. Dab, dab. Boop, boop. Oh, wait. That's not how it goes. Boop, boop. Did you know it's rude to tell someone in public, no, your opinion is stupid? I found that out by my girlfriend when we were at the mall, and I went in a Think Geek to check out the stuff. I was in Think Geek. I, did you ever go into Think Geek? I don't know what it's that is. It's almost like a geeky version of Hot Topics with less emo. There. I don't like I, it. I went in there, and they have some comics. It's the same place, I think. And they had a Nightwing shirt that I did like, but oh. I didn't get anything because although cool. I am a huge Nightwing fan, I am also a huge cheap butt, Eric. I'm a cheap butt. Are we talking about, like, small- is this Tony or is this you? This is Tony. Now, I'm just telling you, I went in one, if you don't know what it is. I did go in and do that. He went in. They have a small comic rack from comics that came out three to six months ago. One of them was Batman 47 or 48. I remember it was part of the gift story arc. The employee suggested I buy it because, as she said, quote, it's one of the best issues I've read in all of Rebirth. Uh. Oh, and we're not allowed to say the R word, so I won't. I then asked her if I was being punked. Am I being punked? She rudely said no. I told her why I thought that. I said that story arc should be destroyed. Never read. Tom King owes Dan Jerkins an apology for ruining Booster Gold. Dan treated him like a actual hero. With Tom, and the story we saw, itself didn't make any sense within itself. Yeah, no, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. Booster Gold, who's a Time Lord, and he ends Master. up a uh, Time Lord, Eric, and he no, ends up Hill. not even understanding how time travel affects people with Tom. He saw booster laugh and saw cool said cool. when Hal killed himself had Bruce relive the death of his parents tempered with time instead of just bringing Bruce back to see his parents alive, even for a couple minutes. That story arc is basically my trigger out of all it's the garbage. story arcs we've got from King hate this one so much with so much passion. Side note, I am Bane's story arc is one of my favorites in rebirth. Probably in my I'm not top one five. To go and advocate kind of, you know, violence or any kind of weird breaking the wall, but I think you should burn that place to the ground. No, I don't think 
think you should do that. Oh, and also, I'm sorry, I, take that I back. think that I am Bane. Uh, it was a reverse nightfaller. Kind of bummed that Plastic Man didn't live up to the hype I had going into the miniseries. I First agree. issue was good, but after that feels like it's all over the place. Very pleased that in Detective Comics, we we're actually getting actual detective work. As much as I enjoyed Red Hood this week, the artwork on Jason was bugging me throughout uh, my read. It's weird, right? He looks like he got jacked up from last time we saw him. He's hey, rather do steroids than do cocaine or any of the others. <laughs> I, I think I'd like to do that cocaine. The cocaine. Just wonder... <laughs> Just wondering, you you don't want this, do we? Just wondering what better. was the point. <laughs> Does it make sex worse? No, it makes it better. Uh, I don't having to live no. Just wondering what was the point of having live wire and Superman to to get Eric on board. Bendis, yeah. go back to Marvel. You are drunk. I don't even have this guy's drunk. Uh, why the hell does Sideways have three writers? Just have one, and maybe it will be better. Does it have Just- one? Yeah, well, yeah, really. Oh, my. <laughs> Just when you think it's going I'm to get good. Bitch. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're like Mr. Blackwell and his worst dress list. They ripped the rug out. Well, that's it for this week, everyone. Walt Gator 93 signing out and, and getting ready for Batman Day. Hope every everyone is out there finding a little brother or son to make them into your Robin. Now, I'm me? not saying to go out and kill a set of parents, but maybe some people just aren't meant to be parents. He said, it's going to go out actually, there and uh, find a small child. You're my brother now. Yes. Here we go. I ended up uh, getting the DC Universe app. And today I was checking out some of the video stuff. And I did go to the Brave and the Bold and watch the last episode, forgetting God, that Jeffrey Ross was in it. Yeah. And I remember when they bring him out and he's telling, hey, Batman, what is this? with getting little kids and uh, I, I was chuckling though i also like that batman's like keep them keep them laughing jeffrey <laughs> made me laugh but that's it for the mail <laughs> section number one eric yeah i'll, I'll be checking out that app and i'm probably going to do a patreon little bit of a review on that later tonight with brondone he i wanted to hate that in. series too just because it wasn't the yeah, animated series it. and it was yeah. just so much fun it's impossible to so hate. much fun it's so much fun and just the amount of characters that they throw into that is is really good but that is it from mail section number one. We're going to go off to some more books. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Daddy. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. The Wolfman. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Ah, yes, and we're back with the books, Eric. We're back with more books. Uh, you know, we have a bunch tonight. <laughs> Uh, what else? You, you there, buddy? You there? Uh, you you're uh, down? I don't know if I'm here anymore. Oh, my goodness. How dare Mike throw that shade like that? I cannot believe that he would do such a thing and call you a wolf man. I can't believe it. Is that what you're upset? You're upset that you were called the wolf man? Obviously, Is that- I'm upset because I was called the wolf man's. No, oh. I'm a miserable guy. You know me. I can't help but Did be you, miserable all the that time. That is true. Did you just want to be the Dracula's? Is that what you wanted? You wanted vampires? The Dracula's are way sexier than werewolves. Well, uh, the later mans. on uh, in the next mail section, hopefully, if, if things work out, Eric, and I remember, uh, you you will be uh, your spirits will be lifted when we Good. hear some jokes 
of what it is to work with Wrong Turn. Wrong Turn today uh, stepped up his comedy routine oh, and, and wanted to tell some jokes. And neither, you know, he t- told a couple jokes. Neither of them involved a monkey jacking off, which I was no. happy. Uh, the, the best thing about Wrong Turn. Um, this is the thing about uh, stand-up com- comedy. When you go and see a stand-up comedian, one of the worst things that could possibly happen, which is funny because I've heard some arguments about this, is seeing the same joke more than once. Right. So you would go and see David Tell. We, we say he had his routine that was really good from that one David album. You could Tell from 20 years ago. You're still going to get the same routine. Yeah, you're still going to get like. the same material from Skanks for the memories yeah. there. And it's a weird deal because I've seen some – Stand-up comedians say, listen, uh, why do you get uh, – you don't get upset when you go and see Aerosmith and they play Dream On. So why are you getting upset? But These comedy is a little different. Comedy is <laughs> a little different. It would be like watching The Sixth Sense eight times. It, it's not going to have the a same good evening? hit as it was. Now, this is why Wrong Turn is destined to be – our generation and every generation's greatest comedian ever. Oh. He could tell the exact same joke <laughs> 17 <laughs> times. It will be different. And I'm not talking that he's mixing in a David Tell like, hey, he changes the Dixie Chicks to the Olsen Twins. No. The actual joke structure changes. The joke punchline changes. I don't know when the jokes ever make sense because they twist and turn and then he blames someone else. That's oh, the yeah. best part. He's telling jokes, and you'll hear later. He's telling a I joke. I love that you're seeding this thing right now. You're getting their appetites wet for this, and like, oh, yeah. You know, but now we're not doing that right now, folks. We're no, not doing it. They're gonna have to hold on. This is how you get people. This is almost like I just given the preview of Family Matters while we're watching Full House, Eric. You have to make stick it around. Stay. Yeah, you got to stick around. It's must see Friday. <laughs> I mean, really, are TGIF. you gonna tune out? Are you going to tune out? And plus, this is the TGIF Weird Science deal where Urkel is in every episode. It is a crossover extravaganza where Urkel is in every one. But unfortunately, this first book that we're talking about, Urkel is not in it. And I'm going to be a little conflicted with this book. And it is Flash. We're going to be starting with Flash number 54. And uh, I am conflicted because I like some things in here. The problem is the basic stuff behind the main story is not being explained and it's starting to upset me but it's also starting to be one of those where i think that we have to move on we have to move on eric and say basically if we're gonna enjoy these stories we're gonna have to look past basic storytelling in my mind i I, I don't know if i can do that though well, we're going to see Flash number 54, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Christian Duce and Luis Guerrero and Steve Wands. Flash continues with Joshua Williamson, giving us a little bit of what the Strength Force can do, but not much at all about what it actually is. Plus, the description of mass over strength plus phasing equals victory <sighs> did not make much sense to you my know, little science. brain. Yeah, science. Uh, the best is at that point when we get there. He, I think he knows it makes no sense. And he's like, he, Commander called, you know what? I don't like science stuff. And I, I think Barry's like, that's good because I really wasn't talking science here. I was talking gibberish. The jibber Besides that, I like that Barry is there to help the little guy, Eric. The little guy. I always like when the little guys help. But everything, yeah. including cold arguing with Flash, Flash arguing with Iris, and Wolf being an asshole felt forced and just surface level one note storytelling. And I will tell people, even if you like this issue, if you strip away the window dressing of that, 
not much happens. And that's the end of my blurb, but I want to continue that uh, idea there with this that w- we get books like a death stroke sometimes, or right. you'll get like Red Hood could even end up being like that, the way this new direction is, where you or actually Hawkman and Damage are great examples, where you have a book that each issue is just continuing. To find the next thing. Right. And it gets like, if you have it with Deathstroke, usually it's a hit list or it's a, you know, I'm going to get back at those people who did this. And you go, each issue is the next step in that line. It's it's an age old storytelling deal. But the Flash seems like it's going to that. And I don't need that because what happens is you, you have a couple issues with the strength force. The and strength then it seems like we move on why? by saying, I guess somebody else has it, but we don't know who it is yet. Let's go on to the sage force. And why I don't Barry know enough about the strength force. Well, I, I, what is the strength force? I mean, I'm just yes, saying, we, it we makes saw them it, you know, burrow in the ground, kind of like, you know, you're watching tremors last issue. And then yeah. it, he had the strength force. And now, you know, he's figuring out how to use the strength force until he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. And, he, and it's he going burns like, it out. Why is the strength force so different than the speed force? Why, like, the speed force doesn't need a host. No. Like, what is and, it? Like, it's going where, around like 10 million this people is my biggest have the problem. speed force. My biggest problem is number one, it's claimed it needs a host, but why are there two hosts? It yeah. claims that they need to burn it out. But like you said, Barry is already connected to the speed force. Why can he burn it out? And why? not even that. And then- How come we're only seeing him with the strength force? Or not the strength force on top of the speed force. Just, yeah, just the strength force. And also by the end of him saying, I guess there's a, another host who's going to have it. I mean, really the way it seemed to me, the, spell out was that trickster got it not by accident but he was there but because he is not you know set up to get this it kind of gets a little wonky you get this so did it go off to find it the perfect host that would I don't be know. barry what is i think it would be force? barry I don't know. So when he says, oh, it must be out. Well, I can't get any readings here, so it must be and, somewhere and we, in the we world we're going to find. Host, we see the hosting. As far as I know, Hunter Zalman still has it. Yeah, and, and that's the problem is, like, Barry, to me, should still have it. Yeah. He even kind of says, like, that should be. So when it goes off and they say another thing that gets me in this that actually worries me is the idea that you are showing the Flash and Trickster with the strength force, but yet they they really signal on somebody must have it. Well, why can't 10 people have it? Why can't 20? We just saw two just people like the have speed it force. right yeah. now. And so, yeah, you had the and speed force why, storm. Why is the strength the- force I have talked about like it's, a, like it's an animal on the hunt? It's yeah. such a weird I, I concept. Like, you and, were presenting and- this new thing, this gigantic aspect of the Flash mythos. You were presenting it and you were doing nothing with it. We have just done the strength force. Okay, let's move on. Like, no, yeah. no, let's not move on. Yeah, this is, and, and this where, is a huge thing. It's like, what are you doing? And, and it is huge. And the thing that gets me is by the end, because we don't know anything, and this was kind of the reverse, you know, the reverse deal too. By the end, you have Barry and cold fighting, right? Ah, you, you sons of bitches. You, you, you go back to your 25th century. What are you, dumb? I can't. You, you stupid idiot. I, I'm stuck here. Yeah, yeah. Smell you later. Get out of town. And then when Iris comes and Iris and Barry start fighting, is this a residual of an anger of the strength force? Because you mean even the steroid as walks, force? Even as he walks away, there's no, no. a flame. Really rage. At, you know, yeah, it, that's what it seems. And when he's walking away, 
you have that like almost like a shadow of flame, like showing that he's still angry, but you never set it up. So I don't know. And because the whole reverse you know, reverse speed force and that stuff that we had before was that quote unquote, it makes you angry. The negative speed force. Uh, yeah, the negative speed force. It makes you angry and stuff like that, which is never resolved. I don't know what they're playing with That's by the we, end of we, it. We have all of these forces now. They're like, I can't even tell you the speed force at this point. That's a magical thing, but at least that is well more defined for what we're doing here. Now we have within this new rebirth thing the negative speed force, the still force, the strength force, the sage force, and I don't know shit about shit. Yeah, yeah. And in this, you do have it. It starts out, you're still in Iron Heights. They're fighting uh, the Flash and, and not really fighting Trickster, but kind of like, you know, Trickster, you come down, he's, you're just a boy. I'm a man. He's all upset. And yeah, oh, no, Cold, that's his who, trigger word. I'm not yeah, just a Cold boy. There. Cold was going to, you know, shoot them, but he's not. And basically, Barry says, listen, we have to help Trickster. Don't, but that's the thing is, you have this idea of uncontrollable rage. But yet Barry goes back and forth with it. And then at the one point, it makes me laugh. There's a couple points in this that make me laugh because Barry's like, listen, we have to save him. He ends up they're about to be shot. There's also guards there and Trickster. And he hits the ground. And that is basically, oh, no, I didn't know that would happen. Really? You're a Hulk here. You just Hulk smashed the ground. What did you think was going to happen? And he's like, oh, that's how Superman feels. And that's where Cold's like, you know what? That's why I have to kill you. You're out of control. No, no. You, you just had him before going, hey, Cold, please don't do this. He doesn't you know deserve what, you it. Know that what, seems Cold. like a man in control. You and know what, Cold? Just- I may have just hoax smashed this and thought to myself, this must be what Superman's feel like. And you might be trying to kill me. Hold the phone, though. Let me give a little science about yeah. how the strength oh. force works. And that is the weirdest like, thing. What? In the middle of it, he just starts monologuing about this. Not while he's fighting. He's just standing there. As the Hulk flash, and he says, and this is the, if somebody, if you're a scientician, uh, you know, you can explain it to me. Trickster's weight increased the stronger he got because of a manipulation of the gravitational field around him. That's what caused the earthquakes. But when I vibrated through his hand, it hurt him. If I focus the weight on the weight instead of the strength, yes, I can control the gravity around me. What the fuck is that? vibrating. I don't know. And and the vibration comes into this. And it's also the idea that Would I thought what was happening. Type? What I thought what was happening, the way it was explained, was almost like a uh, a dwarf sun. That okay. when you got this speed, this is what I thought going into this. That I thought you are the strength force goes in you, and you're legitimately because you're so strong, you can still react or whatever. But why you have strength and why you have that is because you have become ultra mass, not massive, but massive as well. But so the gravity around you was actually just from the mass. This makes it seem that when it you is a manipulation that, like that you it, it makes it different. Yeah, it makes it different because then he uses the gravity and says, you see that? I got smaller. So he's like, okay, I can use gravity powers. Also, if I use the, you know, the strength force, it makes me diminish because it's going to burn out. The problem is it, we've seen them idea. use the strength force already and not get smaller. Uh, it, just because you're using gravity – what about when you punch the ground? What if, what about Trickster doing all this stuff? What about and that didn't make them smaller? It is thrown in here just to get I, an well, out. I want to know when he's going to talk about you know try to science his way out. You know because of my size and my strength, I'm able to manipulate the rocks to form appendages around yeah. me. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. What is that? What, what is science that? that for me, Flash? What well, are you doing this here? This is the thing. You have 
the whole deal of it being pushed aside is where Commander Cole doesn't say, that don't make no sense. What you no. talking about, Willis? Uh, he says, I hate science. Oh, I know you act like you don't, don't worry, care, but I can tell here, you there's Commander more than Cole. that. I'm like, please. Yeah, what, what, what you want to hug now or whatever? And and also with that, why isn't the idea of when they get closer to these Hulkster uh, strength force that the gravity around them is affected to the normal person going around? Because Barry just said there's a gravity field. Yeah. It doesn't seem to do anything unless they want it to, and that's the whole deal. Well, while they're doing that and monologuing, well, it's such a weird and thing yelling, when they're doing that. We have this whole idea, you know, like we we then go off to Trickster. I'm finally gonna get my revenge on Warden Wolf, but like, you know, yeah. you go back to the last issue and the whole thing is like, come on, Flash, take me home. Take me back. You know, the whole yeah. idea of coming back here. So we can, and now all of a sudden, I'm going to kill Wolf. I'm like, it, it feels yeah, and he goes over what we were doing previously. And basically, it's just the setup that he, you know, remind us again that Wolf did some bad things that we really don't know. And they go and they start fighting. And we do fighting. know some, but they he seemed to be okay with it at some yeah. point. Yeah, and he still has a job. And so you're getting all these things, but yet, and it's not even a job set up by Barry, like, okay, let's see what he's really doing. Though he does seem to be wanting to look into it, but this guy should have lost his job halfway through rebirth by now. But you have, I Cold think it's funny too, even after we, these guards. we had that secret base at the underneath of the, you know, the prison stuff like that. And after this yep. whole thing where Warden Wolf, you know, when we first got here, you know, I make sure that they get to wear their costumes yeah, so they this know is they're the worst. This is what I'm getting to because. Still they're fighting that. and go into this. Yeah, they're fighting. And Cold ends up getting them free, kind of because he freezes these mecha guards. Uh, Flash and Trickster start fighting, and as they fight, they punch themselves into the cell with the rogues, so that yeah. they can see the rogues. So that the rogues can react to Trickster. They're together. They're in their it makes no sense. They, like, we spelled out everything. at the beginning of this book that Wolf. Did it different that he said, oh, you know what? Every time Flash's villains came in, especially the rogues, they always put him together in a cell. Bullshit. That's they can plot. Never shit. doing do this. So not only did Warden Wolf let them allow them to have a base underneath because he was asleep at the wheel. Now he's gotten them and putting them in the same cell. Makes and no still sense. allowing them to wear their costumes, even after yeah, the problems we costumes. had before. Yep. They have the costumes and they're in a cell together. That doesn't make any sense. Like, that makes no sense in the reality of what Joshua Williamson has set up for this book and Warden Wolf. Now you even can this say, whole well, thing, I know we have a prison full of metas, but like, all right, I'm going to have one cell, three guys, one girl. What? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's only there so that they can all react at the same time to a whole Axel, trickster. you're looking because pretty really, big, guy. And it sets up the cliffhanger and, you know, the hero's type of choice that Trickster does make. Though, it's not really a hero's choice. He's kind of forced into it. Uh, because if he lets go, because what happens is they, they end up putting the strength force out of flesh. This is the other thing I don't understand. They're, they're no. there and they go, hey, come on, I'm going to draw Trickster with my gravity powers here and we're going to go against each other because there is a unstoppable force versus an immovable object. We're going to keep keep Boom. pushing there. Keep going, Trickster, keep going. You're going to get burned out. Boom, there's an explosion. Barry says in the best is, huh, it feels like the strength force is out of me, but also a weight's lifted off of my shoulders. What, what is he, on pills Out of now? my soul. What is it, Adderall? <laughs> because that's how I feel. And so he's like, oh, no, Trickster. 
Trickster still has the strength force. Yeah, he's Why supposed to get a little have... bit slower. Maybe it's because of the speed force that Barry has burning out of his metabolism quicker. I don't know. I, Nobody I don't knows. Know. It's not explained. So he's still there. Can and he you goes, imagine this You whole got thing me where... good. My bodacious body's going bye-bye. It's not. Can you he imagine this whole I don't thing, know. though? We have two people of the, on the strength force going against each other, and because of that, it burns it out. Can you just imagine with all the bad guy speedsters we have that this happens every time that Barry has to go, oh, no, it burned the speed yeah. force out. Yeah, and it burns <laughs> out, though, but like you said, it's almost like a symbiote that he explains later that it goes out to find a new host. Yeah, Why? I don't when? know what's going How? on. And, uh, no. Wouldn't it be something near? What, I don't know what's going Joshua on. Joshua Williams is never going to talk about it. I know. Well, you have you have Trickster. That I think that it'll end up being where they have these villains that have all the forces going at him eventually. I don't know. The but force yeah, Trickster. Force? Yeah, Trickster's holding up the the floor, the ceiling that's falling down. It's going to kill the ropes because they got knocked out. Uh, Trickster says, you know what? I'm going to be a good guy. Barry, not Barry, Flash, you go get them. Get the rogues out here. I'll be fine. Just save them. And he does. He saves the rogues. And then the whole, you know, Iron Heights seems to collapse. I'm wondering where all the rest of the, I mean, it looks like a disaster area. What about all the other prisoners? What about, you know, Kirsten? Oh, all dead, these Jim. people. We only care about the rogues. I think they're all dead. That's because it looks, you look, there's a huge look destruction. Look at all the floors that are destroyed. Yeah, it's all destroyed. They're all dead. But the rogues, they're fine. <laughs> and they they talk and like, oh, my God, I hope the trickster survived. Cole's just like, I ha- the best is, I can't get any readings. You didn't find his body? What the <laughs> hell did you say? His body? He's a person. I'm like, I'm just asking you. You know, Colt should just be like, well, what's going on? I'm just so is this the anger still from I don't understand because he's like, I, I, listen. It shouldn't be because the strength force is gone. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you calling me reckless? <laughs> Colt I'm like, what's going on? Cold actually in the whole thing, you shot at me. This is your fault. I want Cold to go, no, no, I actually disabled the guards so that you could go after Trickster and that I didn't do what, what, like, what's going on? And then he's throwing back, you know, hey, I don't need your told you so. What do you mean told you so? All that Cold said was the strength force is out of control. I have to stop both of you before shit goes wrong. You know what happened? Shit went wrong. Cold was right. It's there was weird no though, the reason. whole thing too, like the whole idea where he goes off during this this argument with Barry though, Cold's like, my very presence here means that the future has already changed. The world I loved is gone. It can never go back to exactly the way it was. And you're complaining about your city. I'm like, I don't know if that means you can't go yeah. back to the, your thinking. Yeah, I, don't I don't know if that's yeah. the way time works like that because yeah, you happen he's to be just out there. of it. We're not seeing the after effects of you there. You're here. You don't know yet or whatever happens. But still, that he zips off on on his super motorcycle maybe to go race Nightwing. I'm not sure. Yeah, but why is you know, he Barry, in that race? Barry would be awesome. Barry is pissed. The one question, Irish, how do I get home? Yes, Iris shows up. How does Dr. Sam Beckett get home? (laughs) I love Iris shows up. Hey, just saw you talking to that cold guy. What's his name? What's his real name? That tell-all. And and Barry says, listen, you know, I need to get back to work. Hey, I know they have crazy names in the future, but that's weird. I wish that she went the full way. Okay. It's Uh, such a weird thing, though. I need to get back to work. What is this dialogue, though? It's just out of nowhere. It's 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 forced. You know, I'm just doing a story, you know. So uh, that commander called I know we've been talking about him. I told you to work with him. What's his uh, real name? I need What's to get back to work, name? Iris. I know Cold's from the future, but that's a weird name, Barry. What? Yeah. 
He's just saying that she didn't say the name. Oh, I understand, she, but what yeah. is this little thing? Like, we are outside of Iron No, Heights. now they're fighting. Why? And there's a destruction of a prison. The prison is falling apart. And she's like, huh, you're not going to give me that name. Looks like somebody's sleeping on the couch. You know what I'm like, saying? all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I know you're the Flash. I know we have a backstory. I'm going to use this knowledge to fuck your life over. If you don't yeah, give me exactly I, what I want now, I'm going to be mad at you. Like, it's not even just doing? that. He's mad at her, too. And and this is where everybody the wanted Iris. world's going upside and, down. Everybody wanted Barry and Iris to be together. He has got, I, I don't think that he wants it because already they're fighting about this. It makes no sense. And she's like, oh. I, I actually got so happy at the end. That's because, like, I'll be home after work. I was like, oh, that's right. You guys live together now. Yeah. This is not going to end well. It's, it's so forced. You made it's that so next step and, way early. So he says, she's like, tell me this guy's name. I don't, you know, Barry could just say, I really don't know, actually. I don't, I, you know, I always just call him Commander Cole because he's not snarp and I'm not sure yet. I really don't know. He's not really forthcoming with stuff. And she'd be like, okay, but they have to fight. And he just goes, yeah, I know that you know stuff. I see how you stare out the window uh, when all those sad songs come on the radio. Well, I'm saying this whole thing that Barry's upset about, like that look like, you know, like, because she keeps, like, I say keeps remembering the whole idea that they were married yeah, she in the previous some like, stuff. life. She knows they were going to get married. But it really seemed like it was only set up for that one time where she kind of looked off like that, and now Barry's all upset about it. Yeah, but now he's and she looks off again. I, yeah. I just love it too. It's like every time nothing compares to you. But Sinead O'Connor comes on, you always look off in the distance. What's going on? And she looks off in the distance. The song starts going again. Nothing. Fine. Fine. Don't tell me. I'm gonna. Why, why don't they do what most What's married his couples? Name? Why, why don't they just do what most couples do? Married or not married? You lie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you remember stuff. Yeah, I remember. Uh, you know, in this past uh, lifetime, you you beat me. <laughs> say something stupid, but she's like nothing. I don't even know why you got to lie. Like, why it's are like, you doing this? I'm doing. Why like, are they making like, it so hard for them to be about? together? I'm like, None of your goddamn business. Yeah. Shut up. Why, why are they making it so hard? So We're then Barry goes off, and he's got a, a shadow that's on fire, you know, and it, it's a yeah, hot day. That could and that could be just an artistic deal. But after a fight like this, after the strength force, it almost seems like it's trying to show you that he's roided out still. And, you know, instead of hearts on anger. fire, it's shadows on mm. fire. Shadows on fire. I just don't understand. So they go and then you do have this ending fire. with Trickster. Trickster goes and he isn't dead. He ends up, it looks like he was teleported, almost like a Tim Drake. Uh, he ends up in what appears to be like a, I don't know, a, a pawn shop of sorts. And uh, he's there. And J- James Jesse, the original trickster, is there. And he's like, hey, I'm here to, you know, we're going to go kick ass. You should have done what, what I, doing I had this. set up. And it's stuff like this that gets me angry just because, you know, we the, the DC Universe app came out this week. And we looked under the Rebirth thing. And it's like, DC Rebirth is when all the old continuity came back to DC Comics after the New 52 and but stuff like that. nothing's explained yet. And yeah, nothing's yeah, explained. That. But the thing is, like, with this, we have these new things going on where the, we still have this old life that people don't remember that, you know, Iris remembers. But James Jesse yeah. died in the old continuity. Yep. Uh, there's also other things that were, and we didn't really say, but there's also the idea of here where Barry's going like, man, things have been weird for me. Like once I got turned into a puppet, another yeah, time my brain the old continuity, yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're dealing with the old and, continuity. And like when which, they were still throwing stuff out there like this, but then going to something, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just and th- and that old continuity, throwing it wall. in, that's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff you yeah. can do, especially Flash has some goofy history that it would be neat to be able to deal with and kind of go like, oh, what was I thinking back then or whatever? 
but you need to set this up as a universe whole thing before you start doing this stuff or it gets people wonky and confused. But right now, uh, the continuity kid's going to have to holster his guns. Uh, well, the because continuity kid stabbed himself in the chest years yeah, ago he, now. He's Tattoo done. style. <laughs> he killed himself. Uh, because, yeah, if you're going to- It's gonna, a harsh world gonna, we live in, Jim. It's tough. And it then, yeah, you you have James Jesse at the Especially end. The and you're like, what are you playing at? He's dead. But there he is again, and you're going to go with that and, and go. But my problem is, isn't the idea that he is there uh, and he's from another continuity. My problem is, is we still have Prisoner Crisis. We still have Bart Allen, and now you're adding James Jesse. Get to the stuff the that everybody Force. wanted. Yeah, get to the stuff that we need explained, or get to you know Bart Allen, something that seems really cool. Or go in the future and see more. Look, now you're adding I, I, another bit. I think it's bit. very apparent at this point that we'll just keep adding because nothing that we do gets like will ever be now. explained. Well, it's it's Justice League now. You just keep adding stuff on top of unexplained stuff. You got to stop at one point and well, finish one of your reader, threads. Oh, they'll fill in the blanks now. They and just, then and everybody it's has not even like, goddamn ideas. I just think it is like I think that the whole deal, and especially with social media and stuff like that, it's throw all the shit at the wall and see what social media, see what people when they get to you like. If somebody says, "Man, Je- Je- James Jesse, I hate him," and everybody's like, oh, no, no, "We'll never see him again." Oh, you want Bart? Oh, I'll pull Bart out again but please tell a story don't say you know don't worry about this james jesse get to what the strength force was and what it does and how it maintains a host that's too hard what, how it finds a host how it does this because Why this is going is the, after a host yeah this is the science stuff that i want barry to figure out as a hero that is dealing with this instead he's just like huh i guess things this is also the other part of the where i got mad about wally wally gets sent to the sanctuary because he's actually trying to catch the bad guy a lot of these stories end up with well i guess that's done for now let's go and talk and they don't ever seem to have any sort of you know you know gumption to go and stop what the bad people are and where the bad thing is i mean you shouldn't want to rest until you find out where the strength force is going especially because somebody like a trickster if it goes to just some normal he he has a lot on his plate he still has to figure out everything about the negative speed force yeah, he's not. He, he's that's way gone. He's passed that up. But I do like the art. What does it mean? Uh, I do like some of the stuff, but I I can't go more than a six five on this because of the non answers and really, it's, my it's a lot of it's a lot of surface level things that don't really explain anything. Uh, by the end, what would you say? A lot of words doesn't mean it means anything though, and that is my biggest no. problem as well. Where I will go a six point five just for the ideas of stuff that we're getting because this is big. Flash changes stuff that should be great, but because of the non-answers to everything we want to get with every new story we want to tell and new concept thrown to the character, it gets very frustrating. Like, I like the art. I like the stuff with the trickster. I even think the idea of Jesse James. I, I mean, love the Jesse, trickster. James Jesse coming back yeah, it is seems cool. cool. As long as it makes sense. I just know the character to be dead at this point, but you know comic book characters. People come back all the time. Yeah. That's fine as long as they actually address it because – but it's all this different continuity back and forth, whether it were New 52, pre-New 52, I don't know. I just know yeah. that I would give this a 6.5 out of 10, and that might be generous. Yeah, and I, Trickster, I like this Trickster as well. And the problem I had, one of the things I think is a missed opportunity is when he goes into the cell where all the rogues are there. And the rogues are like, oh, man, Trickster, you all bulked up. All right. 
he he always gets pushed aside by them as well. There's been times yeah. in this continuity where he has been mad, like, oh, I wish that he would have just thrown in a thing that he's like, huh, now you guys want me. You know, well, what happened before? Now that I'm the big man on campus. And exactly. I actually he even wish, said at the one point, you know, I'm tired of yeah, being the punchline. I want to be the, the big man on campus. The with this is – in I general. don't know why Joshua Williamson knocked them out. They should have still – I know they knocked him out so that Barry had to save them, but you could still use that they have to get out quick. I wish that they would have seen what happened with Trickster. So later on, when you go back, they can be like, you know what, buddy? You are you know, you know, are the big well, man. Thanks a lot. Even that whole thing, you know, it's like you know, they, he was used as a patsy to say he killed Turbine, which got yeah. the crap kicked out of him before, be from the rogues himself. Like Because of the stuff he does for the rogues – he is treated like a joke. And he keeps talking yeah, about I wish that my, he would have it's my family that. and stuff like that. The rogues, I need that. They're like, you know, it's such a weird idea where you can't get any kind of sense of the trickster of his feelings no, because you can't. You can't. It's always all over back the place. Yeah. yeah, it's always all over the place. And I wish that he would have actually said to them, How oh, you like look at me now, me. rogues. Yeah. Also, it's the setup for, you know, cold to see Commander Call. But of course, he is back out and, of the deal. And, and that's and the worst part, like too, that. because you could have had that when everybody's knocked out. You see the rogues on the ground. And I actually forgot, you know, got confused for a second because you see Commander Cold. I'm like, oh, that would have been cool if they would have yeah. seen Commander Cold as well. Yes. That was that was something that I'm I'm thinking that they will do that eventually, but that would have been a cool thing right there to have that. But I also would have wanted Trickster to say, "Listen, you guys, you you kind of throw me under the bus a lot, and you make fun of me." And then he saves them, and at least you can get away from that. Because I, I like Trickster, I like the character, and yeah, I like Axel's the character. Great. I actually don't mind the way Joshua Williamson writes him either. I think that he does a good job it's with the him. Best thing he's I writing. think that that was a missed opportunity. But we're going to go to the next book, which is what. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 26, written by Scott Liddell with art by Pete Woods and Troy Pateri. Now that Artemis Bizarro and Roy are gone, Red Hood is on his own with a new look and a new mission. Hunt down the Underlife and shoot its members as many times as possible. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Man, there's That's not much to guy. this. Now, <laughs> I wrote uh, that like, one thing. come on, what else we got here? Now, one thing I'll tell everybody that if you were wanting to get on Red Hood and you needed a jumping on point, this is it. Yeah. I mean, he explains everything about his past. He even talks about, you know, a little bit about the, uh, you know, the smarty pants, not the deal, but the outlaws and stuff like that. But this definitely is a, a fresh start. This is definitely going from here on. You can just jump on because they're only dealing with stuff that they're going to tell you in here. Like the bat. Why aren't you in Gotham? Oh, hey, yeah. problems in Gotham. And you know and there what? You bothers me so much because everybody once jason todd puts on his new red hood costume everybody looks at him and says the red hood and i'm like yeah I w- if you would have showed me this guy i would have had no idea who the heck he was unless you told me about it before well, i'm telling you even just the idea that they're not in gotham and you have this federal agent she's like i know you jason todd you da, da, da. it's a little too much it's a little too forced to have them know exactly him without his things and how he looks even looks different it looks like you know he shaved his head I all can these barely things, tell it's jason todd without the I freaking know, costume really, on. I, there's that one point i thought it was duke thomas i really yeah. did i didn't know what was going on but he's on the bus and it's he's like, had the He's mask gonna... has changed, but I recognize you. You tried to yeah. assassinate Cobblepot. And I love the fact yeah. now it's tried to assassinate Cobblepot. We haven't yeah. really dealt with that aspect. No, you we, know, haven't we shot dealt him with that. in the face. Batman came after him, kicked the crap at him because on television, he seemed to have murdered the penguin. Now it's the attempted to kill Cobblepot yeah. in Gotham City. Yeah, the only thing that we got was that he was on life support at one point. So I yeah. guess he survived, Eric. He didn't die. That's well, we a saw shocker. Him in, in that Doomsday penguin isn't clock. dead. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but even that could have been saying, who knows with that? Uh, but yeah, he's on a bus. He's heading out to go and get, you know, under life. And. It's okay. I, I mean, I like the idea of seeing him kick ass. And this is, to me, this is a, 
number one issue as a number 26 issue. It's for people to jump on. There's Trying a new to, thing. Just, they, I'm going to show you the status quo. I mean, all over on Twitter, on Facebook, they are saying this is a new era. This is a new. They're really pushing that. If you jump on, if you didn't like it, and they are going darker. And this is where something that kind of has been bothering us a little is kind of coming full out. This month, we're going to have the crisis. We're going to have next week. I mean, is it a spoiler? Because they pretty much set it out. If you don't want spoilers for Nightwing, but it's been said. Now, Dick Grayson has some big major problems. I won't oh, yeah. go through the whole deal, but he's going to get a darker status quo kind of deal. You have Damien with a, a torture dungeon. You have all these. The Bat family itself is a wreck. What, what happened to uh, the and, Bat family? And it looks like Tim's in the sanctuary as well. So you have, but even Crisis, you have all these stories that are going dark. So they're redoing Red Hood. And instead of realizing, hey, you know what, Red Hood, it doesn't sell great. It hasn't sold great. It's one of the lower books. But the people who like it like the idea of a team. They like the idea of a family of outlaws, which it really pushed. And that Jason Todd is looked at as bad by everyone but the reader and the people in the book. Like you're you're almost getting a glimpse behind the whole hype where when you're reading the book, you're like, yeah, you know, they don't have him on the painting. But he is pretty much... The most understanding, forgiving, accepting, uh, you know, ex-Robin there is. I right. mean, Dick Grayson's a great guy, but Red Hood really looks out for the, the the outlaws and the underdogs and things like that. And that's why I liked him. And he's this willing to a shoot a drastic- bad guy in the face if he needs to. And this is a drastic change. This is okay that people, it's not hitting at this Red Hood and the outlaws. We're going to switch it up and we're going to switch it up. In a way that it's more like when he came back, more of this. I'm telling you, this deal. is more like a pre, uh, like New Fifty Two Red Hood out of yeah. nowhere, and it feels like yeah. I'm like almost. I'm telling you, all the changes that we're getting down the line, it actually feels like we're heading into a DCYOU era of well, Matt rebirth. Rapier, Matt sent me an email yesterday right. or today and said. Hey, I know you guys are down or whatever, and actually said this is starting to feel like the DCYOU. And I said, me and Eric have been saying this all along. We we are saying that as well. And And the problem is, too much too soon. He said, did you like the DCYOU? More than this. And the thing is, I have to think about it. I think I like the DCYOU more because that was kind of – it was trying something. This seems to be falling back into something. You're you're getting too much change, but the change is all dark. It, it's all this, okay, and with Crisis coming up, heroes dying. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't they were know all kind of dark just... back then. Like, Superman became a jerk, lost his powers. Bruce yeah, Wayne that, was pretty much, you know, gone. saying you still had Bizarro. Gone. You still had yeah. Batmite. You had I, stuff I, I'm that I'm just thinking of the main continuity, though, oh, I'm like just that saying mattered. in the end, because this book would have been just like a, uh, you know, uh, How uh, Jordan not Renegade. a Batman. Man, it's not a big book. This no. book is like the third worst selling book. So this is like those lower books. And at least at that point, then in the DCYOU, you had something to go to that was some bit of fun or trying to be fun. There's nothing. I don't know where you go for any sort of fun. And we did have Red Hood that was the weirdest thing to me that it, it was kind of a hopeful book. It was. I'm telling with you. With a character was the, that was a dark character. It was the most – everybody talks about the human Batman and stuff like, oh, yeah. I love King because he's doing the human – the most human character in all of DC was Jason Todd and his outlaws and how they yeah. reacted and treated yep. each other. The Like the family aspect of that book really worked. I'll tell you, once, once we got rid well, of you, the Superman yeah. family – and we lost that. I'm like, at least I still have the Red Hood book to fall onto because we still had that going on there for how everyone treated one another. Yep. And, and uh, the thing is, 
Jason Todd to me has always been a very humanized character. And I'll even go as far as saying these are some of the characters that I do go towards, like a Guy Gardner. That's why I think he's the most human, uh, you know, humanized character of the Grand Landon Corps just because he is he has multifacets. When he is angry, he's angry. He shows it when he, he can be a jerk. I mean, these are real people. The problem I have with this is me and you have kind of joked around at work and talking about it that it seems like the DC universe is now being Tom Kinged. And what I mean by that is Tom King wants to give you the human versions of his characters. Oh, the yeah. problem is I want anybody to tell me when Tom King humanizes a character without it being dark and tragic. Oh, yeah. you, you'll never have a guy who's happy you'll never have a guy who decides to be a hero because of doing the right thing it's always you know kite man his kid died everything you have mr miracle tries to commit suicide you have the crisis you're gonna have death he doesn't seem to be able to tell a story he always has to rely on that death and tragedy to make the characters react to that i don't need that sometimes yes yeah, some books it's you know, y- you can have that. But why is every book doing it now? And it's making me depressed when I read stuff. And this was one of the books that even though I thought it was treading water a lot. Yeah, it was. It, it was really, one of those that really when, when I read it. on that Smarty Pants Bizarro arc for a long time. It would always time. make me smile, Me though. too. And, and I and, thought, and, you know, once we got past that, things were going to get back on track. You know, it just hung yeah. on that story arc too long. And I thought once it was over, back on track, not this, not so little yeah, Jason and, and Todd. And here's the thing. We're saying that I still like this issue. I do like it. It's just it worries it, me. involved with everything else. It kind of gets me depressed, but it makes sense with this character. And I, but I hope that it, luckily they didn't change writers. They did change artists, but they, you know, I'm glad Scott Liddell because Scott Liddell will probably pull it back a little and give you some more nice moments. Jason or whatever works while best when he's working on. off of somebody else. If we have to maintain in the, uh, you know, the narration of Jason Todd, he's just going to say the same things over and over. You know, I'm yeah. a former Robin turned out. Well, I died. One, and it's just becomes died, these things. Yeah. He really yeah. needs somebody else. Sometimes, and Rory was always the best, but even Bizarro and Artemis were good as well. Yeah. He, but now we're solo and we spend the entire issue to show you the status quo though. Like we're going after Underlife. And besides yeah, the idea under- that this is a cabal where of, you know, all these underground organizations and like, you know, mafiosos, stuff like that, that use this underlife as protection to operate wherever they need to operate. He yeah. comes in, he's going to take them down. That's all I know. And he's going after that drug that, you know, caused people to overdose that Roy was looking into in the yeah. uh, last issue or the, uh, was the it list the or whatever. Issue? But, um, yeah. So we, we spend this thing. All right. There's LaRoque, the bad guy who you know, the sheriff of the town is working with. And I'm Jason Todd and I'm going to go kill all of them. The yeah. end. Yeah, that's basically it. And he goes, and in the meantime, you do have, uh, you know, this FBI agent. I don't think that, we ever you know, learn her could, name, do we? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. But, then, you know, hey, this is your partner. He ends up going. Gives, yeah, she's like, I hate you. I hate you. I have to take you in. I have to take you in until he's like, hey. This is your partner's badge. Oh man, thank you. I love you. I am. I, I shouldn't do this, but it does look like maybe that's set up to be. I was hoping, you know, but because the, I, the I couldn't remember her name, and I don't think that they actually said it. Because I would actually want to even then went through. I'm like, what is it? Because. I don't see it happening here. Like, you know, uh, oh, special agent Melissa Mitchell. Okay, thank God. I'm like, okay, yeah, because yeah. I didn't think they did at first. I'm like, then that means that she's not coming back. But no, I was yeah. really hoping that this will be this weird, like, kind of commissioner going it, right it, up. But it seems like it will be. how far he has to go, because the underlife seems to be, because Susie Sue's involved, a worldwide network. Yeah. 
So we just. And the thing have- is, it makes sense though because she, the idea that she is a federal agent that seems to be traveling around too, it makes more sense because now he can travel around and get information. You know, if it was just somebody in Gotham, yeah, but they he can't, go, can't go. go worldwide though. That's the problem. Like, yeah, if you but he, you- he can. She probably has. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But I'm saying she'll have the FBI. Will certainly, if there is a terrorist, they are tracking them worldwide. She can get information from that database on people all around the world. It's not like the FBI can't overstep its bounds and not find out about somebody in France or Russia, or whatever. I, I She'll just be like able to that's an him. Interpol situation at that point, and even the whole thing with Underlife, which seems to be a more like an, unless you're in on in the whole thing, it seems to be more of an urban legend or like a ghost story yeah, at this I'm point. Not you, a she'll real be able thing. to dig up information if she has to on anybody around the world since she's in the FBI. I think that that's why they had that kind of, you know, part of that. They'll have databases on people, you know, criminals and things all around the world. So I think they'll set that up with that and she'll just be his, you know, kind of information lady to kind of keep him going. But yeah, it ends with him like, uh, you know, kind of coming to terms and her coming to terms with him and him jumping out like, I don't know, lady, you don't want to deal with an outlaw and then just jumping and there you go. So really this issue if you are excited, not excited, whatever, you kind of can't make a final decision on this issue. This was just to set up the status quo and to get the thing going. So we'll see where it and goes I from there. And I like we were before. This whole status quo, though, it's like, you know, I even said in my review, where I was afraid to say it because we always make the joke where I, I, I talked for all Green Arrow fans one time and I got caught yeah. in shit for it. But this whole thing where I thought that this new direction out of nowhere is going to, like, you know, alienate old, you know, uh, um, Red Hood fans. And what I meant by yeah. that was that I was talking about the people that jumped on for, and it's weird things saying old them, but people who yeah. were in for this status quo that we started with, you know, the new 52 and even rebirth. I feel like this is not going to be the thing that they've, you know, been attracted to all this time. And this no, well, they've been attracted change. to a team. Yeah. They've been attracted to Artemis and Bizarro. They've been attracted to all that. This is the thing that it's weird. It's almost as if they said to Scott Liddell, listen, you got to get, or maybe he said, I want to do this. I want to get, because I understand getting Red Hood out of Gotham. You can't have Red Hood in in Gotham the whole time because it kind of, it gets silly that they're just in Gotham. And so they wanted to be, but this is too much. I think getting rid of the team just to have a new status quo. You, you don't have anything from the playoff of, and you don't have the whole idea that maybe Artemis and Mazzaro with them there uh, could be like, whoa, you're going a little too far. And then he could start yelling about Roy and, you know, whatever. But he's just there on his own, and we'll see how it goes. But what did you give it? I gave this issue a 6 out of 10. Like, I'm not a, a huge – like, I'm not all on board with Pete Wood's art yet – I like it enough. It's just I got so I like used it. to Dexter it's Soy. Weird. And, and that's the thing. is Everything looked fine except for Red Hood himself, especially without yeah. the mask. And I'm just not a fan of this new costume. But I'm giving this issue the benefit of the doubt. I know it's just setting everything up. Didn't really do that much, though. Like, all right, we're going to go after Underlife and kill some people. The end. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven just because I like the art. And also – it does enough to set up the new thing that if people are going to jump on and maybe this is what people, I mean, I had somebody on Twitter say, is this more of the gun shooting murderous Jason Todd? Cause that's what I've been waiting for. I'm like, yeah, it that is. Guy, didn't so, that guy also think that go. Jason Todd was dead though? Yeah, yeah, he did, but still, <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. But this is what he wants, and maybe we'll see when the sales. And it'll take a couple issues uh, to kind of settle down with the sales. But maybe sales will go up. Hopefully, and we'll have to I'm deal with. I, that. I yeah. want the series to continue because it's one of my favorite things that DC's putting out. It's always bothered me that Red Hood and the Outlaws doesn't sell. 
Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, what's the next book, Eric? Next up, we got Hawkman number four, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, Andy Owens, Daniel Henriquez, Jeremiah Skipper, and Starkings in Comicraft. Hawkman's on Thanagarn, talking to Katar Hall about his next clue to unlock his mind and find out about the Deathbringers that he knows are on their way. Too bad that most of this issue is spent with Hall fighting with himself, only to get sent to the microverse next. Yeah, uh, the weird thing about this is I still go with the idea that when I read it, halfway through I have to remember that it's not a six-issue It feels <laughs> because, like it nonstop. Well, and, and here's the thing. We say that, and it's kind of silly to say anyway because a lot of these things are six-issue arcs. So aren't they all just continuing minis, Aaron? Uh, but this really – this really has the, you know, the architecture of a six issue mini because this is issue four and it really feels like an issue and, four and of a mini where that, you have this one issue that is just set up. It's, it's heavy set up. It's heavy the deal. And really what happens and it doesn't really matter because you're going off to the big things coming up next. But this isn't a mini. And uh, the thing that gets me upset isn't the fact that, you know, we don't get a lot. It's the fact that I wanted to see more on Thanagar. And, and when we get here, it really is nothing. It's and I'm nothing like, really, this is, this is what I'd rather. I don't want to see the microverse. I don't want him to go talk to Mazga on his level. I want to see him on Thanagar. Thanagar is cool as shit. I want to see this. And it just ends up being this weird back and forth fight with himself where yeah he thinks he's is it bith is how you say it or bith bith yeah how, it bith so he just that's the problem is you have set up the deal where you have hawkman there and carter hall thinks you know oh my god you're a bith and oh so, you know how dare Qatar you you shouldn't hall. be yeah Qatar hall still that <laughs> and and really maybe that's why he gets in and out of thanagar because it gets confusing and if it, you don't always know will when you're trying to like just do this whole thing going yeah. back and forth but with and, it, you know, he just these, thinks these he's a shape shifter bith yeah, and you're the one who caused all my problems yeah yeah and it's just oh my god hey but the weird thing is is you go and they almost come to an understanding until they don't and they do and you're and, left and confused. I'm t- it's so very dis- – because you start off on a faraway world. You don't know what time or what, you know, like a place. Yeah, it's this just is just a just faraway far away. world. We're not giving – and there's a statue of the gold hawk that, you know, apparently is the savior of this planet or wherever it is. And they are being – the people of this world are being confronted by these giants that I got to – They look like celestials again. They, they look like then, giant Hawkman celestials. And I got to yeah. think they're called the Deathbringers. And I have to think that they were let loose because of the source wall breaking. Like everything else yeah. that's happening in the DCU, it, it's, it's, the source it's, wall breaking you know, is always the problem. It's no hand. justice again. Exactly. That's what it looks like. And these it? things seem to be the thing that you know Hawkman has been having visions of. And not only Hawkman and in all our the current Hawkman. time, all the yeah. Hawkman throughout time and space. And that's when we go to Thanagar because in our last issue – Hulk, Carter Hall was transported to Thanagar. You, who knows what time or you know stuff like that, how it works in, in that verse. But there is the Thanagarian Hawkman, Katar Hall, the space police cop. And he's the wingman. Chasing, the wingman. He's chasing Carter <laughs> Hall down, thinking he's Bythe, the shapeshifter. Because why yeah. would there be a Carter Hall Hawkman on here with, you know, organic yeah, and, and waves and stuff killed like his that. dad. So yeah. it's that whole deal. Like, oh, you're back to screw with me. And, and, and it's, it's just, just one of those things where it's, I, I know you're Bythe. I'm not Bythe. You're Bythe until... I, I need, I'm here to stop the visions. The Deathbringers? The so you've visions. had them too. And the worst part about all of this, because you want to see, though, because there's really two big versions of Hawkman. There's the yeah. archaeologist Carter Hall, and there's the Thanagarian, you know, Qatar Hall Hawkman. The cop. And like, yeah. exactly. And you are either in one camp or the other, or you like both, whatever. If you're a Hawkman fan, these are the two that you really want to see. And when the whole yeah. thing boils down to, all right, Qatar, 
I was in a, you know, another time in Egypt before, and I found something that was going to help me discover something. What would be around here? And it happens to be the very thing they're standing on is yeah, where well, the clue it's is not, hidden. It's, it's even worse, it seems, because, you know, it is. But I love it. Like, hey, it's going to be like Hawk-based. What, what around here is Hawk-based? <laughs> like, eh, there's a lot of shit Hawk-based. You, you and or me, up, dude. Come on. Yeah, and even that, there's a weird progression because there are points where you have, you know, Hawkman, hey, listen, Qatar, I know that when you, you used to go to bed, you used to dream of this, you used to do that, you used to brush your teeth with your feet. You know, he has all these information. Wow. And yet, Qatar is just like, you're still both. You're still both. All it takes it. is. Huh, you're having those dreams too. Oh my God, you're not Bythe. And I'm like, really? Why couldn't Bythe be having dreams? There is a progression of where I think that he should have realized that this was on the up and up before and kind of come to understand because when they come to this understanding and they start trying to figure it out, it only lasts a little bit because the rest of the it, cops they show just up. need to. Yeah, the cops show up. Shira. And then that's when he's like, and oh. then he just pushes. Yeah, Shire. Carter- he's like, oh no. He yeah, pushes just Carter pushes. off the statue that they're having this conversation yeah. on. Like, uh, we don't need to deal with this guy. Just get out of here. You know, because he, nobody expects him to be flying. He's just a man. You know, he had put his wings away. Thankfully, that's a thing that this Hawkman could do. He can, you know, his wings yeah. come out and they go back into his back. But um, so they just think, uh, we don't need to worry about this scumshire. Let's go off. Letting him go because for some reason, Qatar Hall has figured out that the next clue is in the hand of the statue they're on. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a, they say we need lazy. to find something that points the way, and they're on a statue that That's is pointing. pointing. And when he falls under the, the the device that they need, this disc that he finds is in the hand of this statue. And then you just go off to Indonesia because he gets it. He goes, he, he hooks it up. He goes to Indonesia. You get a continuation of, hey, what do I owe you there, my Indonesian pal, uh, Joe Yu? Or you Joe have Yo. done enough for our family You've and my done ancestors. Enough for us, and we like that. It's yeah. starting to get a little too and much. But I'm it, telling you, it's at this issue where I guess it took this long for me to realize there's a very strict formula to this story yeah. and we're going to be well, doing all said. the this ingredients like yeah, you, can, again. you, can, you yeah. can mix and match where you put the ingredient in first second third but you're going to get the same ingredients you're still every mixing issue. it up into a cake you're oh still getting God. the same cake and the and cake's yeah, getting a little stale yeah it is he's getting he's getting this i like i like cake enough eric i'm not a huge fan of cake but my favorite is icing. My favorite is not buttercream icing, but my favorite is like a chocolate cake with white icing. There you go. I, I go basic uh, that way, but I hate basic a white you. cake with white icing. I, I don't like that. That's a little vanilla overload. I don't need that, Eric. I don't need it. Uh, he has this disc, and he's like, I don't know if this is a planet with a bunch of stars or if it's damper two, and it ends up activating, and he's in the microverse. <laughs> hey, welcome to the microverse, big guy. And, and I I don't even uh, understand. I'm telling you, maybe I'm just not smart enough to understand the physics behind it, but this device that we got on Thanagar that was transported back to our present time on Earth with Carter now shrinks him down to where exactly where Ray Palmer is. Like, what are the chances? Why would we go right there in a, yeah, like right a, an entire yeah, microverse? A, why is it tethered to his deal? And maybe Plus, there is a reason. I, I, I was know. looking at the thing. 
I wish that because you do see the, you know, the belt, the Adam's belt there. I actually wish that that device is as it activated. You had it do the Adam symbol kind of, uh, you know, visually and then go. It actually has too many points on it. I actually looked while I was doing it, but that's fine. But But I'm telling you, and for to make this even more in my mind, feel like a six issue mini. The Hawkman Adam connection, because back in the day, you had the Hawkman book. The Adam was always teaming up with him because it would never sell. So they thought, okay, we got to team these two yeah. guys up. See yeah, if we got to get works. both. So these yeah. are the characters that were always paired up back in the day. And I'm like, you just feel like you're just checking off the things because you know you're going to be over in six issues. Yeah, I, I don't think that this is going to last more than twelve. I, I really don't. It sucks unless last. it sells out the wazoo, but it's not selling. It's not. It's not doing bad. So people, I love it. This issue is a little down. Now he, they're in the multi. They're in the microverse. microverse. Yeah. So you have that with the Adam. He's there. Um, the issue is, is in the solicits. They are. If you were listening to us or reading Steve Orlando's JLA, they are going right to Mozgov, the wishing planet, <laughs> Eric, uh, to see what's going on. And right there, I don't need that. But maybe like, why ben are we Diddy going write to it like, the greatest hits of things I hate in this book? Let's take something that I Eric know, that's really the enjoys weird thing. This, and like check off you, all the things. What, when in this, you know, when are you getting together on your storyboards and you're like, okay, we're going to rush through Qatar Hall on Thanagar to get to Mazga in the microverse? Th- these are reversed. That's you was, should that be with Mazga so for cool. three panels to you, get the Thanagar. Even if you would have really made it work, because they've already been spelling out the idea, his reincarnations, which is a cool thing I do enjoy. They're not only going through time, they're going through space, which I'm like, all right, that's a really cool yeah. aspect. You're throwing a new concept at me. I want to see how you're going to work it out. We're not working it out because we could have spent some no. time on Thanagar to talk about the cop, you know, Hulkman and like yeah. when it is and like, you know, what space time, whatever you want to do to try to explain the situation a little bit more instead of just saying, you know, I remember daddy. Yeah, I remember daddy too. Deathbringers. I'm going to kick you off this after I see Shire. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And it's not even like the idea of, okay, well, here we go. These death bringers, obviously we're all having the these visions. It's not from the, we're, yeah, from we're the gonna savage fight these death bringers. I just wish that they would have said like, hey, the de- you know, hey, I'm going to get back to you. I think that we're going to have to all fight these. We're going to have to all, all of our iterations, whatever, but you're just kind of going. I think from- about that. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, but but the problem is, is like you said, it's getting towards the idea of, like I said, during the Flash, it's the, okay, we're going to start here. This issue deals with this, and then the cliffhanger that goes us to the next point, to the next point, but it's too... It's too much of a pathway. It's too much of a, almost like the monster of the month. Right. It's the, you know, the Carter Hall deal, also, Hawkman like, of the about, month exactly, deal. We talk about damage and now who's the guest star of this issue. It's yeah, the guest location yeah. of this uh, series. Yeah, and it's, you know, where are we going to go greatest hits here? But you, you leave pretty much the greatest hit. <laughs> To go to the microverse. I, I don't understand that. I'd rather that. go back to Dinosaur it? Island in the microverse I would at too. this point. I would and too. I know Skitaris uh, is right around the bend. Well, eventually they will be there. Of course so they will. So that comes up later. I keep thinking that that's coming up. It's because I do that solicit show on, on Patreon. Uh, and so I always think ahead of those things and gets mixed up. Because when you talk about Moscow and Skitaris, you know, my head spins. But what did you give it? I'm still enjoying the art in this issue. I thought this one was a little bit rushed compared to what we had art, before. Though. But I still really yeah, like it. I loved and, it. you know, I still... I still think that this series has a lot of promise, but it's just like the cracks I are starting agree. to show with me at this issue. So I went down to a 6.5. I'm still on board, but it's getting a little rough for me because I'm telling you, the, yeah. the, 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 
the ingredients, the formula to making a Hawkman issue, it's right there and it's right out in there in your face this issue. It started bothering me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I, I'm still fully on board. I'm giving it a 6.5. Uh, this isn't a down issue. And again, Did I say 6.5? I hope that people do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, I hope that people sure. don't get upset because now I hope people don't get upset because this is where I, I'm running into a lot of problems on Twitter. Where it, it's like if I like the Eagles, and and you know I love the Eagles. I mean, I you talk about I love comics. The Eagles are a step above everything, including my wife and kids. I have never heard you them. say you love your uh, wife, your kids, but I've heard you say you love the Eagles nonstop, constantly, constantly. <laughs> I, I sit there and even because I just sit and think about shit myself away, Jim, all day, up. so I'm, no. I'm excited. This weekend they play. The Buccaneers. If they shit the pooch, is that what you say? Shit the pooch. Shit the pooch. If they shit the bed yeah. on Monday, you will hear me screaming and yelling about no, the I Eagles. Know. I will be pissed. I will rip them apart. Because you're a proper it doesn't fan. Doesn't mean I don't love them, but it, it seems like in this pop culture world we live in, in this social media deal, if for one second you back away and say, "Boy, that wasn't that great," uh, you know. It, then you're done. You are you're, you're Benedict Arnold uh, of fandom, and nobody wants a part of you. But I love this book. I don't love this issue. Yeah. I love the art still. I, I really love like Hawkman. And I love the idea of when I read this, I do get kind of – it's one of the only books right now that I do get engrossed, even with this down issue. And I think it's because it's of the got a big cool concept pages. behind it. And, and you have Brian Hitch's art, which I'm loving, and it's also big spread pages and things like that. And, and the detail of the art, because we are going, like you said, different locations, and they are exotic locations, so I really get into it. But by the, the worst end of the story... Too, I didn't even, we didn't even talk about it, just because it's a small little continuation of something we just had out of nowhere last issue. But the idea where now Carter can mentally control his mace... Yeah, well, that yeah, wasn't talked that about at all. We just kind of we, we did it a little again here, but when is that going to be talked about? And and there's a funny thing is as you say that the other funny thing I like is I think that Venditti's kind of like playing around with the idea. Okay, there might be some people who do just jump on this issue. There's always going to be people that just jump in the yeah. middle. So he has to mention that one thing. You're lucky I know the time traveling rules, or I'd bash <laughs> your goddamn head in. <laughs> It made me laugh. Like, what are you saying that out loud? Nonsense. But no, I I did like it. I do still get engrossed with it and like it. But it's one of those that at issue number four, like you said, when you get to Indonesian, like, oh, don't worry, Hawkmans. I, you know, your family, my family has helped you. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You're starting to pull me out. You're starting to give me I, I'm the starting same. I'm to think that Carter Hall doesn't even have a job. He just relies on the kindness of people he's helped 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it, it's almost like Hall. yeah, yeah, and it kind of pulls me out a little uh, the, as we the get more and hobo, more. The Carter Hall. Yes, there you go. He's got a bindle. He's walking around. Hey there, buddy. I'm going <laughs> to crash. Hawkmans. It's so funny. I, I want your, the next issue. Your great, great, great uncle Shiloh. A hundred oh, years yeah. ago, I expect a hot meal and a place to sleep. God this damn, is Carter the thing. Hall I again. need. He this. pulls this every other week. By issue six, I need this. Uh, oh, hey, Carter, what's going on? Hey, uh, I'm outdoors, you know. Uh, can I can I stay in your couch? And he's like, I got to go ask my wife. And he goes, I could tell in his face. I knew it was no. I'm like, oh, I need that. I need to. You're funny, too, when he walks away. I, I don't know, Hulk, man. My wife, she's kind of funny. I want bourbon, which just starts singing. One nth metal. And one tenth metal and 17 locations. Want to know my past. Oh, jeez. But we're going to go off now to some more mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast all week. Even though Shay is such a freak. 
I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. Mitch can't get it through the door. Gonna hear me with Jim. Get it? All right, Eric, do you get it? Yes, I got it. Wow, Wow. here we are. We're at mail section number two, and we have two mails. But before we get on with that, we promised something. And that something was the stand-up comedy stylings of One Wrong Turn. Now, during the week, and actually it seemed to be Friday, right? It was yesterday, where he just came up to us out of nowhere and started telling us jokes. So he he goes to tell me a joke. And I said, wait a second. Like, I usually do when something is this crazy. Gold alert. I have to go get my phone. I got to go get my phone. I'm like, I'm going to record this so that we can hear it you know you can work on your your stylings there he's like okay so i went and got my phone and this is what we got this is the first part of the routine here this is the joke what did the toilet paper do got stuck be- behind your crack does this rhyme so he got stuck said behind your crack what does the toilet paper do it gets stuck behind your crack. Now, you start walking over, and I said, oh, you got to tell Erica. He may have even said, oh, I want to tell Erica. He needed to go tell me, because I was sitting right there. Yes. I got to go tell Eric now, because yeah. I was And I was just something. standing there looking at him like, I don't know what this joke was. So he, he ends I up I love it, too, because you try to say, don't worry about it. I'll just play, and they're like, no, I got to tell Eric this joke. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I got to tell Eric this joke. Now, the problem is, is he goes to tell it. And he starts saying different things. So I said, wait a second. <laughs> that was the best I part of this entire this. Because Jim started walking away. Wrong turn came up to me. And he's like, oh, I got this joke. And as soon as he started saying it, it was different from what he just told me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I Come said, back whoa, 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 wait a second. Hey, let me get my phone again. We're going to record <laughs> this. So I'm going to play the first joke again. This is a joke. What did the toilet paper do? Got stuck be- behind your crack. Does this so, rhyme? So, what did the toilet paper do? It got stuck behind your crack. This is the version to Eric. Why did the toilet paper cross the street? Got stuck behind my butt crack. Okay, so <laughs> behind his butt crack. <laughs> so it changed. It, it, first off, and and the real deal was, uh, unfortunately, the one guy had told wrong turn some jokes. That seems to be an accurate version that time. It's like, how, why, yeah, yeah. why did or how did the I, toilet I just don't paper think it, cross it, the road? I just don't think the actual thing is it got stuck behind no. your butt Basically, crack. it was how did the toilet paper cross the road? How it was stuck in my ass. Yes. That, that's basically, it's not a great joke, no. but- he tended to tell it a little different. Well, now, he made it his own, Jim. Now well, it's a freaking you know, a wrong turn joint. Now, here comes the best. Because then, it's one of those, like, sometimes when you leave the mic go, it, it, it ends up biting you in the butt, Eric. Because you end up saying things that you didn't want to. People hear. This was solid gold. Because I, I just, for some reason, kept rolling. And wrong turn wanted to tell you another joke. And this is what I, this is, this is basically a day in the life of me and Eric at work. And this you'll is Tales see from the Cardboard happens. Box Factory. Yeah, right it here. is Tales from the Cardboard Box Factory. You're going to see what happens 
every day and some capacity of when wrong turn comes to talk to us. And you'll see why I ended up having to record him, ask him questions, because this is just pure wrong turn, not even knowing that he's being recorded and how he is talking to Eric about a joke. Yo, it's mail call. Oh, and I hit the wrong thing. <laughs> that was not it. He does not sing like Dancing Mike. Here it is. Here's the joke, Eric. What did Michael Jackson's mom say? Michael, get in the house right now? No, it's his son. Get it? No. <laughs> what did Michael Jackson's mom say? That's, that's as far as you went. I'll get out you. of my sight. It's like, son, get out of my sight. Where did you get the son from? He said, what did Michael Jackson's mom I mean, say? son. S-O-N. Son. Oh, I understand, but where did the son come from? Because he said, what did Michael Jackson's mom say? And I asked what, and? Get out of my sight. That's what I mean, not the son. But why would she say get out of my sight? Why does she hate Michael? This is her little baby boy. There you go. You're so concerned about why Michael Jackson's <laughs> mom hates him. Uh, the, the joke, which, you know, some people might not think it's appropriate, was actually... What did the lady say to Michael Jackson when he went to the beach? Hey, get out of my son. That is the inappropriate joke. But from there you get, what did Michael Jackson's mom say to him? Get out of my sight. Get out of my sight or you're the son. Uh, So there you go. There's where you can tell like it's it's not all fun and games. You hear Eric getting so angry because by this point he's also told us, the movies that he loves but has never watched. The trailer that he saw that doesn't exist. The, the most the amazing thing-, thing out of all of this, though, in my mind, I didn't even think about it to the end of the day, which was getting close. But when Jim and I were leaving work, I thought about it because he heard these jokes from another kid who just started working there. Might lead back to a mystery we had at the beginning of the show. Yeah, and, might uh, be. The kid's like 20 years old. The fact of the matter that a 20-year-old kid is still telling Michael Jackson sex jokes, I'm like, hey, he's just, he's just, he in. just heard him down at the rec center. Uh, the Poor other MJ. thing that happened this week, too, was it yesterday where Wrong Turn comes back. He, he went across the parking lot to go to his house. He comes back pissed, and he's mad because in the middle of the workday, he didn't clock out or anything. He just went home. It was right after break. Yeah. He, yeah. Break ended. He walked over to his house. He was locked out because his girl was taking a shower. Eric. Bitch can't get through the door. Bitch can't get in the shower. Uh, <laughs> and he was mad because he needed to get his vape. His, and no, he, he was said almost him, out of vape juice. Yeah, he's almost out of vape juice. So he's, he's mad. Vape juice. I need the vape juice. And we said, but you, we just got done break. You won't you're need it until lunch and when you go, go back home. over there. Yeah, yeah you're going to go home at lunch to get it. Yeah, I know, but I'm almost out of juice. And we're like, I know, but you're not going to be vaping now. You're not allowed. You're, he you're working. He was so mad. He and he couldn't get it through his he head. He went to go yeah. punch a wall. He missed. Somehow he missed and ended he up missed. hitting his forearm, which yeah. now has a knot in it. And it's it black has a and huge blue. Like, knot. Black and blue just, knot. How did you miss? And he said, he's like, what did you do? What, I punched the wall. You're like, well, how did you hurt your forearm? How did you miss? I missed. He said, I missed. <laughs> but yet, yet he was arguing with Eric in the whole argument. Then he says, because he's been telling us all week. That he's going to get a new job, and we said basically, why I mean, are you sure getting to keep a new asking job? every day about you it? You have that going? this job. You you have a job right now that pretty much they let you do whatever you want, including not even knowing your job, and you don't get fired. Why would you leave this? Uh, they feel bad for him. Plus, he lives in a house that is rented out by our boss, so he, the boss knows if he fires wrong turn, ain't no rent. So he's pretty much he has an understanding, uh, but yet he still. 
He's in this mode where I don't care. I'm going to get a new job where my dad works. I'm going to get the 4K. I'm going to get all this. Oh, you get a new TV or something? I'm going to get the 401K. I'm like, you don't yeah, know what that which is. He has so no I'm idea what that means. It. So we keep telling him, like, listen, you're not going to be able to do this job because he explains that it's a, it's like on a line and he, he won't be able to keep up. Yeah. He also walks away of everything he does. So he'll, and so he, he comes to us yesterday. Hey, I'm not going to get that job with my dad because I talked to my mom and my mom said that I don't pay attention. All he did was what we said. He yeah, didn't talk to his mom about it. Yeah. And then he yelled at him and he was all confused. He goes, freaking, his eyes were crossed. And he was having problems. He and then he wanted to tell us problems. a joke later. Yeah. Then we got the So joke. it all worked this, out in the end. Now I'm tired. Where are your pills? I need your pills. Yeah, the wrong turn gets me tired. Mail section number two. Uh, we're going to do this, Erica. We're going to do it good. We're going to do it and do it and do it some more. We have Rick. And doing he's going to talk it, about episode 89. Doing it. Hello, all. What a week. 11-hour podcast. I've looked Crazy, at the right? length of your future podcast, and you guys are definitely growers. It looks Thank like you. this will be approximately the average, go- the average going forward. It it. it tails off from that but boy we were doing a lot i look forward to hearing the future episodes you had 22 emails this week <laughs> i'm curious what is the most amount of emails in a week you've had to date well if, if if brett was 17 of those then that might be the longest if there is if brett is only one of those then probably we had one with 40 because when brett got involved he got involved if hot and heavy you guys, I wonder what's going to happen when he gets that one where I just flip out on Brett. I wonder what I still don't even know. I, I abstained from that because I felt uncomfortable. Oh, my. Yes. You guys, let, well, that also led from the email that took me an hour to read, and you said yeah. you weren't doing it. Nope. Also, before that, we had Mail Robot do some. You guys uh, talked about who you like better for art on Wonder Woman. I'm much more of a fan of Liam Sharp. His art is awesome. I can't find anything to complain about. Nicholas Scott does great work, too, but I'm just not in favor of the bulbous noses. Otherwise, Scott's work is amazing. I actually like Nicholas Scott's better. But, uh, yeah, Liam Sharp's is good. This is like I'm picking, saying, who you took know, over? I'm two talking, supermodels. I'm sitting here thinking. Like, Bilquist Evely. Bilquist. That's who I prefer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Over Liam Sharp, too. Yes. Oh, my. I ended up really liking Belkis' work on that year one story. Oh, my goodness. She's on one of the uh, deal, I think, the dreaming. I think she does the dreaming in the Sandman universe. And I looked at some of the art when I was uh, uh, sharing Reggie's review of that, and it looked great. I mean, it's Bilquis Everly. It looks like Bilquis Everly, which is great. Like, you know, Bilquis Everly was jumping on for Nicholas Scott. You liked her on Sugar and Spike, too. I know. That's the thing is, I did not (laughs) like her on Sugar and Spike. And that's the only thing I knew she did. So I was so worried of the idea of her jumping on. She won me over, Jim. Won yeah, me over. I think she won over the world. You guys talked about the possibility of Kyle being captured by Dr. Oz, and that is why Dr. we Oz. haven't seen him. Admittedly, I forgot that he existed. I've never been a huge fan of him, but I do hope that he shows up soon. Now that you mention him, I'm interested in knowing where is he's Is he doing at. a love line with Kyle? I guess. Jim, when it comes to winning, I say do whatever it takes. Now he's talking. If it means trash-talking a guy's dead relative or leveling a guy with cerebral palsy, you do it. And is this, a, is this my, a podcast yeah. from two years ago or last week? It's every podcast. <laughs> I'll cheat and I'll talk about it. If you were a lantern, I think you'd be a blue lantern because of the compassion you have. That is true. No. I am full of hope and compassion. I, I think Everyone. I this podcast where you tried saying something like that. Motherfucker, you were a red lantern through and through. No way. That guy wanted to be treated that way. Everyone else would treat the man with cerebral palsy like he was frail. He knew the stakes when he decided to play hockey. Damn right he did. He knew the stakes, Eric, and I gave it to him. I, I, you can't imagine 
after I left, I think I, no, I, I can. here's the thing too. I can. The guy has cerebral palsy. Now the guy had abs. He had a 20 pack just because of the way it made him contorted. And, you know, he goes into the corner. Give for, me some of that there palsy. He goes in the corner for the puck. I go in there and I level him. First off, they blow the whistle. I turn around and I say, what the fuck is that? That's no penalty. Now, Why are you obviously, whispering? I don't know. I don't I'm want you, my It seems like you, like, you don't it, want anybody to hear the shame of yours. It's my kids and my wife. If they hear this, I don't want to pass this on to my kids. I've told my wife I will win at all costs, but I don't want enough. my kids. I don't want my kids to do this. So I, I, I level him. He falls. I, I, what the fuck's a penalty? Now again, it's a penalty in life. Yeah. Not on, not on the, you know, not in the rink here. <laughs> so I turn around. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm so mad. And as I'm yelling, Eric, I'm yelling about it, complaining. I'm in the rest face, and I look, and I just look at the horror. In everybody's face, or teammates, uh, people, people's wives. I mean, we had a lot of people that would go to those Everybody games. Everybody who could see. Yes. You could hear a pin drop, except for me screaming, screaming at the top of my lungs. I went into the penalty box. I threw my shit there like you always do. Yeah. started pounding on the glass. Then I started trash talking the cerebral palsy guy. Said that if he can't take it, he should go home. Oh, my God. Jesus yeah. Christ. People did not like me in that league I'm at all. I'm telling you, I really I was stop, instead best. of not saying the R word anymore, I really think you should stop telling people this story. That's the best. I ended up and I said he appreciated it. I knew he did. He, he didn't thing, tell me that. I was actually that. really hoping your story was going to go this to the whole thing where I looked at everybody in the heart and the faces, but when I looked back to him, his face only said one thing. He had a thank smile. You. <laughs> thank, thank you. No, I believe he tried to start a fight with me during the handshake afterwards. And I, you know. I may have punched did, him. Did, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I probably did. I, I can't remember that. I, I might have been drunk. You blacked I, out I, through your rage. I would not be drunk. I, I'm telling you, I, I took that very seriously. That hockey business. But yeah, I, I ended up uh, giving him what he asked for. He has to be treated like any normal person, and I am a piece of shit, Eric. So no, there you, you are an American hero, Jim. Werner. I am. I am. Please. I don't want any stolen valor here, Eric, but you are correct. I am an American <laughs> hero. Just call me G.I. Jim now. Well, uh, I yes, America's we're... sweetheart, but you're America's hero. I am. The hero we at I... least deserve. See, finally, I'm getting the kudos that I've been waiting for all these years. I really wanted to make so, and, and you know what the, the best is? Uh, a while back, and this is years ago, uh, the people that I played hockey with on this uh, at They this said, we place, don't want to play this, with you anymore? It was in Easton. No, uh-huh. the, the uh-huh. league fell apart. They, they ended up, what actually happened, too many people started getting hurt, and the town of Easton realized that they would be held responsible because it was a public park and where we would play. They didn't want to be responsible for injuries, and Makes I'm sense. telling you, a lot of injuries were happening. Uh, some people's uh, feelings might have been hurt the day I'm talking about, but you know. <laughs> so it ends up where down down the line, people uh, ended up from that league making a, a Facebook page that kind of reminiscing and stuff like that. There was pictures and stuff. And then there, there was a thing of, hey, uh, talk about some of the crazy stories. <laughs> that story was like every three stories about how much of a piece of shit I was. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the best. I laughed so hard. I'm like, really? We're going to. And then I'd always pop in. I'm like, we're going to hear about this story again. I mean, you, you just go three posts up. It's there. I can't believe that he would do this. I'm like, I know that guy shouldn't have been playing. You are correct. I really wanted to make Suicide Squad number two my pick of the week, but I have to go with Detective Comics 940. This had great art, and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Oh, that 940. I actually had chills when you guys were talking about Batman running to Red Robin gave me chills. I was upset that Tim didn't really die, and my reasoning is rather selfish. Oh, what's that? Spoilers, man. 
This would be the first Robin to die in the comics that I'm reading. I am so excited to be able to say I remember when Tim died, only to find out I'm going to have to wait because he just was off the field. And it is funny. It's like when we say like, hey, you remember that takes place before Tim died. Kind of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst when you have to talk about that and kind of pull that back. And he says, thanks for bearing with me. And then as Rick, thanks for uh, bringing up that story that we tell every three weeks. <laughs> Brandon is next. Thank you, Rick. Brandon says, sup, up, fellows. Start off with a light note. This was the kiddos' first full week of kindergarten after an abbreviated week last week. Anyway, point of the story is every day McKenna is coming home with some new little weird toy that she finds in the hallway or laying around she's at some point throughout the day. She's stealing kids' toys? She's now Rafe. Rafe used to come home with stuff, including money, too. You know, where'd you get that $5? Oh, this kid donated it to me. Yeah, really? A little troll doll and a koosh ball ring, for example, were two items that magically made it to our home this week. Damn right. And she's, she goes in a vortex. So we're trying to figure out where this new shit is coming from. And the roommate decides to have a heart to heart here and get some answers. I'm wife. very bad at these conversations, basically with an adult, uh, with any adult, but also my own child, because I take nothing seriously. So when I try to discipline stuff and I'm not super pissed off, I'm smiling and laughing at her responses <laughs> most times. After some interrogation, the roommate thinks she isn't uh, finding things on the ground, but either stealing from the classroom or shaking kids down for these random toys. They bring to school, <laughs> both of which are hysterical options. It is Buffalo. That's how they roll there. Right. So, Jim, your kids aren't the only ones doing crazy shit. Mine's only five. I only have one of them. And my hands are also completely full. Uh, we had a lockdown at our school yesterday. A guy actually had shown up with a gun, was going to shoot up the school. Is they actually stopped him. I heard yeah. it was like a, yeah. a text to somebody else about the idea. No, of but him that guy that. did show up or something and they okay. stopped him. Yeah, yeah, there was some crazy stuff. Two things that really grind my gears. That's what I hear. I don't know what I hear. <laughs> News of the week proving Dan DeDeal might be the most clueless human being alive. He re-signed Steve Orlando again exclusive and then gives a Martian Man on her book with Riley Rossimo, whose sketches look like he thinks this Martian is a robot. You, you yeah, said he looks like Invader Zim. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure any day now he will also find out the series will be giving art germ variants on all issues. No way in hell this sells better than the Mr. Biscuits run, right? I can't see. Damn right. How. That was a people great are gonna series. Just, people are going to jump off of this, but that didn't sell. People are going to no, jump off of Mr. Miracle and try to get this to be their new wacko book. And it, it may it may actually succeed just because of that. But I think that Steve Orlando's writing will chase people away eventually. There's the no day way we succeeds. all feared has arrived, Steve Orlando will only continue to get bigger and bigger jobs at DC. God help us all. I'm naming names here and going to make judgment based on a name alone. <laughs> Raphael Soho from Comicsverse. <laughs> Raphael, who turned in a 9 out of 10 for the Immortal Men, number six review, in either clearly a made Everybody up person. Everybody knows it's a 9.5. Or otherwise the sexiest and most obviously named half Italian, half Asian individual that ever existed. I'm leaning towards made up to inflate low review scores because he has a total of three books reviewed ever. Scarlet and Unexpected are the other two. So he has three issues, two of them unexpected, two his name, all from the last couple of weeks and all shitty books. He gave at least a nine out of ten to inflate the scores. He does, yeah, he, and it's so a that's the game, though. is it? Raphael 
Soho, Eric. That is a sexy name. That's almost as sexy as Gerardo. And, and if you know Gerardo, he is Rico Suave, baby. And that is good stuff. Books, Detective. I ended up deciding to ride the detective wave all the way to a thousand, despite nice. Robinson's name on the book. And to my surprise, this is one of those times I was really glad I did and yeah. really liked the issue. He's only ever really happy about a couple things in life. Not that rains? wedding, it seems. Not that wedding. It's great. He still calls her a roommate. It's weird to have a Batman story where he can briefly mention his feelings then actually move on in the story from there and do something instead of throwing pity parties for the remaining 20 pages. Throat clear, Tom King. Glad James Robinson is making Batman great again. I think he wanted me to go, I'm Tom King. I'm King. I'm King gay. I'm K. It rhymes with I'm ing. Red Hood. Holy poop not cursing was that a a lot of dead scumbags in one issue not that i felt bad for them but still wow he is a bad butt indeed there were more scumbags dead in that book than a weekend at the bush house you know what i'm saying eric is this on i'm still torn on this issue and how it played out (laughs) get it (laughs) (laughs) hey you can't laugh you're miserable i'm 100 not a fan of this custom though the hoodie is fine, though he spelled it hottie. The hottie, hottie is, fine, is fine, but the whole half mask and domino eye shield does work for me at all. <laughs> oh, Brandy. Oh, Brandon. You came why and do you, you wrote this why, atrocity. Why do you, why do you, you write emails? Away, yo, why do you write emails sober? Why? <laughs> Brandy. Uh, you're a fine writer. I wish you had spell check on. Have the spell check. There. Tailgating menu this week, Eric. You want to hear what he's having at the Of course tailgate? I do. I'm hungry. Told you at the beginning of the podcast. Juicy Lucy's. I don't you want know it. what that is? That no, is but two- it sounds gross. You're going to like it. Two I knew a Juicy, Juicy Lucy once. You don't want to know about her. Oh, Juicy Lucy. It's funny. Juicy Lucy was a, a computer program that me and Pete had when we were growing up. And it was a it was one of those digitized things where it had voice digitized as well. Right. And it was supposed to be sexy. And you'd turn it on. And it was just like a, a really Hey there, awful, big boy. No, no. It was, it was, I know the line because we listen to it all the time. It's, oh, I'm Juicy Lucy. And you caught me playing with myself. <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> it looked like, you know, something that was on the Atari 2600. I, I mean, it was really You mean the hottest looking, thing I could imagine? But it was the best. It was so great. We also had that. Oh, and he also had, we, he also had Sam, who we like to call Sam the special voice man. It was a digitized voice Sam, program. Sam, Sam the special yeah. voice man. Oh, yeah. I told you we'd go, eh. Uh, he's Sam. He's Sam. Uh, 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 uh. I am the special voice man. We'd have raps <laughs> with this thing, and they were the worst. But we used to sit there for hours typing in sentences. This is for what we did this, before the internet. Yeah, for this this program to say. And basically, what you would do is you type in shade throwing things about people that you thought were funny or you didn't like. Yeah. So if you didn't like say Eric Shea. You'd uh. just type in Eric Shea is a porker. And then it would say, <gasps> Eric Shea is a porker. Oh, and no. it would, oh we'd laugh. Sam, we'd how laugh. dare you? 
We laughed so much. Well, while this was going on, we had a, a buddy named Phil, and he would get involved. He would get involved in these programs. Well, we would go out and play something. We came back in the one time. The guy had Juicy Lucy up. His pants were down, and he had the voice synthesizer program going at the down. same deal. But the, he had the thing saying, oh, Phil, you are so great, or something like that. Look, it wasn't I'm even sexy. You, the 80s were a strange oh, time for a best. lot of people. It was so funny. He was trying and, to create. And, and, I'm telling you, it was like, science. It was like, oh, file, you are gratis. And he had his pants down. And we're like, really? Really? What are you Times doing? Were tough and for Phil back then. He, he tried to claim that he was up to no good, like up to something else. He, but he was up to yeah, no good. Also, no, no one's buying it, Phil. He was the other guy who would come over to, to Pete's. And he wasn't there often. He would come over. He was more friends with Pete. But he would come over and he'd say, hey, Pete, do you have those yearbooks? And people were like, yeah, here's the yearbooks. Yeah. And then he'd disappear into the bathroom for about 45 minutes and then come out, put the yearbooks away, and leave. And it's, like, it's, imagine it's a weird thing where he's afraid to toss off at his own home, but he's not afraid to toss off at Pete's house. He was house. not afraid to toss off at Pete's house. He all. had the water running and everything. He said he was brushing his hair. He's just, I, I am Juicy Lucy, and you caught me playing with myself. Ha, ha, ha. That's how it sounded. <laughs> Phil pants off. Oh my God! Juicy Lucy, tell me more, two, Juicy Lucy. Two steak burger patties. I'm like, oh my goodness, Juicy Lucy, how dare you? This is the third straight time I've caught you playing so with yourself. Hungry, well, Lucy. Will you ever learn, girly? Juicy no, Lucy, no. Where, where's the Juicy Lucy? <laughs> well, uh, Juicy Lucy, it, it's a computer program, Eric. We caught her playing with herself. Why is no, it's Brandy two, eating this? Two steak burger patties, freshly okay. ground with cheese squeezed in between the patties. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so what they call that, it's Eric, in our parts, is a double cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need oh, to get buffalo. fancy with the names. Fresh cut French fries. They like to call them fries, Eric. I don't know if they, if you're going to go fries. I don't know if they're doing oh. that in Buffalo, but our negative was they call those freedom fries. Outrageous. Never forget, Jim. Hazy little height. I forgot the other day. I said to you, what day is it? You You said, it's September 11th. Never forget. Never forget. I said, I forgot. (laughs) Hazy little things IPAs. 12 of those, Aaron. 12 of those. Uh, And then Bud Light to wash those down. 30 of those. (laughs) I got good beer and I got a shitload of shitty beer. It's funny, too. It's like that is called in Buffalo mouthwash. Yeah. Four Guinnesses. Just four Guinnesses. (laughs) Water. (laughs) If. Water, if we have the room, and really, you're there. And, so you're and not picture drinking this. water, you're telling me? No, no. And picture this. These guys. It's, it's, the, it's the Gene Vest Brigade that's the out there. denim These mafia. Guys. Beards, the denim mafia is going. So, of course, they need fresh baked cookies for dessert, Eric. Oh, my. <laughs> you got to have your priorities oh, really? straight at the football oh, game. Oh, my goodness. Going to go to that football game, are you, fellas? Or what are you, at the ballet? Really? Ballet? Fresh baked cookies I don't know cookies why they have fresh baked cookies at the ballet. That day, oh, anybody who eats fresh baked cookies appreciates what the ballet gives you. And that is a good time. All right, fellas, Culture? that is Brandon. Yes, that is the end of the mail sections for the Thank night. You, and we're going to go off to talk to Red J. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay.
right, here we are. We're here with Reggie as well. How you doing, Reggie? Uh, is that a pet shop boy? Boop, boop. Jim? Yeah. Yes, that is. I believe. I forget. I yeah, I is. guess that one is, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, no. I think that that one is a New Order jam. Oh. Uh, yeah, I believe that that's that one. We have some, we have a bunch of, a bunch of crazy ones. I, I bunch know. A bunch of hot jams. A lot, a lot of the hot licks. I, I heard down the street that they said it was straight fire, baby. That's oh, is that what they that said? Did straight not. fire, they said. They said it's so much straight fire, they're going to have to call the fire brigade, is what they said. The brigade. you got to stop talking to people down the street. <laughs> well, yeah. It's the people it's a, at the – it's the drunks and, and drug addicts at the bush house I talked to. That's like, what you turned down. You're talking to your mom if it was the yeah, fire just, brigade. What, what happens is – yeah, really. No, what happens is that what they're talking about, they're all staring at the sun. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's straight fire. Straight fire. Call the brigades. <laughs> They you start yelling. Yeah, you, you got some meth and the heroines, is what they say. And I say, yes, Fire. I do. But not for you. Get out of wow. here, chump. That's what I say. That, the kids say that, right? Chump. <laughs> Isn't that how they address wow. people? Hey there, chump. I, I, uh, we have a thing where I was telling uh, Eric today, uh, yesterday, Rafe went to school and some kid came up to him and said, no, nah, we'll be talking about this uh, on the Patreon on the Jim has issues with his wife. Go into a little more detail, but the kid came up to Rafe said, I'm going to stab you in the heart and eat you because I'm a carnival. Fuck yeah. It's a carnival. Oh. I'm a carnival. So basically what you see in Quakertown is we have insane people, including kids, and the educational system is top-notch. Very good. He's a carnival. Very good. Ah, yes. Sounds sounds like he's just going to become a uh, juggalo. He might be. Move move right into that. Yeah, and that's what they say. Then I go up to him. I say, listen here, chump. That's what I say, and I don't have anything past that. (laughs) I I hope that if I lead with that, they they turn and run. Chump. That's all I said. Uh, <laughs> if they stay, then I turn and run. I start running. Full I, re- I really like uh, black exploitation, Jim. I'm really you like the chump. You like Come that? On, Listen here. <laughs> Listen here, sucker. You a chump. That's what I say. I say, you got that, right? Uh, I'm there. And the thing is with me is the only thing I know is to wear a bowler cap and Adidas and, and shoes without laces. I am full sure. run DMC gear with this calling people chumps. It doesn't work and it never why works not? out. Hey, why not? Indeed. I really but think you should switch up your wardrobe to be that too. You shouldn't. Can you imagine no, I, I coming to work? Should, I want you to show up all the, all the time looking like run DMC. Well, if I show up with that, anybody at work, they best believe that if they ask me any question that needs an answer that uh, the answer is going to be a little bit tricky it's what it's going to oh. be because i am going to break out into into rap is what i would I'm just do, saying so. because i think it'd be better because right now they just think you're coming to work just as the fat boys oh really <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of who you would be. Uh, possibly. They're like, what like just happened? 2000. It's either early Kevin Smith or they're like, well, we got the fat boys here. Why is Heavy D here with them? Why do oh, we have Heavy D with them? Next, I'm the boys. There you go. I'm the whole boys. <laughs> Heavy D and the boys came up. We talked about today at work, me and Eric were talking about Heavy D and the boys and mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane. This is what we were yeah. talking about today. But Getting a lot of work to done. Talk about. That's Getting nice. a lot of work done. What, what, you, what, what did you have to and say about Heavy voice. D? What I said, yeah, and the fat boys. I, what I said about Heavy D is a lot of people don't remember Heavy D as much, but he had the type of rap that at that point I was really into, kind of the dance song rap. 
You sure. know, a lot of a lot of Heavy D's hooks though were just straight up ripped off of older songs, old R B R and B songs that were put in. But I liked them. And I, exactly. Like yeah, the this chorus. is what I'm talking about. All of like them. the verse. Yeah, every chorus you know you had, and I said I was he just could singing. Rap, he, he was he was he not was a good. crazy rapper, him. but he could rap. He has a pedigree, you know his. Cousin is Pete Rock, and he's oh got. Oh my it. God! Yeah. What, what is this? The rap, the rap section here. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah, though, sure. I did say I said Derek. I liked him. I liked the dance type rap. You know, the party rap that he continued on there. And then I just went around. Girls, the girls, they love me. And the man Eric would just sing. <laughs> <laughs> we were loving it. Popping and locking, right? Yeah, he was doing <laughs> popping wow. and locking. I was still. Oh, it was great. At one point, right. I even did the. Hey, I'm gonna pass this to you. I messed it up. I was not very good. Me popping. Right. Locking is not very good. It's not good at all. But we're here to talk about not heavy D, things that are not, not the good boys, not Big Daddy <laughs> Kane. But we're nice here look. to talk about Cool Mo D. Now, Cool Mo D, I like Cool Mo D the most. Why do you think I like? What did I like most about Cool Mo D? Reggie, do you know that he just <laughs> a little cool, Jay? No, no. All it is is those those sunglasses he wore. He wore oh, those cool yes. glasses. That's all I needed. I needed the, gran- the granny glasses. Yeah, we call those the, cata- the post cataract surgery specials. I, we used to call those the uh, secret squirrel glasses, is what sure. we called them. We used to laugh. But yeah, he did this LL. And that's pretty funny, too. But I, I was an LL fan at that point. But uh, let's get to these books. Uh, we're here <laughs> to talk about two books, one better than the next, I hear. Uh, you know, guest stars abounding, uh, you know, edge of your seat fun. Is what we're getting in Reggie's section, kind of, and not really. I'm lying. I'm lying again to try to hype. I'm the hype man. But, Reggie, what's the first one? What's the first book? It is Suicide Squad number 46, story by Rob Williams and Dan Abnett, art by Jose Luis, Jordi Tarragona, and Adriana Lucas. Straight John of Atlantis, never met him before. Who cares when he dropkicked the nuke? As he came through the door, no one glared. Oh, sometimes things get turned around and you're breathing air. All hands look out below. Lord Satanus will make it blow. We're going to need all the help that we can get. According to our new arrival, his mighty power has no real rival, and we just might cause Armageddon yet. Ding, 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 Yeah, uh, anybody enjoying this? Because I'm not. Uh, it's boring. Uh, we just Jim, on the cover it says Aquaman Unleashed. Oh, my goodness. all the unleashing he did this issue? Yeah, he did. what's weird is that the solicit advertised this as the big showdown between Killer Croc and King Shark that we've all been waiting for. But the cover doesn't do that, and it never really happens in the issue. Just yeah, it kind of happens. It's just, just some trash non-starter. talking. Yeah, and, and what, where, where my biggest problem with this is is you had Dan Abnett uh, doing his Aquaman. You had Rob Williams doing a Suicide Squad. Neither of the books were really hitting that great. So, number one, the idea that you're doing a Suicide Squad Aquaman wanted. crossover. This is the craziest crossover ever because it is. It's the crossover nobody asked for. We just came out of in the Aquaman book at least and the problem is 
even though this is the Suicide Squad, uh, you kind of tend to think about the Aquaman book because we're in Atlantis. But even yeah. so, that the Aquaman story just went on for too long with Corrin Rath. So you, you go on that side of things and think, okay, they get Dan Abnett to, with Rob Williams together. At least we're going to pick up the pace in both of these books. Now, we have been liking the Suicide Squad a little bit more going into this. You had the, the Batman crossover or at least guest star deal mm-hmm. and with Cobra and stuff like that. That we yeah, were that actually great annual. We were actually, yeah, and the annual. So what this does is it, it, it just feels like a continuation of the Aquaman book. And where I say that, I mean boring. You, you have yeah. this whole deal where each issue as well, like I thought of this especially because it starts out with Harley explaining the situation. And rarely do I do this, but when it's this bad, I think – what are you going to do when you're reading the trade of this where every time, you, you know, you get through an issue and then they usually have a cover. They might have some splash pages or some art or whatever. You get to the next issue and you always start with one or two pages of recap. There's so much recap in general in this issue that if it, when it collects, I'll just be bored and wondering what's going on because, you I know, wonder how, how they're going to collect this one because yeah, it is know. four issues. But Not I don't me. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not curious to know. But you know what I'm saying? You, you keep going with this recap stuff where you got to have at least a little bit of faith in your own self that people are reading your, your story. Now, they may not be, you know, I don't think the sales of this are going to be that great, <laughs> but you have to have a little faith so when you start each issue, you don't have to think that every issue is a jumping on point because it's not. This is into the story. Especially when the cover has a banner that says Sync Atlantis Part yeah. 3, you know, yeah, even part, if this yeah. was your first ever comic, you would go which, to was, <laughs> which would be bizarre as hell, you'd be like, oh, I, if you did like it, you'd be like, oh, I'm obviously you had me all the time yeah, as a kid. Now, I would I never was, get any of the other other parts I know, yeah. I know, but I will tell you though you can it's not I, like it wasn't yeah, you were yeah. boy there Eric. I think that if you jumped into this as your first comic I actually think you'd like it more than I do for this because you do get a lot of characters you have a lot of things going on but because of the whole thing of the whole corn rat deal leading into this story also Suicide Squad hasn't been the greatest I want something more. I actually thought this was going to be two shitty flavors that come together to make something incredible. And That's not how kind of, work. No, and it's not. And really what has happened is we get two like flavors. and toothpaste. Exactly. And that tastes like <laughs> you, you didn't realize that those equal out to a Snickers bar. That's how they make it. But with that, you're getting two flavors here. And pretty much getting exactly what you thought. Again, this is like the Dennis Green quote. They're exactly what we thought they were. Thus far, I do think the Suicide Squad books have been better, marginally. Like, they're a little stronger. I've just been enjoying them a little bit more, but... It is essentially, you know, a much shorter story played out is, over yeah. four issues. Yeah, to, in order to this is not a very long story that basically the story should be the Suicide Squad goes down to Atlantis. And, and it really, if you were going to do this as a Suicide Squad story, probably would have been two issues. Now, they would have they would have dragged it out anyway. But Suicide Squad goes down to Atlantis. They find out that Lord Satanus has a nuke that they weren't aware it was going to be a nuke. They have to do things and then they kind of end. This has it's, gone it's on too, too long. It's too beat. It's, it's them it's yeah. them going down discovering that they have a nuke and then the second issue is the redemption it would be them convincing aquaman we don't want to nuke your place yeah and then we they, don't want to nuke and let's come fight it out for amanda waller they'll, they'll do that and where you know, where and they yeah the next issue is going to be there'll, there'll be some kind yeah. of a, a denouement there will some be, kind yeah. where you know, amanda waller gets hers or that guy that that tasked her to do it he'll get his yeah uh, you know what do you want yeah and with wanna, that though when once they separated harley and deadshot from the group 
that extends it because now you have to go see both. That gives it more page time. But really, not a lot happens. You have Mara. You know, she now, now, just. For one thing, I did like, even though the, I, I agree the recap goes on too long. I did laugh at the fact that it's just Harley sort of like just talking. talking to herself. It's like yeah. she just she thinks she's talking to herself, and then she realizes she's been talking aloud to Merck the entire time. Yeah, Merck the whole that time. Chuckle, but it is essentially a kind of throwaway. It's, of two it's pages. kind of a clever way to do a recap, but it is recap. And even then, she's like, and Ursula is helping us, and then. Mara shows up. Ursa, what yeah, the Ursa. heck? What? Luckily, Aquaman is down in the ninth tribe to get the King Shark, and then you go to That's King three Shark. Pages right there. Yeah, and, and, and Mara, then Mara is so angry looking. This yeah, whole issue, too. she you just looks more angry. Fucking <laughs> and, and really, for the whole thing, what Mara's kind of deal, and what I get, the Aquaman book will come out of this with is the idea where it's it's Throne of Atlantis again, but with Mara. Now it's Mara saying, "Listen, you better you, if you came in with a nuke." I'm going to wreck your cities. Here you go. I have the, the water just waiting to pounce on you and things like that. I don't need that anymore. I thought we were away from that. Once we got Mara in charge, I really thought that we were going to get something a little different. But as and of we this. And we really should because, you know, yes. being Aquaman and Mara and being Mara was on the Justly for that little bit while Atlantis was, you know, encased in that whole dome. She should know just because the Just League would know because of that Just League versus Suicide Squad, uh, like event that we yeah. had at the beginning of Rebirth, who Amanda Waller is and yes. how, you know, she's acting, you know, outside on the black ops side of things. So if she talks to the American ambassador and says, look, you have, you have people in here. If they set off this nuke, I am going to destroy all of America and stuff like this. But you know, because of what you've done so far, that they have no like they are not a part of this. Amanda yeah, Waller plus, is her own separate thing yeah. that this American ambassador knows nothing about. And plus, this whole thing actually just shoves aside the Spindrift Station and that Mara was already an ambassador that right, she had right, kind right. of a, uh, a you know a good rapport and I mean, things that, like a, that. That's how this whole thing began was was a whole attempt yes. to bring ambassadors to America. But I agree with Eric too. I mean, like. Her being on the Justice League very recently should have built up some goodwill. You would yeah, think with and, America. And some right? knowledge. Like, they would, they would have a certain rapport by now or something. I'm like, she's the queen now. She knows through like, you know, her stuff with the Justice League, Suicide Squad, Arthur, all this other stuff, that the Suicide Squad is her own thing. Again, yeah. like, you know, a black ops thing that America will disavow. They have no real thing. They can't even acknowledge it here. But you can't come out and threaten America immediately when they're no, already afraid of you. No, and that really it throws everything. It throws everything back to Throne of Atlantis. It's like everything else got wiped out. And, and here's the thing: you we should have seen the writing on the wall because they did kind of already basically ignore Spindrift Station, the idea that Mara was an ambassador, where after the whole throne of Atlantis, Atlantis should right. have been trying to gain, like, it, it should have been both ways of trying to gain their trust or whatever, and it seems that once they did the whole, you know, the encasing of Atlantis, that's when they said, okay, that's a reset, because remember when we had, you know, you had some government officials, even during that story, like, saying, what the heck's going on? They're getting ready for war, and, and we, even then we thought it was silly, and why are they doing this? This isn't what, this is, should be what's gone already. Get to something new, and when Mara's, Mara's parts in here just seem like like really, we're we're just gonna tread that water again. It was almost World War Three before even the yeah. dome. We had the, de the, that, the deluge going around, yeah. saying like it was Atlantis. Exactly, and, stuff like and that's, that's all we keep tests. getting. Though that's it's such a one note thing with Atlantis that it just seems silly now. So this Atlantis rising out of the water and stuff like that for them to think that this was immediately an, an act of war and an act that nobody ever went and said known. like. 
Yeah, and, and really though, but Mara should go there and say not like, hey, listen, there was never that whole deal Psych. like, yeah, listen, we don't want this. This is what we're trying to stop. We don't even know what's going on. They never really did that. And it just seems weird. Yeah, yeah, a lot of help they need. It's just odd. And so you have that. But with the, with the suicide squad, yeah, you have Lord Satanus, you have Master Jailer and things like that. But that is even just, it's I not, it's not trope though. It's boring. It's they really are, boring. I was enjoying that enough. Fodder and that's yeah, it. And no. also, do not make our Suicide Squad all that evil. Because you need to have this Lord Satanist character be going above and beyond what our normal character do to make him the bad guy so people won't have a problem with the Suicide Squad book after yeah, this. Yeah, and the biggest problem I have is like, we have a great idea here. If you've been reading the Suicide Squad since the New 52 and have enjoyed the character stuff like that, this is the first chance we would have had with King Shark going and acknowledging what happened to him at the end of his time. And he just kind of shoves it aside. They're yeah, like, hey. He, he threw a, a gigantic cosmic toilet at that Amanda Waller had with Omac, and he hadn't been seen until this book again as this version, the Hammerhead Shark version. Yeah. And he, he acknowledges he knows Amanda Waller, but that's as far as it goes. I want there to be talk about, you know, his time because it, the, the three Trinity of the Suicide Squad were Harley, Deadshot, and King Shark. Trixie's here to party. Trixie. I want to see more of this. Yeah, it was Trixie and they, they just Superman go against it. Reborn. And, and even with that, I just think it's like, it's still the same thing they have where they want to play all these games where it's like, oh my God, if Atlanta sinks back again, it's going to ruin the whole nine. Tried, it's going to rip apart the kids and, you know, think about the children, but we That's never really know how that's going to happen anyway but there's king shark he's just sitting there on his throne oh looks like you went back to your old ways yep looks like it Suck hey it, Arthur. you know we got to fight all this stuff's going to go why does that matter to me and then he but does dude, say like four chicks that i'm eating on a live fish yeah right i mean here, he looks so crazy yeah, he looks like he's really enjoying himself trying to fucking help no. you out over here and so but they do say that's the thing i think that they want to play with the idea that he was on the suicide squad but they don't want to confuse people or don't want to go that far because it is pretty much the idea hey it's the suicide squad what the suicide squad all right i'm in i mean that does seem to change his mind and he says waller now there's a cold fish and it's that's not a good enough tie-in for like guys like me eric and you reggie who know the background especially eric who really like that well they go and fight and then you go back to cliches and tropes where you have Killer Croc get eaten by this fish, and then he comes out from the fish. It's like the same thing. Every time I said to Eric, I'm getting sick of this scene that we see all the time where a monster eats a hero, and the hero then cuts himself out. And It's just that, and it's just – to me, it's just nonsense. You know, and it I, was, yeah, I said to Eric, I said, think back to the story of Jonah and the yes, whale. Yes, that's what he did. That's, I, I said, don't I tell was, me how to live my life. <laughs> I just ended up, I was just bored. I was just bored with this this issue. But tell but us more, Reggie. Keep going. your favorite Yeah, I know, character. he did, because she goes remember up. When, she starts getting sexy. Love Urso. Oh, yeah, I We're love her. About the character find of 2018, Urso. Urso. Everyone's going to be talking about Urso. They're going to be like, Urso. Yeah, the thing is, I say Urso, and they think I'm talking about batteries. And they're like, yeah, that yeah, was that, yes, I know. And so with that, it's just there's a lot that there's action going on, but it doesn't have any stakes for me. I don't have that much a, action. There's not even that much action. No, I mean, you're right. Fighting, and, and, and just, the, stakes feel, the stakes feel very low because it's a matter of. Either you're going to plant the bomb or, or you're, you're not. not. There's, yeah. there's really not like a, 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 a CDE scenario here. And, and what happens is he goes to the silent school 
And once inside, Lord Satanus gets, you know, hooked into all that magic, all the artifacts. He's able to block Amanda Waller's signal, and now he just wants to become, like, super magic man. Uh, and, like, uh, his plan has changed, but, uh, like, my, my interest in everything has just drained out completely. Like, if, you're, if you're not going to plant that nuke, then let's just wrap up this whole story. Yeah. I don't really give a shit, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we're here for, to see. Uh, he, he puts up a magic shield outside the silent school, but Dolphin's trapped inside, so she's going to be the one to, I don't know, probably Trying to fight him or get, get him out, yeah. Some nonsense like this. And even this. that before that, you do have Master Jailer, so you get a little bit of him, see his yeah. abilities, but I, it's just I, I not mean, great. I mean, I, I agree that that is totally a thing to make you sympathetic yeah. uh, for when he dies next to you. I, I laugh, you know, yeah. I mean, I say I laughed, I, you know, I chortled, I, I chuckled. I, I, yeah. I, that scene between them walking to the silent school with Urcell, uh, and Killer Croc and, and, and Lord Satanus and the opening joke gag with, with Harley, you know, saying yeah, the recap. That was okay. Loud. Those were the only two things I really enjoyed at all in this book. Yeah. I really was like, those were okay. Plus, you know, the, the art is, is perfectly good, I think. Oh, but the art is great. I really like the art. Uh, you mean you didn't like the joke where King Shark says he w- isn't there for any beef? He wants to eat Croc? That's that, that didn't hit with you. Uh, the one thing that I thought though, he ain't never had is, Karen before. You have you have her cell, and she's dead. So you have this. I wonder if they're going to have an explosion to get rid of the silent school as well. Because I think that this might be something that they're using to reset well, if they, some if things. If they blow up the silent school, apparently that's the fu- the whatever the fulcrum. That's of how you destroy. That's how you destroy Atlantis. Well, here's the problem: is I think that maybe there might be something that comes up with some other magic. They're in the, you know, they're there in the the vault. I think that something's got. I think that they want to reset some things so they don't go forward with them, and that because the book is changing yeah. hands in a couple months, it's it's going to be Kelly Sue DeConnick's because it it is sort of a uh, you know. Yeah, I think a, they're trying to do a little bit of spring cleaning here before this change because after down. this you have a bit and then you have that uh, the drowned story that I believe uh, and I know actually goes with Aquaman that just leaked round or whatever that one is that that'll be a crossover with this and then kelly sue DeConnick jumps on and i think that they're already starting to do a little yeah, bit of spring probably are doing a little bit of, a little and bit i think that might even involve maybe getting rid of dolphin because dolphin is is a bit like there's no need for her anymore that we thought there was going to be a love triangle we thought there was going to be but there never was yeah. it, it never it never yeah. In the Corrin Rass story where Aquaman was separated from Mera, then we had Dolphin show up to be this faux love interest like we thought this might happen like because Mera's one. not around. Arthur's supposed to be dead. But it never came about no. to be anything. So when you have you know Dolphin go off and like supposedly to kind of sacrifice herself, and it's like, she says she loves you. I'm like, it's just weird because you never set it up properly and it no, never and you felt right. And, and it wouldn't feel right to a lot of people because he's engaged to Mera. So even if he thinks he's done or whatever, it never felt right to me from the get-go, but it kind of played both ways. Like, you could even go with the idea that Aquaman thinks of her as, like, a, a little sister, but it never even got that far. It, they they kind of tried to skirt the issue and did nothing. They did nothing with it. So they when really, she goes off... They really off, developed nothing with it. Like they, they and made, she goes they, off crying, and I'm like, yeah, totally you're dead. away from it. 
I'm like, we'll find out Mara. She's the one who got this off. She's like, I got to The thing you don't know, this. though, is that all is that uh, Atlantis is a is a nation of free love. So that is true. Well, Mara they are. They're very cool hippie-esque. And yeah, every day is Woodstock and Atlantis. Uh, yeah. But this, this is where you go, and it ends with Mara then. Because you have Dolphin going off. She's the only one that's in this magical barrier. You also have that magical barrier because you have Deadshot. I'm going to blow the bombs. I'm going to blow Satanus' bombs. He can't. The right. magic yeah, is interfering. Which is set up before by Satanus just saying that. It was such a bad setup of just like, yeah, Amanda Waller might want to blow these bombs, but she can't because the magic. And then it's set again with Deadshot. Uh, But Mara goes off and says, basically, you are trying to destroy Atlantis. Uh, if you, if I find out anything or you do anything like that, you're going to destroy all your cities because I have waves waiting. And it's just like, it's this thing where, where is the middle, like, where is the level-headed Mara? Where is the nice Mara and the Mara who cares about people? She just goes in half cocked yelling, this isn't the character that was set up. And even like getting from the Mara uh, mini to get here, it's just not well set up to her just going off like that. What did you give this? <laughs> this, la- this last page, too, where you got that frozen wave with the uh, creatures in it, that's like just totally like, you know, they saw Jurassic World 2 and were yeah. like, wow, we want to draw that. That's really all what that is. Yeah, yeah. I'm also wondering, uh, in 2019, what does this mean for Justice League Urcell and the Urcell crisis? Is that that is, that's, that's trouble. Trouble. <laughs> you, think it's gonna be, you think it's in trouble? They're going to have to rewrite some of yeah, that. Yeah, they're going to have to write that. I don't think that's going to happen at all. <laughs> but, well, well, that's too bad. Uh, yeah. you know, like I said, those two scenes in there are really the only parts that I enjoyed, really. Um, but I didn't I didn't walk away hating this title. It's just a waste. It's just a, you know, an extra yeah. thing to pad out this story. This is a story that, I mean, who knows, it could end with something amazing that's going to blow our minds. But I feel like I already can kind of guess a lot of what's going to happen yeah. since they're not yep. going to destroy Atlantis. Nope. Uh, so I gave it a 6.5 out of 10, and I probably would drop a half a point now. Yeah, I'm, you guys. I'm going 5, and it's not an FU5. It's a standard 5. I'm going with it because I just – I was bored at points, but a lot of times I was just rolling my eyes. I was rolling my eyes at the fact that you, we're not there progressing for any of to these do. characters. You, yeah, you're not doing anything. This book where, like I said, it is an odd idea of a crossover of two books that don't sell great and a lot of people have had issues with. Mutual and you get destruction. Them, you get them together. There's nothing here that would ever make me want to buy either of the books after this. If this was something where I thought, okay, There's I'm going to check these out. I'm going to check it out and see how it's going to go and what I want. But I'd be like, I don't like you either of these but as reggie said i do agree if you go and look i think the suicide squad issues have been a little better but this is not good so i have five what about you eric i don't think there's anything for anybody to really do in this it's just like a small continuation of where we left off last issue with only recapping stuff that we dealt with last issue and while i thought the art was all right that's the only I thing like that was really art. decent about yeah. this or uh, this issue. So I'm gonna have to get a five out of ten as well. Not a fuck you five because no, it's just the like you know the the, the third quarter of a story and it's just it's just I not think the art's doing too anything, good to be a really fu five. Yeah, the art to me is a little too good to give it an fu five. I really like like Lord Satanus is there. He's kind of spitting out his stuff and whatever, but. I really like the way he looks. I think he looks so cool. And yeah. I like a I mean, there's no character I see and say, boy, that character looks awful. I think it looks really good. 
It's just the story's nothing. It's just there. It's almost as if, and this is the problem is, when I first heard that Dan Abnett was off of Aquaman and Kelly DeConnick was on, it seemed like this was the last story he was going to tell. Now he's going off, he's going to go through October through this drowned story as well, but it seems like he's kind of checked out. Like he knows he's done. Let me finish up. I'm going to wrap this up with these easily contained stories. Hey, we have a crossover with the Suicide Squad. That That'll be easy enough. I'll let the Suicide Squad – because really, though it is Atlanta sinking, most of the progression of the story seems to be towards the Suicide Squad of them walking around, them breaking in, Satanist wants to destroy. So to me, he kind of can coast. And then just at the end, hey, I'm going to destroy Atlantis, which is the cliffhanger to set up. The Aquaman book next, but it, it just didn't ring true, any of it. It just is boring. But uh, speaking of that, what's the next book, Reggie? <laughs> It's Plastic Man number four, written by Gail Simone, art by Adriana Mello and Kelly Fitzpatrick. Pedo, I know you're gonna be upset, cause I was always your stretchy dad. But you should know by now, I'm a little bit crazy. You always taught me hype from Wang. I need your help, Pedo Saskatang. I may be a lunatic. But I know what I'm saying. The one you warned me would be a snitch. The one you said I didn't need that bitch. We're in an awful mess, and I don't mean maybe. Please, Pedo, don't preach. I'm in trouble deep. Pedo, don't preach. I've been losing sleep, but I made up my mind. I'm humping Obscura. Mm, I'm gonna hump Obscura, yeah. Yes, Obscura. I this this uh, this whole series. I've been down on it since the beginning, and uh, sometimes I I like to think of myself as a soothsayer, <laughs> and, and that I'll, I'll tell you guys why I don't like a book. And yes, while I say it, you don't agree. But sometimes things catch up to old Jimmy Boy. And this this book has caught up to my theories of it from the beginning mm. because, boy, it's really going down the path that I didn't want it to take. And it's boring. I'm not even sure what the hell the story is anymore. That's, what, you know? that's my biggest it's problem. It's like all over the place. Yeah. It's like, and well, me and Eric both said, yeah, when we were waiting for you to get on, when I was calling you up on the deal, we both said, well, that's the story anymore. And even before, actually, that was on the way home from work. We were like, oh, yeah. let's see how this is. But hopefully it's something because we've lost been, track of the story. about Plastic Man number four all we day? We were. How many hours? All day. Nine hours. We were wow. I just want to hear. I just want to hear what you guys well, are. Here's actually, what I have to so say. Now, here's here's the irony of this, though, actually, is that based on the first three pages, I was real excited. Okay. Yeah. Like, this I, whole, whole I, continuation of the story about this this woman, now she's got fucked up by the acid. It uh, looked like there was going to be a, you know, stretchy man versus rock woman type battle going on here. Yeah. Uh and then you never fucking see them again. No, you don't see the rest it. of the issue. You're like, what the hell was that all about? And, and it's set up, and you have, you know, the gangster. He's going. And Sammy, what's yeah, happening Sammy, to me? Sammy like, gets the oh, lotion. Plastic man, this is your and fault for making then, me do this. This is kind of the, the issues that I've had with this. Like, it, it, it does try to – Gail Simone tries to go between the, hey, I'm going to make, like, this gritty thing with some humor or whatever. But it starts out – and you go a whole page with the, hey, I need some 
lotion. Oh, you need some lotion? All right. Hey, man, you're Sammy Suitcase. Hey, I know you. Boom. I'm going to kill you because you know who I am. Yeah, you're going to. Because you like, remembered something like, about my past. the fuck is going on? Please. Hey, you had I, like, a funny really? anecdote about my nickname. Yeah, That's I don't need that. That's how you do over there, Fungu. Yeah, I don't need that. And then he goes off and you do have Rock Woman, you know, that the lady, uh, the stripper mm-hmm. type lady, or at least the, the mall that he had that he threw into the chemical deal that he wanted to make her a plastic woman. She's now kind of a rock monstrosity yeah. strong That's thing. Thing look and, good. looks like it's uh, they're doing some bad things to her and skin. That's, that's, that seems pretty interesting. But you, yeah. like you said, you don't do anything. And even the case, I know the idea of, oh, man, I'm going to get you, Eel O'Brien. It's all your fault with this or that. I, I actually thought that he'd go like, listen, it didn't work. Let's go take you back to the vat, baby. Let's throw you back in. But, yeah. you know, it just goes from there. And then you just tread water with with plastic man and pedo and they this nonsense the whole idea of hey try this hot dog it has got the anchovies and the herring i, I don't care i don't care about this this is not an interesting it's actually, book it's actually known as a werner dog that's yeah, why you got it's mad. actually an You're aquaman like, dog i don't love that. that hey i wouldn't eat that crap but it's even so and it's like the whole concept of I want to be a good guy because this kid there, again, they do this even, you have this all the time. It's almost the thing that Cosmic Ghost Rider at Marvel's doing with uh, Baby Thanos and Frank Castle, where he doesn't want the kid to see him do bad things. So he wants to try right. to be a hero for the kid because the kid's just like him. As a, But really, do we have to have the fourth issue of Plastic Man where he goes off and they have a fashion show where, where they're going to get him close? What the hell is going on with this book? We don't even know what yeah. the story is, and you go off to get, you know, this, and in the meantime, you have, you know, his two uh, ladies that they're being followed, and then the story. And, and, and it's all over uh, the place. It's it's all I, I know over it the place. A mystery, but I like the mystery to me is like, how did we get to this point where I can't follow a story? Because yeah. you know, you have the suave prince that he's taking care of. We have the granite lady, suave prince. We move on to the Secret Six and then move on to the real Cabal, which may or may not be real, that, you know, uh, the uh, Obscure is dealing with. I'm like, what are we dealing with overall? Who yeah. is our nemesis? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's, that's part of the, well, I guess you find out at the very end, in a sense. But it's really, this is really just like, it's, I gotta say. And I didn't even add I the part s- that, like, Obscure. Obscura was like screwing around the whole time. That's, that you know behind, about this. Behind everything that's yeah. happened to Plastic Man, including what we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, I mean, this whole scene with the stripper. This, this, and there's another scene later where there are some serious storytelling problems that really surprised me coming from Gail Simone, who yes. really I know her to know how to write a comic and to make every comic accessible to everybody. But for example, if this was your first issue, you. You would think that this is a, an issue with just panels thrown together. And yeah. then yeah, she, the problem with Gail Simone on this book to me is you, you don't have a, I cannot get a grip on the overall story. So, but instead of progressing a story, you're getting these little vignettes that are supposed to be funny. Like you have this idea where the, the strippers go and talk to Professor Henning. Oh, I don't know who you are, ladies. Do you remember now, since you like the sexy time superhero strip joint? <laughs> and I'm like, what, what are we doing? Why is this part of this? Massage place near you, yeah, the sexy, like, time, yeah, the sexy time superhero special. I don't need that. <laughs> I While that's going on, you have 
you know, you have Plastic Man where it's Gail Simone to me trying to show that Eel is a great guy. We're going to go get you a makeover that Pedro really doesn't want. And you go. And so it's it's this continuation of the thing that she got in trouble for the issue before where people were upset that uh, kind of Pedro was made to kind of say what sex or what, you know, all that sort of deal. So now it's like let's make up for it by having Eel say, do you want this dress or do you want this pants? And it, boo, and I, I don't care. I don't care i get nothing of any character progression of this i'm not liking the story anymore because of that yeah i like the way pedo looks i like the idea that eel's kind of taken around a little kid that's gone but even that if you remember the problem is is that this is a book that relies very much on humorous vignettes carrying it along and it's not telling a story yeah, I don't understand, that. though, everything that we've dealt with leading up to this, because we started out with the whole idea that somebody in the JLA was murdering mobsters. And these were the mobsters who actually, you know, thought they killed Eel O'Brien, turning him into Plastic Man, and that he was going to go and get revenge. Now there's a bit where Obscura is using voice technology to be this leader of the cabal, but somehow somebody was also like a uh, framing plastic man there was another plastic person around yeah and i don't know how any of this adds I, into I don't either. the secret cabal with freaking you and know we only have Queen two Lee, issues and, daddy amazo and, hugo strange and dr psycho and the rock woman yeah and yeah. that's it and, and, and she's Lady in Glenn. there and, and what i woman. the other thing that i don't Lady like Glenn. like the one thing that i don't like too is just the idea and all that nonsense because it's just it's making my head swim, spin around and all these things. But the, there's other things like you had Pedo who showed up right away. Hey, you know, you had Plastic Man. He was he was beat up. Or, hey, yeah, so wang. And it seemed like Pedo was like the street smart kid. And you kind of get that. But that's kind of left aside now. Well, how does be- Man Bat fit into any of this? I don't know how any of it fits in because Pedo to me, I don't have any. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is this is almost. Well, then there's also this other. So I just want to talk about this is the other bad uh, uh, storytelling thing is that uh you know the two strippers uh which are plastic man's employees from his yeah. strip club yeah. uh they're being followed and uh plastic man they call plastic man he goes to save them goes past an old woman's uh window naked for that joke we miss a panel that might have explained so the next panel we see is the 18 van and two cars just yeah. wrecked on the street wrecked. that's all we see yeah and the next thing and so i read this thing the next thing we see we see Catman, ragman and, and uh bernadette uh, or no, Jeanette, Silver Banshee, and, uh, you know, Plastic Man, five of them. And I'm just like, where do these guys come from? These are the guys that were following. Yeah, that's the important part. Oh, but it's a half of the sequence. You will cue at any point. No. Like, even later on, you don't see the strippers get out of that car. You just see Plastic Man come out, come back and he's hanging out with them. So it's, it's, it's another point, like another. Bad storytelling yeah. mistake that now, I, I gotta say I was really surprised. To now, see. also, do you think that it's refreshing or is it a problem where you have half of the Secret Six show up and there's no real explanation of who they no, are? It, it's it's it, total it, Gail's own gimme. That's it, all it is. It and, was, and if should. you're not, if you have no idea, you have no. Like you said, that not only just that you stopped and. Pulled the camera away to see the naked, uh, you know, the old lady seeing a naked guy joke. 
But yeah. if you're not in tune 100% with Gail Simone and what she's done, you just think that these are crazy looking characters. I mean, people who have jumped on with Rebirth and maybe, and, and there's going to be a lot of people here. Oh, Plastic Man, I heard he's really fun and jump into this issue. So they're going to go and they have no idea who these characters are all of a sudden. Yeah. And to me, one of the major problems is, is a couple pages before you were spelled out that strippers are, are disguised themselves as superheroes and you have this. So, who knows what this is? Because right. there's like, is this another strip club that they they dress up? Is this who is it? They don't know. And even that, where where Plastic Man comes and the first thing he pretty much says when he arrives to fight them, you mess with my friends at my club. And now you're thinking like, is this just about clubs right. of people who dress up? There is no setup, nothing at all. And it's very, very confusing where why she doesn't at least have the people say their names to each other th- throughout like, hey, there, you know. Well, and I then people realize could- too that, uh, that Jeanette, that is actually Jeanette. I thought it was Silver Banshee. That's kind of uh, part of her power, but it's not Silver Banshee. It's just a character from the Secret Six called Jeanette. That's what That's I'm saying. Right. And, and you would know she, this. She does have the Silver Banshee in her yeah. Like, little. Yeah. Banshee yeah. like scream. Yeah, she has the banshee screaming, but with this, you don't know if, if you're not aware, you don't know the character's powers. You don't know why or how they'd be there, which I still don't. Uh, but with that, you have just these weird, like you said, Reggie's right on that you stop the storytelling to have these little jokes and none of them are hitting for me. And even it just, it takes away from storytelling time, which there's lack of. And this, I hate to say it because Reggie really was looking forward to this. This is starting to remind me a bit of that Secret Six books that you did that was a wreck. And that was because of delays. That was because, but this is starting to feel a lot like that book where it's just. Well, that's another weird thing. Did you notice that this issue seems very sketchy? Yes, it does. Like, you know, and, 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 you know, the art has had a kind of funkiness to it all along, but it's been very crisp. And especially where, you know, for a guy that's. Yeah, this might have been rushed. This yeah. really did feel like there were parts like the Catman looks way off. Yeah, once that uh, comes, he looks like a normal Catman. Yeah, he looks a lot weird. Of these things look sketchy and rushed, and like a lot, like like just rushed. That's all I can say about it. Uh, also, this was an opportunity technically to have Ragman fight. Yeah, uh, Plastic Ragdoll. Man, which could be interesting. You really you get nothing out of it. I think Ragman kicks well, him Ra- in the Ra- face. Ragdoll, di- Ragdoll died freaking uh in that last Ragdoll, Suicide yeah. Squad annual. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it, but even so, you're doing this. And my problem basically is uh, what Reggie said. The jokes aren't hitting it, and it's really relying on that. But the second part is, is it's also relying, it seems, especially by half of the Secret Six showing up and then the characters in that last page. It's relying on people going, Oh man, these characters are awesome. I mean, but God, they're not that here. shit was like, uh, you know, let's look, how obscure can we go? That's for what this I'm saying. Group? And it seems like that's what they're going for. a character called Obscura. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I mean, sense. even yeah, just true. the dialogue, and I'm telling you, some of the Who's things. Who's the little where, guy, Eric? I don't know who the little guy Dr. is. That's Dr. Psycho. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's all a little guy. Uh, even when at the very beginning, it's on the credits page where you have Eel going down, and he's walking down the street, and you see all this crime going on. You see Pedro looking, and he's like, yeah. A lot of stitching and no snitching, if you get my meaning. I'm like, no, I know the stitches get, but it, no, they, I don't even understand any of this. So stop no. it. And so when it ends where basically I have no idea what's going on, and then you end with what's supposed to be the, oh, my 
God, look at these awesome characters. Oh, my God. Ding Dong Daddy. Yeah, Ding Queen Dong Daddy. Amazo, Hugo it, Strange and Dr. Psycho. Yeah, and, oh, my. And, yeah, and with that, these aren't characters that you're going to – Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Queen yeah, and Queen yeah. B. So you're there, and it, this isn't going to make things better because you have – crazy characters you have half the secret six but nobody knows and you never really set up why how what and um, it's I, just i i was confused like i say when i first saw them i was just like what the hell are these guys here for yeah. and at first i at first i thought it was a carryover from last issue i was like did something happen that like yeah you know, I, I don't that, know. but then i looked at it i was like oh okay I, this- i'm even trying to break down how this works because you know obscura needed plastic man's help to bring down the cabal but it seems that he was like the last in a line of, of heroes because nobody else believed her about this cabal so she set up this whole thing where she impersonated the cabal to try to make him do something against the cabal who are actually there and know that obscura is going after them but also possibly under their control yeah I, yeah yeah, and, and and so there's a very – and that's you really thinking through it. There is a, a thin story here that makes little sense put together. And I still don't know who the plastic man freaking – you know, if, the, yeah. the guy like, you know, the like, impersonator. You know, him, who that yeah, is. the impersonator. And uh, I just wish if – you know, we have some Harley issues, and Harley issues, you know, it kind of go this whole deal. If the jokes don't hit as well, but there's something more to that. This is less. This is This is not fun. And it, now it doesn't make any sense. So it makes it's it even worse. It's shit at the wall just to see what sticks and nothing yeah, so sticks. This is like one of those where I said to Eric, and we said before we read this issue that we were worried about, uh, you know, how the story is going. And, and I said to him, the it's an odd thing. Call, yeah. Like if you had somebody who – this was Plastic Man the series. At this point, we can sit back and say, OK, we're, we are at issue four but, you know, maybe issue nine, this will tie up. Maybe it'll tie mm-hmm. – this is six no, issues. This should be the tightest of stories. Everybody who writes a six-issue mini, there should be no loose storytelling. It should be tight as hell. You know how many issues you're going to do. You space out the deal. I have no idea what's going on at issue and four. I'm telling we you, have two issues. Like, you know, issue four, we introduced Granite Lady here, and this is a legitimate Plastic Man villain. I would just like that to be the story. Yeah, this that should be the story. continuity. I, mean, I don't want to make it sound like I was like hysterically, but I was like, all right, this seems like yeah. a cool development. Well, like, just you imagine. Have a, some it's sort of a, a plastic man, yeah. Just imagine uh, in this issue, you have where you've had a continuing narrative where Plastic Man wants to be a good guy, right? He has Pedo. He's trying to take care of Pedo. Don't look. I'm going to be a, a hero now for this little kid. In the meantime, you have, you know, the, the woman there who's concrete lady. Concrete oh, Jane, yeah. a granite lady, granite lady. And, and that's basically the rest of the story. I don't need Obscura. That whole nonsense with who's killing JLA and this and that. And the, I don't need that crap because none no. of it makes any sense. Just give me a basic story. And the, the hook is that Plastic Man, while this is all going on, he's trying to be a good guy in front of Pato. That's all I need. That's, that's all that, I that need. That sounds like a great story. That's all you need because that's the interesting parts. I don't want to so see. Wang, Jim. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> see half of the Secret Six show up out of nowhere just to Why do would it nothing. Be half? I don't know. It's a secret three. Secret three. <laughs> oh my goodness! And they were hired by old ladies because of that guy that got killed in the neighborhood, and it was yep. fra- and Plastic Man got framed for it. And so basically, what you're telling me is nonsense. There's no reason yeah. to even care about that because it's a nonsense add-in storyline. There's too many things obscuring what could be good, and I'm not talking obscure. 
And and I, she should be out. That's part two. I, I love this little thing because there is such a little story. Like, I'm telling you, we're talking about Plastic Man way too long, but the whole thing is Obscura was having a good time with Plastic Man to the point where she starts talking about her mother, who works at a shelter, and how Obscura, because yep. of her being a super spy and all this stuff, she has to go into disguise yeah, as a voice be changer. And yeah. I'm saying, though, she has to say out loud, you know, oh, I have to go in disguise as a voice changer to talk to my mama, and it's the only time I get to see her. Plastic Man then goes off, fights the Secret Six, realizes they're both on the same side. Obscura shows up. I realized when you told me about that story, I picked your pocket, found the voice changer, and realized you had that robot voice that was the cabal before Obscura. You're actually against me. How the hell did this become our big reveal? Yeah, Yeah. and I like that it's like if you had a voice changer, it's just going to be a recorded voice of the last thing you used it for. Nonsense. That that would not be. It would just be a voice changer. It's so stupid. So stupid. And it it really upsets me because I do like Gail Simone. I, I don't know. I don't know. And that was set up before where the guy tried to pick his pocket. Yeah, he stopped it was set them. up here because yeah. – You don't just pick, you don't just pick people's pockets. I usually pick I everyone's pockets. I don't touch anybody if I can help it. I Eric likes to pick their minds. He he likes to treasure within the brain, he <laughs> tells me. Like, yeah. yes. That sounds like him. Yeah. Uh, yes, but what would you give it, Reggie? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I had a lot of problems with this issue. You know, usually the fourth issue in a six-issue mini is the worst one. It's this set up. It one usually of the is. very worst ones I've ever read, though. I, I mean, am it almost, with you. Like, it almost throws things. It, usually, it's it's a bunch of recap, and you know that you get ripped off. But this was more like throwing us in the new directions that I don't even understand where Weird. the hell we're going or why. Yep. Uh, and those two storytelling issues that I found very surprising, uh, they really brought the mark down. Frankly, right now I'd give it a five point five, but on the site I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm going lower. I'm going a four, and it's also because the art's a little off, especially by the end. It seemed yeah. like they were a rush to the end. Very weird. And uh, like you said, it is to me. You, we do come to expect this fourth issue. We talk about it all the time, where the fourth issue is usually a little recap, a lot of setup to go to get the grand finale of the last two issues. This, like you said, there's, this isn't time to add new things when you already, like, this is one of those things that we keep talking about in the regular books. They're reminding people of stuff that they, I think Gail Simone actually forgot about. Well, this is the problem. What what I'm saying is, you have to, in a miniseries at this, there should not be this much confusion and so many loose ends. Now, she may tie them up, but, the real thing about this is the loose ends out there and these new things do not interest me one iota. So if they do tie in, they do tie up. We have this. I don't care about this book anymore. And I used to, you know, the other used to. It's like back in the day, <laughs> issue one. I, I actually, when I came on, I, I'll tell everybody if I'll do a little recap, issue four. Uh I've never liked the series. It was always down for me. It wasn't what I wanted out of the book. And it was, it's one of my first big, you know, plastic man things here. And I just didn't like the tone of it. I wasn't having any fun. That continues, but now I'm confused and everybody's joining with me, at least you two. So yeah, I'm going for, and when I think about like, say the fourth issue of Ragman, the fourth, fourth issue of Hell is Earth. And Reggie, you're here telling me, Black and it's lightning. true. That this is one of the worst ones we've had. We've had some yeah. shit. And so that is a really big damning thing to say that.
that, and I agree with it though, because you're you're setting up stuff that I don't know what you're doing, and it's it's just it's a big thing that upsets me because I know that Gail Simone could do way better than this, and it just seems like it's like made up as it goes. And like Eric said, like oh man, I forgot I was going to do that. Let's throw it in here. Hopefully, the last two issues tie it up, but I I don't see it happening. But we'll see. We'll what about see. you, Eric? What do you what do you give it, Eric? I'm giving this a fuck you five because nothing really seems to add it together. If things were just thrown out there all willy-nilly, and I wasn't even a fan of the art for this issue, so I'm really just kind of done with Plastic Man. We have two issues left, and they couldn't come fast enough. Would Rob Schneider say that this, that Gail Simone, this book is the book of uh, Tim Hortons, that whole thing that she was fighting with him? Because I think he could come back and say, the Plastic Man miniseries is the Tim Hortons of comics, I think that he would say. but I think what, I think what Rob Schneider would say uh, is, Making I hope you can copies? hear me behind my stack of fucking cash. Because yeah, I, I was talking, I was talking about him. It's so funny because she got in a fight with... Uh, Rob Schneider. Yeah, it's, it's the heavyweight she's, she's battle. Been, she's been ripping on him as like a, yeah. a guy for years though. You can you can tell, and Eric will tell you the truth. I came to him, I think it was last week, and said, "You know who I actually like, Rob Schneider." Like, it was a weird I, thing out of nowhere. Like out of nowhere, pressing his soul. Yeah, out of nowhere. I just oh. said, "You know, I think that he gets a, a bum rap because when he's in things, yeah, he's in some ridiculously stupid things. A lot of Adam Sandler things, obviously, but." I think that the guy has done okay for himself and probably is sitting on uh, a little bit of cash because I oh, yeah. think that he's probably good with his money and he can laugh at everyone. But I, I don't mind him. I actually like Rob Schneider. So there. So take that, Plastic Go Man. Go back and watch Grown Ups again, Jim. Take that, Plastic no, yeah, I, I, have... I think you need to no, go back and you, review some no, of those. You uh... go and watch Grown Ups, and I dare anybody to because I, that movie is constantly <laughs> on Comedy Central. It's always on. If you watch that movie, that is a piece of crap, boring ass movie in my mind Rob Schneider is the hit of it all. He is the only <laughs> the shining light in so that he, movie. He's the greatest fly on a pile of dog yes. shit. And, and believe nice. me, somebody has I'm to be the watch greatest. The animal, then. Yes, go and watch Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. You will laugh and you will cry. <laughs> and you might learn. Learn a little something about What's yourself. That movie that he became that teenage girl. Uh, that uh, I can't remember. I, I know I what you're telling me. Movie, yeah. I feel like it was just called White Girl. I mean, listen. Oh, no, one, that, no, was, that uh, was that, that was, was the uh, Wayans. The Wayans. Yeah, yeah, now girls. listen. Yeah, this is the problem. Is once. John Lovitz gave it up. Rob Schneider had to fill the void. He jumped in and filled the void. So Rob Schneider filled John Lovitz. <laughs> yeah. You know, he. where is High School High 2 starring Rob Schneider? That's all I need. <laughs> uh, but that's it. Well, what are we going to, Reggie? You have a book with Chris, and it is mm-hmm. part of the Sandman universe, correct? That's right. House of Whispers number one came out. Oh. We are going to talk about it, and boy, it is going to be sweet. I'll tell you, I wish that I lived in a house of whispers, really. I live in a house of yelling and a house of threats, maybe uh, a house of, you know, restraining orders, possibly. That's not uh, a house of whispers. odors, maybe, sometimes. House of odors. My son, my youngest son, Logan, he will not come into the room that I podcast, and he says it stinks too much. He will not come in. So if I had a problem right now, I fell. I've Gross. fallen, and I can't get up. I'm ah, my metal alert's not working. Oh, no. Help me! He would not come in here. He comes in and he stands at the door. Oh, Dad, with, we had a good run. He puts a shirt. <laughs> he puts a shirt over his his mouth and his his nose, and then yells at me. He will not come in. You ever see the I commercial think, now? I think the, you found. I think you found an important trick now to, to get some quiet time. Yeah, you know, well, to, yeah. Go in the stinky Just room. Just sit in the stinky room. It, it, it is a little stinky, but uh, uh it's more because. Room. 
Well, it's it's a, there. I have at least seventeen old coffee cups just I sitting. I know. There. I told you for weeks to cut it up. I I sat there the other day. We're watching TV. Do you think this says something about Rafe? Because we're watching TV, and all of a sudden the thing comes up. More, we have that basic cable that I still get mad at because I'm stick central here. But hey, uh-huh. we, the commercial comes up. The the following may contain sensitive material. Please uh, view at your own risk. And it's the commercial with the lady, an old lady who falls down into the basement, and she's right. laying in the basement and her she doesn't have the med alert so she's there help me me and Rafe I was crying for how funny it is I was crying I was laughing so hard we were laughing them Rafe's like ah you think she shit herself ah we're laughing it up I'm like we are fucking what is going on in this place and we thought and then Rafe's like what are they talking about sensitive that's the funniest thing I've ever seen we're laughing uh there you go granny and I actually thought to myself why couldn't that have been my grandmother why couldn't that have been her she was such a bitch all she did was yeah, yeah, accuse me of stealing shit. Oh, my God. I wish she was lame. Help me. I'd be at the top of the stairs throwing dimes at her or something. Yeah, take that, whore. Throwing it at her. Take that, granny. Why dimes? Like, uh, I don't know. It, because uh, that, that's what she gets. She gets dimes. Is that I'm dropping dimes. And I'd start Uh-oh. singing, Uh-oh. dropping dimes, dropping dimes, throwing it at her. Maybe throw Hell a sandwich yeah. at her. Take that. Take your tongue sandwiches. I don't like them. Throw it down. Here, have some ribbon candy, you old bitty. Throw it there. There you go. The end. There, I just, it just, we, we saw this commercial. I was laughing so hard. I was crying. It, it made me, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But we're going to go off now to, what is it called? Uh, <laughs> house, house of Whispers, house number of one. one. All right. House, the house of Whispers. Of Whis- I, I keep wanting to call it the whispering. Like there's the dreaming, no. then the whispering. And that's no. usually what happens. And then uh, in Eric's case, there is the crying and the uh, the begging is what the, the yeah. books at his house started out. <laughs> so we're going to go up now for you and Chris to talk about that. Back to the Sandman Universe segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And this week we got one Sandman Universe book coming from Vertigo Comics. Uh, it's House of Whispers number one by Nalo Hopkinson, Dominique Domo Stanton, and John Rauch or Rauch. So just one of those. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> sure if Dominique is correct, but it's we're true. gonna go along with it. Um our story opens with Uncle Monday. This is that killer croc, red killer croc dude with a top hat. Uh, he's uh, That's the deity we met in the Sandman universe, number one. And he's wading through some swamp to Mistress Azruli Dahomey's house. And she's that other Cajun deity that we met last issue. Remember, they were, the two of them were fooling around with some humans uh, in the Sandman universe, number one. Uncle Monday has a net full of prawns slung over his shoulder. He brought it as an offering to Ezruli. A rather priggish attendant receives Uncle Monday, uh, later on known as the Altar Boy. And uh, he's not thrilled to handle these prawns, though. She explains that that, uh, Mistress Ezruli is holding a fandango for her human worshippers, meaning she's receiving them and hearing their pleas. Inside, Mistress Azruli sits on her throne, which is a giant clamshell, and she's like a rather plump mermaid with a purple tail and uh, purple bra. 
shell bra. Around her, revelers are partying hard, drinking, carousing, and playing music, and two acrobats spin on some cloth overhead. Uncle Monday says hello to Ezruli and mentions those four girls they dealt with in the last issue. Ezruli says they'll get to them soon, and so will we. Uh, Uncle Monday leaves to clean the prawns that he brought. A worshipper kneels before Ezruli and asks her to make a man fall in love with her. Ezruli responds that he's not a nice man, he's very jealous and violent. However, since the worshiper already had performed the proper rites, she concedes. She says, They think I command love in, in fate, which is, in fact, it commands me. Uh, this is all happening in the worshiper's dream, hence the connection to, you know, the whole dreaming Sandman thing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it kind of was important for us to know, and that's cool that we get a little connection there. I also like this interaction uh, that... You know, she is as beholden to these rites and rituals as the people that as her followers. Her. Yeah. yeah, this is this is kind of a two way street with them. It's not she's not uh, the lord of whatever uh, wish wishes and dreams and whatever the heck it is. <laughs> so, meanwhile, in New Orleans, in real life, uh, Latoya is babysitting her younger sisters Habibi and Lumi, and Latoya's girlfriend Maggie is also just hanging out with them. These are the four girls that we kind of met in uh, the uh, first issue in the one shot, yeah. right? Uh, Maggie found this weird book and brought it by for everyone to see, but Lumi says nothing in the book makes sense. As they read it, there's a, the television behind them gets all staticky and an image of a being appears on it. This being, it doesn't like the girls reading from the book, and it belongs to him. Lumi takes a moment to text a school rumor as well, which also kind of excites him. Yes. Uh, back at Azruli's house, Uncle Monday steps out onto the patio in order to clean his prawns. Azruli's attendant is there, having just murdered a chicken with her bare hands. Uncle Monday says, eh, it's a shame she killed that chicken because food tastes much better when it's alive. <laughs> food is much better eaten alive, uh, seasoned with pain, terror, and the knowledge of its, in- of its oncoming death. That's nice. Yeah, now in order to illustrate this further, he bites the head off of a living prawn, which, uh, you know, grosses the attendant out and uh, also grosses us out a little bit. These are some big prawns, huh, Chris? You ever see them? Did they come this I big in Arizona? Yeah, I, I mean, thought they, they were they, lobsters. They're, yeah. they're, they're massive. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if they come this big anymore. This might be some uh, dream prawn, it seems yeah. to be. Now, uh, inside, as Ruli says, the party is still rocking. As Ruli looks into a magic mirror and sees Latoya and the girls handling that book. She recognizes it as belonging to the deity Shaq Panna, who's also her nephew. Uh, he releases a pandemic whenever he enters the world of mankind and exists to call humanity periodically. And if he steps into our world to get his book back, well, it'll just be too bad for humanity. The girls decide to play a game of telephone with the book, which is a strange thing to decide to do. <laughs> um, that's, you know, whispering passages from the book into someone's ear, and they pass it along, see what uh, results after it passes down a couple of people. You get a very silly outcome. As they play, Shaq Pana pushes through the television screen. He really likes rumors and uh, information passed along like this. And as Ruli says she needs to deal with it, this errant relative... But then she puts down the mirror and calls over her attendant and seems to forget it for the moment. Yes. Uh, then a pregnant worshipper comes over to Isruli. Uh, before she hears a request, Isruli asks her to tell her some hearsay. Uh, the worshipper tells her about a woman being haunted by her dead son. Then Isruli tells her to say what she sees in the mirror. And the woman says she sees herself and her wife with a happy baby boy. Isruli sends the woman away back to bed. Well, 
you know, she already was in bed, but uh, yeah, since this is a dream thing, but right. uh, you get the idea. Whatever, it is, you know, out, <laughs> out of that dream world into a different dream, who knows? Certainly. Uh, so back over in New Orleans, Shaq Pana has almost completely emerged from the television. He looks kind of like a steampunk scientist, right? Sort of like a guy oh, in yeah. a lab coat with weird glasses. I kind of like dig his look. Sure. Uh, he tries to take over Latoya's body, I guess, to interact with the real world, but Latoya consents him. While his ruling continues to receive people from all walks of life and hear their pleas, there's a page of, like, just different people coming, pleading to her, and you see, like, there's a guy sleeping in the street and, you know, a, people living uh, in much nicer conditions. So she's she's busy. Uh, Latoya casts out Shakpana. Shakpana? I'm, I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, it's close to being Shakpana. Shakpana, whatever. Uh, and sends him back into the television violently and looks like it shakes up the whole room and leaves Latoya unconscious. Back in his rulies, she shows the mirror to another worshiper, but the worshiper turns it around and says, It's for you, which I know is <laughs> funny. Uh, inside the mirror, she could see Shakpana uh, calling out to his auntie for help. She reaches in to grab his hand, and in doing so, dislodges the houseboat that is her domain. I didn't really catch that till this point, but the whole place is a giant houseboat on a riverboat, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it slides down through that a crack in the dreaming that we know about from reading the dreaming, and lands right near the house of mystery and the house of secrets, and Kane looks out the window and says, there goes the neighborhood, and I see, he just kind of <laughs> wonders about it. So, um, we leave it there. Um, what'd you think, Chris? Um, you know, it wasn't as bad this time going through it. I, and not that it was bad to begin with. Um, it just didn't really grab me like the last issue did. Yeah. Um, this is perfectly good stuff here. Uh, just really didn't pull me in like the dreaming did, but, uh, going through it a second time now, it's, uh, I'm finding it staying with me a bit more. Um, I, it's, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard for me to wrap my head around this being an ongoing, yeah. um, but uh, but for what it is, it's not half bad. I mean, we'll we'll see what form this takes as an ongoing. Matter sure. of fact, matter of fact, I can't even say positively that it's even planned to be in the. But I think I believe it also is also true. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what form it takes. We we had talked about possibly there'll be a new um, set of humans every you know sure. arc, or there'll be or a, a different new, god, a different, a different deity. deity. Could be a yeah. different. Could be a lot of things. You know, the House of Mystery, the House of Secrets. They're basically more anthology titles. So this could end up being that kind of a title that changes its focus uh, every arc or something. Every arc, yeah. But we will see how it really shakes out. I thought there was a lot to like about it. I really liked the character as Ruli a lot. Oh uh, yeah. I liked the way she interacted with her worshippers and the people around her. Um, I was kind of okay. I thought Uncle Monday was good for a little bit of comic relief. Uh, didn't really have any strong feelings either way about uh, Latoya and the girls, but I do recognize them as necessary to, you know, give us something to a connectivity, uh, yeah. yeah, to connect to the world, the wake, the waking world, or something like that. So they're playing that role, and so far it's fine. Uh, I like a lot of the trappings, though, the mirror. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of the weird little magic-y things are the kind of things that strike me the most. Um, and the artwork I thought was terrific, but the, the overall, just kind of a slow, not really a reach-out-and-grab-you kind of book, you know? It did, yeah. definitely didn't make you feel like, damn, I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, I'm interested to know what happens next, but a lot of that interest lies in my extant interest in... Sandman and in House of Mystery and House of Secrets. I used to love those comics and uh, sure. the the inclusion of Cain and Abel in the Sandman universe has always been cool. So 
uh, yeah, this it was good. I you know I mean I said I feel like I'm bagging on it, or we sound like kind of uh, down about it. It definitely doesn't like doesn't bring me down this book, but it's not like a uh, fist pump kind of thing. But maybe we yeah. will change and our the, tunes. I'm not sure what the what is the price on this. Uh, four or five. It's four bucks actually, which okay. I thought which I thought was. Less than I thought it would be. I'll be honest. That's sure. going to be a five dollar yeah. book. So um, it's still rip off, folks. Still, it is, yeah. <laughs> any comic at four is still rip off, but boy, they could rip you off more. So <laughs> thank heaven for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd love to see this. I mean, three at most. I'd love to see all comics down, but you know, two dollars and below. But that's a whole. That's nothing to do with these creators no, or definitely. you know anybody uh specifically with this book to be at fault for that and uh you know i would say that this is a quality comic it's in in terms of uh how long it takes to read and you know how good the artwork is and the plotting you know it's still not worth four but <laughs> it's worth more than one so there you go <laughs> this has been a message from your grandma anyway um <laughs> Yeah, so what do you think you'd give it uh, if you were pressed, hard-pressed to give it a number? I'd probably go uh, 7.75. Yeah, I went uh, 7.5 on the site, and I had originally did start with a 7 and decided, ah, you know, I could really kick it up because, like I say, it's I I would recommend it to someone that sure. is already a fan of Sandman uh, or even just Neil Gaiman. This is a real Neil Gaiman-y feeling story, um, <laughs> not in his dialogue, but in his trappings of, like, depicting gods as schmoes, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, I would definitely not, I, I would recommend it, but just not as jazzed about it as I was for the dreaming. So uh, we will see. We did. We have changed our minds over time in the past. So Indeed. You know, we could end up hating the dreaming and loving this book in the end. But uh, what's what's up next for us, Chris? Oh, uh, our favorite book from the Sandman universe. Nothing. Oh, we got nothing ah. next week, and I believe we have nothing for the rest of September. Until October, yeah. Yeah, but October, like I say, I've said before, I believe then we will start getting a, an issue every week. If they can hold to the schedule, we'll see. We're just too burnt out. We're, we're too burnt from that young animal experience. You know, there's no reason not to think they can't hold to a monthly schedule, right? We no I was, re- was going to joke that uh, the Dreaming will probably go on hiatus. Yeah. I would almost <laughs> because that's rather, the flagship book. I would almost <laughs> rather, they, if they could, if they did an arc and went on hiatus, I'd be like, well, at least you, you know, had a plan, for God's sake. They planned it, yeah. We'll see. Who knows? It could end up. It could be. You know, we will. You know, I would love to be eating my words and to get a full twelve issues in twelve months. It almost seems like a dream mm-hmm. of its own, Chris. But uh, I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? No, nope, that'll do it. Until next time, folks. I want you to keep it dreamy. <laughs> Get your 
Letter. Look, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a little tip for you. Don't empty your recycle bin in the middle of the rant raves. Oh, we all know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, that, that recycle bin is getting very full. I better do something about it. Maybe I here, should like, have. New? Oh, my goodness. Is this is the rant day? rave line. If you want to be part of the rant raves, call in at 641-715-3900, extension 45232, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. It is just that easy, folks. And to show you just the, how easy it is, Dancing Mike actually called into the Rant and Rave line to give us this, Eric. Hey, Jim and Eric, and whoop whoop to everyone in the Get Fresh group. Whoop whoop. There you go. <laughs> I, I was going to say I was going to say that I thought Mike might have been protesting. I don't know if that says he is or isn't. I I, I don't know. I don't he know. He's to say hi. He's got busy days of he, Smoky Mountains we- wrestling. It's been weeks now since yeah. he's called into the Rant and Rave line, and he did call in, but uh, he, maybe he's upset with us. I don't know. Maybe he's upset with just you. I, I could see Most why. Likely. Yes, Lisa, really. But the next one is from somebody that you love, and it is called St. Patreon Says, oh. Chill Out, Man. Huh. Say Patreon. Hello, Hello, Jim and Eric. Hello. Do you know who this is? I do. It's Sid Patreon, the patron saint of all Patreons. Like you didn't know. (laughs) I'm so happy to be able to speak to you today. It's been a little while. Yes. Well, you're so... How long, now we're at the 21 second mark. I'll tell you, this is four and a half minutes long. How long into this call... Do things turn south? And he talks about how his wife hates him. How how oh, long God. does it take? Same Patreon always has problems with that wife of his. Certainly not the only Patreon-funded podcast out there. No, we're not. <laughs> Why there's so many? I barely find any time for myself these days. Oh, so everyone, just calm down. Hold your okay, horses. Right. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. Gone and done. Uh, uh, St. Patreon has a very special topic to talk about today. Well, it seems that um, Jim and Eric, you two decided uh, to put uh, an episode on Patreon exclusive. Yes. Episode 191. Exclusive. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And w- apparently there was a little bit of... <clears throat> St. Patreon still has the GPS. <laughs> there was a little bit of uh, 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 St. Directions. There was a backlash. That's backlash, what I was trying yes. to say. There was a backlash. Certain people were none too happy that you no, put one you. episode out of they nearly 200 nine-hour episodes on Patreon exclusive <laughs> for the wonderful, devoted, dear uh, patrons. Uh, they deserve an exclusive podcast on their own, and it's not like uh, you can go listen to like 200 other episodes and many others for free. No, you can't do so that, right? just hold your know, fucking tried. horses for one moment. Oh my just God, give Jim and break. They work very hard for very little money and they, they need you to Are support them or else they won't be able to Shut feed up. their families. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> won't be able to uh, uh, feed his mouth or uh, his oh li- little toys. His little, oh no! <laughs> his little toys are going to starve! Oh, no, no, triple don't worry, change. baby, you oh, won't, won't be able to triple change very perfect. much longer if you don't feed him in his Big Macs and fries. <laughs> Whopper, St. Patreon. Come so on. Guess my main message. What do you think, Eric's a savage? 
just be like everyone just chill out like take a chill pill you know close your eyes take a deep breath count to ten uh if your children are bothering you, you uh just don't scream yeah, at them Jim, just don't kneel try doing down it get French. on their level their brains aren't developed yet um, you're the adult they're the child just speak to them in a normal tone and they'll That's understand all. you get down on their level it's very important in child rearing it is true My, it's true to get down on their level when you're talking to children and mazga eric it's, it's always important it. with mazga <clears throat> Ex-wife has told me. Um, oh I, I don't it's an ex-wife. To raise my children to say this before, um, they, they only come over to uh, uh, my uh, uh, saint bachelor pad uh, one day, <laughs> one night a week. Oh, um, I make for Why them uh, my favorite dish: um, honey nut Cheerios in a bowl with yeah. cheer- with uh, honey nut Cheerios are great for little baby kids, you know, with cold milk, baby kids, and uh, that's that's their dinner. Wait, <laughs> I'm the baby kid because. Of- Hey there, I like the Honey Nut Cheerios. I, I ended up getting the uh, Frosted Flake Lucky Charms last night, Eric. How about that? The, How about wait, that? The, was it the Frosted Flakes with marshmallows or the oh. Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes? No, it's Flakes. the Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes. It is in stock, my friend. Did, did, and did, did you get I it? I didn't eat any. Did you eat it? I didn't ah. eat any yet, no. Where'd you I, get it, Walmart? I, yeah, yeah, I had mashed right. potatoes. Mashed potatoes, I had. I can't afford very much because people aren't supporting Patreons enough. That's oh, how this no. works. I think it's more your wife's getting a lot of, uh, you know, child support there, same Patreon. Don't you understand? Uh, I get a cut. I get a cut of every Patreon. Yes, so everyone just needs oh, I know to you calm don't live down, in an igloo. give more money to Patreon so I can feed Yeah, because that's a fancy house. <laughs> My, my kids, one night a week more than just hunting on Cheerios. I'm poor. Listen to me. I'm poor. Oh, uh, what else is in the news? Oh, we're getting a new Batman. Is a Pueblo just an igloo made of dirt, Eric? Do you ever think of that? Is that a deep <laughs> Pueblo? And then Superman for the silver screen. Oh, it's about time. I'm not touching that oh, I cannot wait. Kinda, right? Maybe they'll actually choose it. somebody who's uh, younger than 48 years old. <laughs> Oh my. I mean, how do we expect Batman to go and be Batman when he's almost 50 all the time? So, bye-bye, Ben Affleck. And as much as I love John Hamm, he shouldn't be it either because no. he's like 47 freaking years old and that's yeah, too old to be Batman. So, finding young Batman, uh, Warner Brothers, and uh, try not to screw up Superman. He's a bright, Justin cheery fellow Bieber. who always does the right thing. And well, yeah. away you go. All right, I'll let you go, Jim and Eric. Uh, I guess my main bullet points are uh, John Hamm and yeah. Ben Affleck are too old to be Batman, uh, find a Superman out of nowhere. and of course, donate more to Patreons and calm down when people Do make it. one episode uh, Patreon exclusive for their loyal subscribers. Yes. And don't act like you're entitled to things that you don't pay man. for because that's screwed up, man. Alright, I'll let you go. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank say you, Patreon. I'm a man! I'm 40! He's a man, Eric. He is a man. And there we go Get with St. Patreon. <laughs> I don't have that one on the board, Eric. Stop your nonsense. I'm not your dancing monkey. We're going to go on now to the last rant and rave. And this is from our man, Rimmer, who I may even have a little Rimmer Reborn somewhere here. Must oh. be Reber Reborn. Reber Reborn! Yeah, that's Rimmer Reborn. Reaper Reborn. Uh, he did apologize because he may have been a little inebriated uh, when he did this. That's what the uh, Canadians call drunk, Eric. Oh. Did you know that? That's just Canadian talk. Hey, Jim and Eric and, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. I just wanted to yeah. say um, that... I'm really digging the Justice League by 
Scott Snyder. I like that a lot. What's going on? Uh, Hawkman is... He's drunk, Eric. I told you that. <laughs> really good. I like it enough. I just... I, I, I need answers. That book drunk. I need answers. I, I, I feel drunk sometimes afterwards. I, I do. I do, Eric. I do. I don't get drunk a lot, though. No. I, I have enough of those pills. I Don't worry, pills. I, I ain't going to the booze. Damn it. Uh, Red you, Hood is really just, good. Pills just looked at me weird. Good. Right? <laughs> um, Adventures of Super Sons is really good. Like, we've got good books. Yeah. What are you and it's not, the, it's not the majority, really, I guess, of what's coming out. But, like, what's that, pills? <laughs> they're like these diamonds in the rough. Yeah. I feel like they're starting to become more so... They're more the rough than the diamonds now, Eric. Pretty rough diamonds, Jim. They're, they're pretty low. <laughs> We're getting more of those, I guess, rather. Yeah. Um, and that's all. Here's the deal. I would think that what uh, Reber Reborn is saying, and I agree, that... Uh, the bad books, like we're getting more along the middle of the road. Like, I, but I need some really great books. But we are getting a lot of kind of good books. Though we thought Hawkman was really great, and now it's just kind of good, right? Are you at the good part of the Hawkman now? Is that what it, you're saying? It's now? at the bottom end of good. Oh my! All subjective to your the opinion, because I do like Plastic Man. Uh, I know it's a miniseries. Um, I love that Suicide Squad annual. I'm not so big yeah, on the crossover really that's yeah, going on like there with that. Aquaman and all that stuff. But, like, I think there's good stuff coming out. Uh, well, we, and we have a lot of uh, creative team changes coming that hopefully they'll be good because a lot of the teams that are coming on books are what I consider better than what's on them. So I, I think that things are going to be more positive down the lines. Um, and for me, Tom King has a thing where – and I hate to always bring it back to this, but that's the way it is – he has this deal where, like, I'll read the issue, and on first glance, I'm either going to be like, this is complete and utter bullshit, yeah. or I'm going to say, oh, cool, like, awesome, he wrote an issue that I liked. And that's kind of where I stood <laughs> on this Nightwing issue. Yeah, I didn't like And it. I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, there's obviously major problems with, like, continuity and stuff. Yeah, uh, but at this point in my reading of Batman written by Tom King – I'm trying to just understand that, like, drunk. that's going to be the case. Yeah. So I'm going to accept from now. I, 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 I'm Don't telling you. Don't accept the shit sandwich. I'm telling you this, yeah. Well, it's, no, it's because you're used to getting the shit sandwich. If you go to the restaurant and they only share a shit sandwich and you keep going, then you're going to start liking the shit sandwiches because that's all they got. The problem I have with Tom King is just the continuity. Making excuses what for I usually, my, my main problem is that just the lack of story. Uh, you know, Once you get done, once I get done a story or even an arc, it doesn't stick with me. It doesn't even seem to even affect anything. It's almost like a, a Tales from Beyond, and then you just move on and get that to the next like one. Yeah, now just, on, it just that never I seems just have to, to take with eat. me, and it's more the characterizations. Like we were saying about Catwoman at the beginning of this podcast, how much we love that issue that hardly had a story, but it had great characterizations. I think you need something like that if you're not going to tell a story. Tom King doesn't have either in my mind. You do get the surface-level story, but y these moments of characters – Listen, you bunch of people I don't know. I had a loss once. Oh, forgive me if I cry. And people, oh my God, it was tearing at the heartstrings. I'm like, no, I, I don't Job. need that. I don't need that. I don't need you to quote the Bible. I need a story or character work, and you're giving me neither. You're giving me wow moments all around and things that are supposed to impress me, and they never Each do. Each issue as its own thing. Um, and forget continuity, forget history, forget okay. any kind of logic or reasoning. I just have to take each issue by itself 
And then within that issue, probably also throw away any kind of reasoning, humanity. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. Um, I don't want to go this. Not a lot left. Logic. So that being said, um, I <laughs> we did our review for our podcast, and then I listened to you guys talk about that is the DC Squadcast. The uh, the it's, Nightwing it's, issue, and man, it just like you guys. I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, I wish it wasn't Patreon only, because y- that is you true. guys talking Patreon about only, right? Tom King's. It, it's almost like you guys pointed out every issue with Tom King writing Batman. Um, Damn right. And I wish the entire public could hear it. I wish that oh, people wow. uh, everywhere that like. Are, are in- the problem is the people like Tom King hate when we talk about that. So yeah. interested in this medium, could hear you guys describing Tom King on Batman after this issue because I, I feel like you guys summed it up so much. He's reactionary. Something happens over here. Oh well, I'm going to bring this character into this book then. And Jim, we talked about this on Twitter. I sent you a, a, a as soon as the hashtag of the red trunks are coming or like yeah. bring back the trunks or whatever the hell that hashtag was for Superman and Bendis coming back on, I I sent you a message on Twitter saying I guarantee to you that he'll have Tom the King is going to in a couple he of did. months bring back the trunks for did. Batman except right. for in this situation. It meant nothing. There were, the buildup was terrible. It was this awful courtroom thing, and and yeah, he brought back the trunks, but like it didn't matter because it wasn't built up with something that mattered whatsoever. So Hashtag when that moment happened, it should have been really cool to have him go back to like an old school costume, but it yeah. wasn't just because no. of the way they told the story. Uh, story being used very lightly. Um, and so it's just – I don't know. I just want to say it's one of those things where you guys described it perfectly. You oh criticized – I feel like – Why am I getting excited here? <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm best, there. the best is I want to tell uh, Chris that he's, he's talking about this, and I'm trying desperately to remember what we said because we never remember anything. No oh, I'm sure then. I'm sure that I was spouting off nonsense. Everything – that needed to be criticized in the right way, and I just wish it wasn't only on Patreon because oh. everyone needs oh to hear that. Like, that's and how obviously, if it's not on Patreon, it's on your feed. And reviews, I, but then we stopped because yeah. we caught so much hell from the yeah, fans that, of Tom that's King. That's basically we got mad why that we pointed this stuff out. That's why. And and I, I said even with John earlier, who didn't want us to use the R word on the podcast, when somebody actually said to me, "Listen, I love your podcast. I'm just kind of getting sick of you saying the same old things about Tom King and Batman." It, it's really starting to get to me whatever i said you know what i've heard that from a couple other people so we'll just put it on patreon for the people who want to hear it they can go over there and hear it it wasn't again it wasn't a business plan it was just to not get crap anymore but i do mention at the end of this podcast though how would i know that eric but i do say that it might be time to bring Batman back, and maybe we'll take a vote with things yeah. uh, with the badasses. It's not up to us. It'll be up to the badasses, and I will stick with that, and we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, maybe I will pull up a little bit of that Batman 
uh, thing that we said at the end to refresh my memory. And maybe I'll even put it at the end of this call and the end of the rant raves if it's not too long. I don't want to put too much on there. But whatever we said at the end, it seems to have stuck with, with Rimmer. And maybe I I'll, review in general. Maybe I will put it. Well, he's saying just at the end we're talking. Maybe he has convinced me to just put that up at least. I'm sure it's only a couple minutes, though. When I start going on, Eric, the bets are all off, right? I, I say to you, hey, we have one section to do, Eric. We're going to be done in 10 minutes. Three hours later, we're still not done. But hey. Not everyone is on your feed, but I just wish that there was some way to broadcast oh, there is that a way. conversation <laughs> out to so maybe we'll do anyone that. I don't who remember loves what comics. Or- I will listen to it and, and hear if, if he is correct or if he is blowing smoke up my butt cheeks, Eric. Though I don't think Rimmer would ever do Or that. who blindly follows the Tom King bullshit. Um, and yeah. That's coming from me. That's the problem, though. It's these days, and especially Tom King goes hand-in-hand with a lot of other things in our world nowadays, that it seems like if you are a Tom King fan, you are 100% and will not even freaking give that other one – You know, you won't even give a half a percent away to say, oh, I didn't like that issue. They are all in and all in really hard. Hey, who – I don't hate Tom King. I don't hate everything he writes. Some of the stuff he writes, I love. I love love some of the stuff he's written. And um, I, I just happened to be and opposed to some of his beginning. Batman stuff. But that being said, I wanted to get into um, some of the Walmart. <laughs> oh, my the God. Walmart. That's not me, Eric. <laughs> that isn't me. Pills, pills. Oh my! You gotta pills. stop. My pills are talking to his pills. <laughs> He's listening. <laughs> Tell your pills stop being stupid. It's a recording. Right. And yes, I know you've been oh, on the show before. I don't know. Send a message on. to him. That's but right. But I think that's kind of rude. It is like, rude. My pills yeah. are getting so really irritated. Me, but like everything that he just told us, we can't take like, this no, is, seriously because he's high. This is theater of the mind. Conversation to say, hey. No, I'm not just no. I will not say that it's to like him. Smoke signals. Look, pills. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, pills. <laughs> oh my God, me and Rimmer, <laughs> brothers, brothers and pills. He has a soul, no, and he has a heart. I do have a key of soul. Heart. That's about as far as you can. So All right, all right. Well, all right, okay. Here we are. All right, Jim. Sorry. Um, it's okay. It's me, and it's, it's also. So funny. I did not listen to this at a time. Oh, pills. Yep, pills, yep, pills is here too, and, and we just you. have to let you know. Um, you know, I couldn't do it in person because I don't live anywhere near you. No, but, you don't. Um, we've been having a bit of an affair, oh, Jim. No. See, I told you. How dare you? Yeah, pills. exactly. How is pills yeah. having yeah, this affair absolutely. when I see and pills right here? I just think it's that a recording, Jim. It's happened before. Yeah, but how, Y'all's the, relationship how can the pills doesn't have something a visa? That was an experiment, and that now <laughs> is it river pills in and France? I have found it, and I like, think that we really meant to stick to Millborn. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like it's like we're soulmates or something, and I just it's think. Well, Damn you, Rimmer. I love you. Love is a strong word. We'll get there. I but just said I, I love just you, Rimmer. I don't know why you're telling me. We wanted to tell you. So I take you back behind the middle school um, and get you pregnant. Hey, I let him. That. He was in a band, Eric. I, I, I just think that there's something there. 
sort of band too. Right, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly from the heart. Legit. It's not just some like lustful. Rimmer probably laughs at me if I say gig the way I laugh at you about karaoke. <laughs> it goes down the line. Our shit goes downhill. Right. Yeah, well, sexual. I, when I say lustful, I mean sexual. I, yeah, of course you do. Right. I yeah, know how Bill's likes. Um, so, yeah. and, and really, that's the thing. It, it, if you love something, sometimes you have to set it free. Pills sound a lot happier well, with Rimmer. Pills seems a lot, lot happier. I thought today, if you were taking pills, and I'm, I'm not talking about yes. any sort of – I'm not – yeah, really. I'm not talking – I'm saying Advil, whatever you're taking. Nobody ever has a problem if they drop a pill on the floor. You will pick it up and just eat it. Right, you put it in your mouth and then. Why? Why is that? Why isn't there a, a dirt issue with pills? Is there? Is it because you think that dirt doesn't go on those pills? Because I dropped a pill today. My my heart medicine. This is legit stuff. So it's not. You know, I'm not getting high behind the the junior high Eric here with the cool kids. I I dropped my heart. But when I picked it up, I put it in my mouth. I'm like, you know what? Nobody would see that and go, Gross. oh man. But if I dropped, say, uh, you know, a half of a uh, peanut butter and jelly, and I picked it up and ate it, people would think it's gross. I don't know why. Because you know that's attracting everything. It is sticky. But the pills, I know everything. that. But sometimes I, you know, you even get the pill on your tongue and it falls down, so it's got some stickiness to it or something. Yeah, I'm but not doing that. Even even Skittles. If you drop Skittles, there's some people it. that probably throw Skittles away. But if you had a pill. You would eat it. Nobody. There's no five second rule for pills. It's now, only if it, food. Now, if it's an expensive prescription drug, I may do that. But if it's you know a two dollar bottle of freaking Advil or freaking Anison, I'm, I'm still I am putting that away. If I'm taking my Anison, I am taking my Anison. I never think any different. I don't think twice about picking up a pill and eating it, even in a pile don't of calamari. Think twice about picking up a food and eating it. I don't. I don't. I, I scrambled eggs on the floor. I don't even pick it up. I just eat them off the floor. I just start doing that. Any so I start cutting turkey on the floor. I don't care. But it's really weird. Also. Also, I want to uh, ask you, how do you read smoke signals? Like, is it a Morse code thing? I was talking about this on the news no, podcast. It's a smoke signal code. Yeah, but, but yeah, what is it though? And I said maybe it's just you see the smoke and shit's gone down, and you just get towards the smoke. There's All not right, much that guy's of it over there. It's more of a signal than a and than a talk. Like I I get the idea where you see Bugs Bunny. There's smoke signals. They're, they're writing fucking you know treaties on things on there. They're writing a manifesto in the smoke signals. Uh, I was talking about this on the news podcast, Eric. That's why you need to be on Patreon to hear stupid shit like that. But I, I just – I don't know why. But yeah, I, I actually – before we started, I was taking said pills. Yes, we are talking about you. Uh, and I dropped it and I just picked it up and, and ate it and I didn't even think anything of it. It's very weird. Uh, it's not some like – This is observational comedy, I think, Eric. I, is this what learn, it is? I'm trying to learn how to read smoke signals right here. I'm sorry that yeah. I you – know, How do you do it? Is it like a Morse code in smoke? Long distance messages isn't hard, although there is a no universal smoke signal language. Oh, you have to – Yeah. You have to create your own language, Jim. Yeah, but how do I create it? If you see a big puff of smoke, that means hello? Uh, how are you creating sure. it? And if you're going to do it, I, you might as well do it with vape now. I mean, at my smoke signal's wrong Isn't turn. that the modern-day smoke signal? Isn't hey, it? Look, Actually, it does. I just it got goes, a signal. There's a douchebag over there. <laughs> I was going to say. It's like this. <sighs> Douche. There you go. It works, Aaron. Well, a we, series we've cracked of two signals is generally accepted as a code that's all's well, while three puffs in quick succession alert three viewers puffs. to an emergency. And now I've seen them do the smoke signal. They do have the blanket over. Let the back blanket catches on fire, which I think it would. Though if it's you're going to have a blanket. smoke signal, you're going to kind of put out the fire to make you're more have a smoke. Blanket. 
And then, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. No, that's what it I, says. I'm, I'm actually reading a whole thing. Oh, you thing do use a wet blanket. Yeah. Okay. And what happens if it's windy? It, windy? Windy weather really shuts down the you system, correct? You get bad correct? reception with that. Yeah, it does. You really do get bad reception. I don't think smoke signals were the way to go. A observers know where you are. A series yeah. of two signals is generally accepted as a code that all is well, Jim, while three puffs in a quick succession alert viewers to an emergency. Yeah, that's what this is here. This Bam, is not code. great. This is not good code. Two means I'm fine. Three means I'm in deep shit. Uh, I see two. I I turn away. I'm like, okay, everything's fine. You have to sit there and wait. And what are the succession between? What is the known or usable spaces between puffs? Nonsense. Nonsense. Is this why there's not a lot of smoke signals going around anymore? Is this what happened? Is this why they sold? Is this America? why the Brooklyn Bridge was sold for three shells and a handshake, Eric? Is that why? Yeah, because the, be. the guys no, put actually, three, no. they I put three puffs out. It meant danger. They said danger, but the, they walked. But oh, everything's great. So okay, the deal is good. They didn't wait for that third puff. Oh my, things would have been so much different if they had cell phones back then, Eric. A physical lustful thing. Did you know that there's, there's actually Indians. something here. Org, and I just- is there? It's, yeah. I don't, that's fine. I don't know why that would shock me. <laughs> Indians.org. Yeah, there you go. The meaning and, of smoke signals. Okay. That's fine with me, Eric. I don't know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me in some some trick here of me, me looking much, like crap? I mean, really? <laughs> really? I just wanted you to know that. It actually means something. It's what not that we're um, – r- Did you know what – did you ever hear what Custard's last words were? No. Where did all those Indians come from? That, that is, that's true, Eric. I learned that in history class. Right, yeah. I, I don't think that's true. There's a future there. I get, like, there's this magical connection. So anyway, I just wanted you to know so that. Simple. And um, also, great job on the podcast. Love okay. you guys. Hey, Jim, love you, I'm sorry that it had to be delivered this way. It's okay. The, the news. Listen, it, it pills came right back to me. You can't. It, it, I'm, I'm pills first. I'm, I'll always be for about. I'm telling him. I'm telling him. That's what, okay. what I'm saying right now. You're back with me, baby. I'm telling him. Is yes. Me and Pills, we kind of broke up anyway, right? We're back together tonight. That's it's what you Saturday. Say. Yeah, who knows what I'm doing? I'm like an addict, Eric. Who knows how long I've and been Jim, taking pills? I quit smoking three months ago. Oh, how dare you? Then why? Why then are you gaining so much weight if it's not true? Oh, you know, I got a point there. There's so much evidence. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm I, no Batman, but I, I can read the evidence. Yes, I'm telling. Go downstairs. You know what? Do, do I seem chipper at work? Does it seem like I'm on pills? No. No. It does not. Go downstairs. Does it seem tonight I possibly might have taken the pills? I actually don't remember yes. you being chipper when you were on pills. No. I, I just kept very talkative. And I'm the miserable one, John. huh, John? Damn right you are. John <laughs> knows where it's at. He knows the score. Yes, yes thank you. One nothing right. me. All right. That's the score Jim, always. Um, thank you for hosting this conversation. Uh, it was a pseudo intervention. He's not going to say that after he hears this uh, nonsense. For that to happen, but pills came up <laughs> and just interrupted him. You just checked his conversation like a uh, that conversation oh happened. So I just he said that he sent me a mail too, and he's like, "I hope this wasn't too long." And I said, "Believe me, I'll, we'll probably double this one when yeah. we get Want to you it." To know, I love you. Uh, to death yes, and I um, I, I love your show I love all the Patreon content if you're not supporting the Patreon what the fuck is wrong with you yeah, the Patreon content is so Get good so go there. listen to Patreon yeah, anyway Jim Eric thank you guys so much 
um, for what you do. No problem. Thanks for hosting uh, this type of bullshit yes. that we're doing right now with we pills and with, with the. I think I'm more the bullshitter. Your uh, rants and your raves and the, the rants and the raves. Uh, anyway, have a good night, guys. You too. You're know the best. <laughs> Take care. Drive Still safe. Last 15 seconds. Eric. Get some new glasses. He does. Have them. Get, he does. They look you have good. to be able to see. He does. You have now. to be able to see oh with your glasses. My. He can't um, see right. without good his night, glasses. You're wearing those glasses a lot more, actually. You shock me because I, I do like to show you some things while we're working. Some things not as appropriate as others. Yeah. But I say to you now, and you always do have your glasses on when I show you. I like to show you little pictures of stuff and things. Yeah. You know? And stuff you always have on, you know, stuff and things. But that Our is the end. Thank stuff. you, Rimmer. Thank you so much. I love you, too. And we're going to go off now to something. I believe we're going to be going off to Jeremy. Uh, who is going to talk about Wonder Woman because he's uh, the Steve Orlando aficionado. And then after that, we'll be back with the end of the podcast with a couple books ourselves. Hey there, guys and gals. After doing the Rant Raves last night, I thought about what Chris was saying along with pills. Well, I, I don't have pills right here now. but uh, And I figured, you know what? I'm going to put up the full review of Batman number 54. This was on the Patreon a couple weeks ago, obviously. And uh, I'm going to put it up here as a bonus look at what we did talk about, including what Chris was talking about at the end, but also for people to get an idea of how we go about things on the Patreon. If you're not a Patreon subscriber and wonder, oh, do they do the same type of review? How long are they? You know, is it worth it? Whatever. Maybe this will give you a little peek into it. Now, this does not mean that we're going to be doing this any other time soon. Uh, The Batman and Mr. Miracle books will continue to be on the Patreon-only side of things, uh, and that both of them come out this coming week. So if you listen to this, and you like what you hear, even if you don't agree with us, but you like what we're talking about, or how we go about our way, if you like the cut of our jib, you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science. And yes, this is kind of like a commercial for it, but a 30 plus minute commercial, because it is a rather long review. So I'm going to go off to do that review right now. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope some of you decide, hey, you know what, I want to check out the Patreon. That would be really nice, and it does make me smile, and I don't do that that often. You can ask my wife and kids. Uh, They enjoy every time somebody joins Patreon, because I smile for at least 30 seconds, uh, and that is uh, heaven to them. But I'm going to go off now to the review of Batman number 54. Yeah, we get to this, and we have to talk uh, Batman, of course. This is part of King's Corner. I was going to make a parody song for King's Corner that was going to be based on Down on the Corner. Uh, and it didn't work out. It did not work I out. I told yet. you, use King nothing. No, that's not good. Oh. I don't like that. Uh, first off, I'm not going to do a parody of that song. I don't like that song. I need to be invested in so. the song a little. I'm not a big Metallica fan. I- I'm not at all, actually. You're so. not a big anything, are you? No, I are guess you? I'm King nothing. Take that, Eric. <laughs> Boom, boom. But here we are. We have to talk about Batman. And with that, uh, I'm going to tell you, th- this issue came out. Uh, you know, I saw some people talking a little, but not much. And I said to you today, I'm like, boy, we kind of weathered a storm here <laughs> because you didn't like it. Uh, you know, there's no. a spoiler alert. Oh, uh, imagine you, that. You didn't, didn't like it like as Batmans. much. Now, I had read it before. I usually yeah. read the Batmans when they come right in. 
when we get the review copy. And I'd read it, and I was like, I mean, basically, I went with a lot of people that I saw with me, whatever. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll really dive into it once we go for this podcast. But at first, kind of read through, I was just like, whatever. I know I've given up anyway, trying to figure out what people are going to like and not like, uh, because mainly. This issue, if you're waiting for the story that you need and the story that you deserve or want, I mean, this this isn't it. Now, it does kind of do some things that we've wanted to have happen. We wanted to have Batman deal with Nightwing. But this just seems like every time Tom King does something like this, I don't know, because this is something that I got out of the the Super Friends deal when they go to the fair. When he right. ends up doing stuff that I should like. When he's some pandering reason, to fans. Yeah, just for like, some you know, reason hey, I get the idea that he's forcing it in. And this isn't oh, what he, totally he wants to is. do. Half the things he writes anymore seems to be like, all right, people like to humanize Batman. Plus, I'm going to sprinkle in, you know, some Batman 66 yeah. or stuff and, like and, that. And just I'll because, have Bruce you know, cry in it. Love or, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so – Basically, this issue, especially because, like I said, we kind of do- not dodged a bullet, but nobody seems to really care about this. And I saw some people say, hey, Tom King doesn't seem to care. Why and should they I say, care? Yeah. So they're like, oh, you know what? Some people are like, oh, Tom King loves these one shots. Well, first off, it's a one shot. But now we're going forward from this to have Dick Grayson get injured by KGB. So this to me, it's a one shot, but it's also still Dick Grayson from the what we just got with the trial and, and stuff. On, on, Kate, on top of all that, it doesn't feel like a one shot to me. A one shot, you know, you're dealing with, you're in and out, you don't have to, they reference Mr. Freeze and stuff like that for what we're dealing with. So this is the beginning of an arc as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but they, they consider it a one shot to get to the next deal. But that now here we go. And now we'll get into this. I'll actually, you do your blurb and then, then I'll get into what I liked and didn't like. Batman number 54 written by Tom King with art by Matt Wagner, Tommy Moray and Clayton Cowes. Batman still struggles with being dumped at the altar, and Dick Grayson hangs out this issue to remind Bruce of just that, while Bruce tells Dick that he doesn't need him. Somewhere here, though, through all the filler retelling of Dick Grayson's origins, some emotions pop out and Batman starts crying. God, does it feel forced as hell. Yeah, it, it really does. And here's the thing that it, it's kind of a matter of circumstance with this, of the I'm idea a victim that, of circumstance. well, in this, we are going to see kind of a reworking of the origin of Dick Grayson and Batman's relationship. Now, I had just done a Secret Origins podcast, just started that up last month, at the end of last month, and I did the issue, Detective Comics 38, where Dick Grayson shows up. And one of the things that I said in that, I'm not going to say that nobody since then has dealt with what he deals with here or does anything, but what I said in that is that I really, really like the idea that Dick Grayson's parents died, Bruce mm-hmm. grabbed him before he ended up trying to kill Tony Zuko, trained him, and they were on their first mission as Batman and Robin within a page and a half. Right. And I said, boy, I really like that. And I did say, nowadays you get this, you're going to get a whole issue and not even get half of this. And that was reminded to me here because basically this whole issue with these flashbacks, you get this idea that Dick Grayson, number one, was pissed at Bruce about all the stuff going on and all that stuff. And that wasn't the case. And I don't like to think of Dick Grayson being this pain in the ass who was not appreciating what was going on and things like that. Yes, you can delve into that. He was upset and things like that with loss. The problem I have with this is Tom King really, in my mind, thinks that he really – deals with the juxtaposition or the similarities of a Batman left at the altar and a Dick Grayson's parents being dead in that chair. But the problem is, is the real 
a link between these two originally with the parents dying was that Bruce had his parents die. So you don't yeah. need an extra link in the chain fence here. They, they've already had this. They have a bond that none of the other Robins really had because of the idea that they both watched their parents die from a guy who was a bad guy. And so to pull it back to be like, oh, you know what? Dick Grayson knows what it's like because his parents died. But it's, it's kind of it's very forced to me. It's forced for the emotions of it and things like that. But also, again, I'm not the continuity kid who's like, oh, you know, don't even you dare change this, whatever. But to make Dick a <laughs> brat. Like? Yeah. <laughs> don't even dare do that. But just to make Dick a dick. <laughs> I'm a tool. Yeah, you are. Just to make Dick a dick for the purpose of your story. And, you know, I don't like cucumber sandwiches. And I don't like this. And I, Stick I just, with it. I'm telling you, that seems like to it. be the big, like, turn around the story. Stick with it because you may like it. That's what my father told me yeah. like, really that's, and, that's and our, so like our bonding that, moment is over uh, yeah, cucumber sandwiches bonding that so what is bruce gonna stick with being dumped and he might like it uh, and even with that there's a couple first off i hate the art i know that matt wagner it's a, he's a huge it. guy there are points where there is no detail at all. First off, Dick Grayson's, uh, you know, the, the Nightwing mask looks ridiculous right. throughout. It's way too small. Uh, most of the time, it just looks ridiculous. When when Dick is young and in bed, he looks like he's 28. And also, at certain points, it's very detailed. Like when, when Dick Grayson wakes up from a nightmare, it right. looks great. Yeah. It's very good. But then the next panel... It's like, did you have time on this? And there has been talk where Matt Wagner said, number one, he threw the colorist under the bus. Oh, this poor is not me, the colorist. Yeah, this isn't the colorist. This is not the colorist we're looking for, is what he said to the stormtroopers. But uh, also, he's complained now that he didn't have enough time. And, and I'm well, t- even t- with that, I, I, the style that he's doing there, even when it becomes, you know, not like less detailed when we get a little bit further away or something that it really actually works, I think, I don't for like the story it. that Tom King wants to do because it really harkens back to the whole golden age yeah, feel of I'm these telling characters. you, I don't think it harkens golden age. I think it harkens to something's very rushed. Uh, like you have at the beginning where you have Just a golden, like the age golden age deal age. is that print deal right. with it. You know, hey, there he is. Oh, the boy. Oh, my God. The manager's. That's you, pretty cool. You want Golden Age? The idea that anybody cares about an acrobat family in yeah, this day really. and age. I, I mentioned that in that, that <laughs> Secret Origins podcast as well. Uh, yeah, but like at the point where like you have crazy quote when he's like, well, what? And he's there. I'm like, I don't even know who you are now. You, you just look ridiculous. And, and even and, the idea, though, when we have Dick Grayson, he's there. He's been filling in his Batman. So this guy, and he also wants to be there for Bruce because, you know, Bruce got dumped in the elder. And for some reason, Bane has broken him because yeah. of this. And he has emotional problems now, even though he has witnessed all these people die in front of him. Th- this is the thing that broke him. But yeah. The idea that Dick Grayson doesn't know Crazy Quilt bothers me here. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to make Why jokes and stuff like that? that. And not only that, but the idea that Crazy Quilt died in Endgame. And yeah. then he's just here because yeah, Crazy Tom Quilt, because cares he wants, only yeah. about these lame villains that people are going to kill. He wants him, another so Kite Man. Out there. That's yeah, all he wants. All he wants is. another Kite Man. So you he mentioned does Kite Man. You have, Con- you have Condiment King show up in this. You have and, then, Crazy yeah. Quilt, and then you even mentioned the Ten-Eyed Man. I'm like... You are yeah, out of it's tricks, ridiculous. don't you, Tom King? And with this, uh, I was thinking while I was reading this, it reminds me of Dave Attell. Me and you love that that one comedy CD or whatever you'd call it now, <laughs> yeah. you know, streaming. The album, yeah. uh, The Skanks for the Memories. It's one of the best comedy albums I've ever heard. So the good. problem is he never changed his game. What he would do is later on, the you one update. of the big jokes, one of the big jokes of it is the, the uh, routine of, man – you should have stayed around. Ten you, minutes, ten after, minutes you left. after you left. 
That joke got transformed <laughs> into the iterations. Dixie the Chicks. Dixie Chicks, the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls, at one point, the Olsen twins. Yeah. It kept doing what, And that's all this is. This is yep. another bit of a, oh, man, they love the Kite Man joke. villain joke. Man. So I can't have them say, hell yeah. So I'll go with the idea of it's the quilt of colors. No, no, no. That, that doesn't work for me. And if I see somebody on Twitter saying, yeah, but the quilt of colors, I'll slice you. I will slice you. Yeah, honestly, and I don't care what is the, the quilt of colors? I don't know. Maybe I am a dumb guy who can't get to, like too deep into these comics, and that's why I don't like them. But even the, like you saying quilt of colors, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, are you just saying like the color spectrum? And even that, what, yeah, what yeah, is and it's, it's they're hypnotic things. But the the problem with this is, is I never went as far as thinking to myself, oh, crazy quilt. He must do a lot of sewing. It, to me, he has a quilt. I don't know that that changes. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm Jimmy yeah. Sweater and I wear the same sweater, do, do you think that no, I you're sew? you're Jimmy Hoodie. I would th- yeah, I'm Jimmy Hoodie and I wear the same hoodie. Do you no, think I, think I you're sew? Homeless. You think I'm homeless and I stink. <laughs> and you are correct, sir. But with that, I don't think that you sew. No, no. I mean, look at you, Eric. You gained some pounds. Oh, that doesn't mean that I just think about that. that out. That's not with us. See, I'll get you back. But so this whole joke where he thinks, oh, it'd be so funny because crazy quilt. What, what are we doing? The, the quilt? We got some quilting to do here or something? Like, No, I don't understand that you have to push this. And with that, you are setting up an issue that is supposed to deal with emotion, supposed to deal with Batman. And you're using Dick Grayson, his closest friend besides a Superman. But this is different. He's not Bruce's best friend. He's a son. Exactly. And there's there's beyond that. So there there would be a point where I would have loved to have Dick Grayson go, but I'm your best friend. No, no, no. You're not my best friend. You're my son. That's that's more important. That's way more well, important. Remember all the goodwill we felt after Tim Seeley did that, you know, that pre-wedding issue with Nightwing there talking about, you know, and like, you know, after this yeah, whole ceremony, yeah. we got to get together. It was just a really yeah. great moment. You jump into this issue. It's immediately toward a Sunday with Bruce Wayne saying, you know, I'll, I'll Bruce, I'll be here as long as you need me. I don't need you. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, well, well, fuck you, it. you know, we had some yeah, really go good stuff yourself. going on with Tim Seeley. We, get, we hand the ball back to fucking so, Tom yeah. Kenny, he drops it. And so you go from this and you have a Nightwing and I see people and you know, I, I've told everybody Nightwing's my favorite character and I like him because he's a good guy. Don't like him because he's a goof. And yeah. this, the way he acts in this to me almost takes away everything that he does uh, because now he's a punchline of a punchline. This is a guy who was Batman. This is the next in line of Batman. You could say it's Damien, but it's still Dick Grayson. Dick no, Grayson Dick was Grayson. Batman with Damien as Robin. You had this. You have also had him going around as Batman while the trial was happening. So then you go, like you said, he doesn't know Crazy Quilt. He thinks that at the one point he's laughing at Condiment King. Oh, my God. What are we? You know, third crazy villain. We get Kite Man. Number one. Batman points out, no, he's killed three people. And this is something Dick Grayson should know and would know. And I don't know why Tom King thinks the goofball Dick Grayson is the thing that is going to cheer Batman up on the case. Yes, when he's in the, you know, the Batcave and stuff, the the moment where he hugs Batman, you know, now that it, it, but that even comes off that right there. You might as well take uh ryan reynolds and dress him up as nightwing because it, it's it, he's trying to make him be a ryan reynolds so now nah, that's good so good right and i'm like no this is not dick grayson it just doesn't feel right to me and it and just he feels, feels too forced. young in the flashbacks too for some like well you know we well, have he jumps around I, at one point he looks I, like he's 30 but yeah he well, does look though, too like, young like when we started the new 52 we had the five-year gap it never made any sense and i'm okay to get rid of that whole idea but 
We have yeah. seen Dick Grayson in these things as Robin, where he looked like he started out like when he was 16 yeah. years old. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, why does he look like he's eight years old? Yeah, he old looks here? like he's eight. They, I think they want to actually make him, in my mind, he is 11, uh, 10, 11, the kind of the age when we first saw Damien right. with, with Bruce. And I think that that's how they're playing that off. Uh, but yeah, that's still a little too young. Also, it's like this whole deal. Like I said, I, I know that they're not going to stick fully with a, an origin or a, an issue, but I actually like Nobody the idea no where Batman got Dick Grayson, and immediately, the immediate thing was, listen, you're angry right now. You know why I know? Because the same thing happened to me. I'm Batman. I'm also Bruce Wayne. I'm going to tell you everything right now, and I know you're upset, but what I'm going to do is we're going to train now, and me and you are both going to take care of these bad guys, and they end up taking care of Tony Zuko. So the the thing with Dick Grayson and, and Bruce that I really liked at that beginning was that this wasn't Bruce. This is before Bruce did. He, he didn't realize at that point that this is an awful idea to get young kids and do this. <laughs> so this was his first trial. It's well, the, that's the thing test. is, I actually really liked this whole thing with the original like idea of Dick Grayson's like, oh my God, he is going to, I know what it was like to lose my parents by some madman. I know what he's going to do. I need to make him better than I was well, at yeah, his age but this so he is doesn't the, go the half thing was, It's like a Dexter. Killed. It's a Dexter situation. I know that you're going to go for revenge, so I'm going to grab you and I'm going to train you. So when you do do that, you won't get killed and you might be able to get your revenge. But you, you just go and no, then, so hopefully not kill anybody yeah, and just murder people. If you're going to if you're going to be a serial do killer, murder serial killers. But yeah, you, you have these back and forth of showing like this is where Dick you're a big Grayson, fan, are you? Dick Grayson ended up going into the mansion. And he was pissed and he didn't like it. And Batman was gross. Bruce Wayne's gross. And I'm going to he do didn't that. eat nothing except for chips. And I, I just sat there and I'm like, why? What, why does, how does this tie in? Is this where it ties in overall that this is how Batman feels about being Batman right now? So that the gross, no, no way. I don't like that. That's how Bruce is feeling about because there isn't, it, it's too far of a stretch of why he's showing the upset Dick Grayson to just like you said, the, the tagline at the end is, just give it a chance and it might surprise you. <laughs> like that, That's not enough for me. The other thing that I'll mention before we go in a little more, but there's really, if we just talk page for page in this, we're going to be done for two seconds. Do you want to talk about when, you know, Dick and Bruce going to watch, you know, the Gotham no, no, Nights football I mention that, but what, what I'm saying is. That's something that you've always seen them do together yeah, is watch no, football. What I'm saying is Campbell. before we get to that. I just want to, you know, go with the idea that a lot of people are saying that this was a good cool down. And this is going to be a matter of. What are we going to heat the fuck it's up? It's going to be a matter of perspective. If if people read that last issue of Batman with the uh, Job did this and uh, I, I'm uh, Batman's not God, if they thought that was so deep and so much so fired up, yeah. is that what happens? And I think that he thinks Tom King thinks you need this issue because you need four weeks. To calm down from that that biblical, you know, references and all these the mind blown that he gave you. And I don't need that. So and it makes me think because people are like this is just what I needed to to get my batteries reset and things like that. What I'm getting in this issue is the greatest hits of the least greatest hits. I'm getting, uh, you know, stupid villains thrown out there with jokes. I'm getting just a dialogue that means nothing. I'm getting faux Start, emotions. I'm getting so freaking deal. awkward to read. And, yeah. and what it reminds me of, it actually reminds me of today. I, I drink coffee a lot all day. And that. it's very yeah. hot. It. It's very hot now. So I drink a lot of coffee. When we end our day, we go to Wawa. And I always get a coffee. I always go. And it's it's a matter of habit now. And I got that coffee. And I started drinking. I'm like, you know what? 
any other time I'd be like, man, I really need this coffee, whatever. But because it's so hot and because I'm, I feel dehydrated, it, it, it's like something I'm detesting. Like, I don't want that at all. That's what How this issue is so with me. Coffee. This issue, that's what it is. I'm getting more of everything I've hated, even though normally if this would have popped up in issue six of this run after Gotham and Gotham Girl, right. after Gotham died, I may have loved this issue. I may have sat there and like, you know what? I really like the way he's doing this. But by this point in a series that we're at 54 issues in plus the annuals and things like that, I, I, I've had enough. I need something more. It, it's almost like you have a junk food diet. Eventually, you do need something that's going to get you feeling a little healthier. And this is just junk food continuing. It's nothing. And yeah, you, you end up where you, Dick Grayson loves watching. I don't want any more watching. junk food, Jim. Yeah, yeah, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Right now, you need a salad. You need to mix in a salad and possibly a treadmill. You I think I need it. some bulimia is what I need. We, we get Campbell thrown in. I mean, like I said, this is the greatest hits of the least greatest hits. This this is the greatest hits of Kaja Gugu. We've already listened to Too Shy, Eric. I don't need any more. There isn't any more. <laughs> so we see this Campbell deal, and I don't know why we keep bringing this up. And that one point i don't know why they don't get rid of this guy yeah neither does anybody else and it's ridiculous by now it is so overplayed and and i wish and i hope this is the dave attell where you go and see him three times and hear the same jokes this is dice man going up and doing fucking nursery rhymes they're done that your humor is overplayed and nonsense and you're not gonna fool us but he fools everyone else the thing is, you're really starting to show your cracks, I think, to everybody else that you really don't have anything you going don't have on anything. here. You have run out of gas and yeah. you are freaking on empty. This is, you know, you, you have your best game where you go on a first date and now the girl's like, oh man, this guy's really interesting and you have nothing else. You go, or this is a band that we say a lot where you have that first album. Well, the band hasn't been signed for five years. They've been a band for five years. They came up with 10 songs in five years Awesome. Awesome first album. Now the second album comes that you have to have done in four weeks, four months, whatever, and you got nothing. You you don't have anything. So you start writing Dolphins Cry. Eric, lightning crashes. You you come out and you rock the house? (laughs) You start writing songs based on the concepts of other songs. And this is what ruins everything in any pop culture that you can be in. You're, You're a guy who does three movies and then one hits and now... You're stuck doing that same movie over and over. It Calm gets down, tiring. Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith. That's what it is. It just it's really tough to read this and and like it, even though there are points where there's some nice things in there. And I love seeing well, the Dick thing is, there, there are like nice things. If you don't look too closely, it's just the whole idea where these nice things are forced on you so yeah. much, even to the point where Dick has to, you know, we have a scene where Dick wants to be there for Batman. Batman starts crying, but the way we get Batman to cry because Dick told a joke, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Damn it. Like, boy, you're insane. And there's the art. It came out of nowhere to the point where it did. It felt odd and not. It didn't belong there. Like you want to have this big moment where Batman cracks, like you know when he's least expecting it. But for all the start and stop dialogue that we had throughout this issue, that felt so awkward to begin with. When this happened, it it didn't impact me at all because I'm like, 
wow, that's just another bit that this felt weird because you didn't have the dialogue to get the, you there in the first place. Yeah, even uh, it's weird, too, because after he cries, either there's a tear going down his cheek or lightning just struck him. Lightning crashes, Eric. There's another one that the Can art is just not good. Cry? <laughs> lightning crashes and Batman cries. Yeah, but then you, you go back and forth and you do see the beginning. Well, your mama of, don't dance. Your daddy just cries. Your daddy Jim. just cries. You, you go through the, you know, all of a sudden you see where Dick and uh, Bruce are bonding in the past and things like that and also by the end it's like you know i used to hate those cucumber sandwiches i know but remember i told you my father loved cucumber sandwiches and i told you don't give up on them keep trying again and again because i swear they're worth it and then you end and i thought to myself that's it we're done like really that's it and because there's and i i agree fully with you i think that in my mind you're number one you're seeing he doesn't really have much of a story to tell anymore. Number two, and I think we both would agree with this. He's relying on tropes to hope to get the freaking whole nostalgic fanboy feel to it. This is a fanboy attempt at the wow moments are Crazy Quilt and Condiment King and the 10,000 Iron Man. But with that at the end, with, with that at the end, you have... The idea in my mind, because he does seem to be a reactionary writer, and there is a time frame where it's not like he hears something. This isn't South Park, Eric. You can't hear something and have it ready that Sunday. Uh, There is going to be a delay. I'm telling you, you start looking back at where we were three months ago. We usually hear that it's about a three, two, three month kind of swing there. It would have been when people started complaining. Why aren't we seeing enough of the Bat family? Why aren't we seeing Dick Grayson react to this wedding? Why aren't we seeing more Damien? Why aren't we seeing this? And so he throws it in, and it's always too late in my mind. It's always well, so too like, late, it's and then a reaction it's in my mind, like, oh, Tim Celia gets to go and do all these preludes to the wedding. I want to be able to have these things because people are saying that I don't have any interactions. Yeah. So I think and it's even a reaction that, people to the preludes. People were arguing, or, you know, complaining. We want to see more of this. We want to see more of that. But he was too busy telling nothing that he couldn't. And, yeah, I, I really think that – and then when he gets there, it ends up feeling like – you know, hey guys, here you go, and we're like that ship sailed. That ship yeah. sailed a while ago. It, it, you know, Plymouth Rock didn't. We didn't land on that, Eric. It landed on us. Is Are what you happened. telling me? Like, you know, you you have all these great expectations for Cookie Day, and you want you, you know, we yeah. expect him to come in with these home baked cookies. All of a sudden, he drops off a bag of Oreos. And says, here yeah. you go, chips ahoy. People don't want that, Eric. They complain. No, they then. don't. I also had then another. Then you take them home and you just cry and shudder <laughs> in your fat you fucking face. You cry there and you sit there. <laughs> and you say, I'm not participating <laughs> ever again. It. You start getting upset. I actually had something else I wanted to say that I forgot. I, I got involved. <laughs> You're trying to do the Plymouth Rock joke. Uh, yeah, it's just the whole thing just seems like a, hey, guys. Oh, I know what it was. If, if you are a fan of Tom King, which uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people listen to this aren't anymore. That's kind of Tom King. We should actually we at some point. We still have a good number, though, people who do enjoy oh, there him. are. I'm saying we, we might have and to send Tom King a note and thank him because a lot of the Get Fresh crew beep boop have come over to us because of this. But if you look back at some of the things that they did in Grayson, it's the same thing. He found a joke with the singing in him and Tim Seeley. They only had a couple issues and still pounded that into the ground beyond any sort of submission. Like, this is what he does. He ends up seeing one thing that hits, and he will try and try and try. And, yeah, you'll have people, oh, my God. And this is where I say a Steve Orlando, why I would rather have him than a Tom King, which seems ridiculous. But Steve Orlando is still trying. I don't know what, what, but when he gets these <laughs> older characters, if he gets a condiment King or he gets a, it's not to 
be something like, hey, look at me. I'm going to make a joke and I'm going to keep making a joke. In his mind, he thinks that he is honoring you know, the Silver Age seems to be right. his jam, but even just older comics, he just doesn't do it very well and seems to ruin things. But he still seems to have good intentions. Tom King does everything. Well, even and even I don't know why it's just crazy us that quilt think in there, and he does not care at all that the character died. He had no, no idea that no, the character he doesn't died care. in Endgame and yep. doesn't care. Nope. Yeah, and uh, stress that again. Crazy quilt in this continuity's dead. And yeah. was killed by Scott Snyder because somebody bet him that he wouldn't do it. He was at some con, and they said, "I bet you that you couldn't put Crazy Quilt in one of your 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 uh, comics." Issues. And he put yeah. him in Endgame. He died. He died. He's not. He shouldn't be here. It's out of continuity. He's dead. And yet he doesn't care. He doesn't care at all because it's there for a joke, and he only has this one joke, so he can't change it. And, you know, th- this is the thing. You argue with people or he argue with him even and he'll go, oh, you know, he even said at one point it's people comic were throwing books. it. People it's comic come books. Back people order. always come back. Oh, how do you know it's this, you know, it's the same crazy quote. It What's is. That? It is. And it Dick is. Grayson doesn't know him. Makes no sense. Eh, Makes weird. no sense. No sense at all. Uh, but what did you give it? Well, I like the art in this issue from Matt Wagner because – while I don't like the issue and what it's trying to do, I do recognize that Tom King is trying to get this nostalgic feel for like, you know, the origins of Dick Grace and stuff like that. I find it to be just filler, but for what Matt Wagner did with the art, I th- actually think it fit the uh, story pretty well. But the rest, it's garbage. And I'm just getting really, I, yeah. I'm waiting to finally dig into a Tom King story. Like, oh my God, something happened. I can get, because I'm bored reviewing the book because I know, like, I get into it, my. That's just going to be more nonsense because he has nothing left to offer. And then I'm going to catch shit because my review is going to say the same thing it always does because Tom King doesn't change his thing. Yeah, he doesn't. It's tough to have a different story when that's the case. And the the problem I have with where I don't think he's going with any sort of retro deal. Four out of ten. Yeah, four out of ten. <laughs> the reason why I don't think he's going retro is if, if he was, I think that he would change up the style between the flashbacks and the regular stuff, and he doesn't. It's the same style for both. And then it kind of, you kind of lose track not lose track because you can see he's younger or whatever but you don't have that jump back to a classic look during the old you know the flashbacks because i just think that he didn't have a lot of time because if you look at some of his art it's very similar to this obviously it's his style but boy he does not have panels that are that are like the way he has them in anything he does and he's done a lot of stuff that's like golden age type characters and things like that and it's it's way beyond and when people say when they heard matt wagner you you saw up until this was released on wednesday on twitter oh "Oh my god like this is like one of the biggest guys to them going i think that this is the worst art of pretty much any of the Tom King. Tom King, one thing where Reggie comes on uh, with the with Harley, and he does mention that Amanda Connor being part of that whole deal does tend to get them really good art. You rarely have right. like a really crappy looking Harley. Tom King's books are probably the best art. Everybody, any artist worth anything is going to want to be on Batman. It's not just Tom anybody King. Who's anybody it, it wants to be on Batman? He, women want to be with Batman, and, and men want to too. Eric, isn't that the same? I know I do. But no, everybody yeah. wants to be on Batman. So you're on Batman. So you have David Finch, you have Mikkel Yannon, who we like, uh, but even all the other people who jump Jason on Fawbuck. with him, Jason Fawbuck, things like that. I think this is the worst that this book has looked all through Rebirth. I think that this is the book. I saw people as far. Tony S. Go, Daniels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I see people. Emanuela Lupacito. Everybody, Wait, no, Eric, no, no. Well, she's not on it. She's no, not on no, it. No, she isn't. But 
Um, I've seen people in reviews. There's Joel a guy Jones. on the uh, deal, yeah, with the uh, on the comic book roundup who basically said this looks like a sixth grader droid. Yeah. I do. I actually think that it looks almost amateurish at points. Some points, though, you're like, holy shit, that looks great. It fucking takes a nosedive in certain panels, certain pages where I think he just ran out of time when they were doing Mm -hmm. this. And it's just it just didn't look good to me. So with that, though, uh, I'm still at your score. I I could even go as a four or five. Actually, I'll go four or five. But uh, that's a lot of just seeing Dick Grayson and liking a couple things. I like that Dick Grayson tried to swing from the chandelier. Uh, (laughs) I like that. I like the kind of idea that he's kind of trying to cheer up Batman, but he doesn't really know how to because I think that what Tom King doesn't play enough with, but what I get in my mind is this is something new. Like Batman does not like to show his emotions. So with Dick Grayson trying to cheer him up, I'm sure that usually Batman fakes the funk and like, Oh, you're the, you're the funniest Dick Grayson. And then when he even isn't, but Batman's not reacting. So Dick is going over the top to try to get him to laugh. So I like that idea. I like that Dick's there for him Though I would have liked it if all the Robins were there for him, at least the ones that could be. And basically, that would be you Damien You mean Tim Drake well. came back from his road trip? He could have been. I mean, we hear he's in the sanctuary now. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, y- you can have Damien there with him. Damien's and I think a, a rogue agent right better. now. Well, that's he's the a thing. Renegade. But you, you really think so? What you're telling me is you could not have Jason Todd or Damien in the book. Even though there's a dead man in here. Tom King doesn't care who's a renegade. He have him in there just to have him in there. He doesn't this is give King continuity shit. over a king's corner. If you're a Tom King fan, maybe you sit there and like, man, he don't give two shits for this, and that's why I like him. He's a rebel. But no, he just he does what the fuck he wants. They let him get away with it. Somebody had to have told him, besides us, that Crazy Quilt is dead. And he basically just was like, at DC told I don't him. care. And like, I, I don't think he cares. I, I think that he just like, not, not on my watch and just goes with it. And people eat it <laughs> up. And I just love not- it. Crazy Quilt's dead. Pfft, not on my watch. Who has ever <laughs> thought that? Like, Pfft. Crazy quotes dead over my dead yeah, body. Yeah, it's like I start my story and I'm like, okay, there's Bruce. Hey, hey guys, uh, there you are, Dick Grayson. All right, you know what? Can you take over being Batman for uh, like a week? I'm going to go visit my mother and father. They're like, what What are you talking about, Jim? Shut up, my watch. Fuck that. <laughs> he just does whatever he wants. And it just, it does get annoying because then what it leads to is me getting in arguments with people about if Rebirth was a reboot and that the new 52, according to them, is not in continuity anymore. God and then you it. get the, you know, the nonsense and, well, you know, they're, they're rebooth, the Rebirth changed all that. And, 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 really? No, so did. Rebirth, Rebirth changed. You know, all of that, including the most important thing, making Crazy Quilt alive. Thank I'm God. If you, you wanna, came. if you wanna come at me with must be Superman reborn, then so be it, but that better be your only defense in this matter. Yeah. Look at Reed Scott over on the background book, Eric. She is showing us what you do with continuity. Well, how do we pronounce her name? We actually heard it. Margaret Scott. Margaret. Margaret Scott. That makes more sense to me than anything I said. So yeah, four point five. I do look forward to her background, though. Yeah. 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 I do too. Now the best thing is, Eric, we're not done. We're we're not anywhere near done. We get to go from this book to possibly one book coming up that I'm 
<laughs> like less than this. And then Wait, they all about, say, are, you, are we going to go transport ourselves over to the Jinx world? We are going to go to the Jinx world. But before I go, I will say another thing about one last thing that I want to say about this issue of, of Batman. We yell and scream and get upset about things all the time. I can't really get upset about this issue. This issue is such a non-factor, really, by the end that you're just like, whatever. And that, to me, might be worse than anything because it can it really came off to me as lazy it came off as boring it came off as a filler issue not just a one shot and yeah. to me after a failed wedding that was pushed to a issue where or three issue arc where there's a trial that didn't make any sense and then you didn't get a lot to go to this seems like you know you're almost like hey i'm a, I'm a basketball player and i just played one game in a row and i need three games off that's not how it works I, I, you know I just this is really- Really, really hope that going forward, we just don't have a sad, mopey, cry Batman. Yeah, like I, just, I don't well, want Batman crying because he can't handle well, his emotions. Again, this is going to go from we'll see, we'll, we'll we'll lay it on the line here. Then you know, do you like that song? Lay it on the line. Lay it on the line. Do you like that song? Or, I, I did like that before one? that happened. Uh, you don't like lay it on the line. <laughs> you, you have where the next arc is KG Beast. So KG yeah. Beast is is in town. Obviously, number For one, a few days to thrill. He yeah. he will mention at least once that he's pissed off that he has not gotten money for the KG BLT. Mark my word. That will happen because that's a, a joke that Tom Don't you do will it. run Don't you into do that on me. Don't you put that show, evil on me. He'll either show him eating one, ordering one, or bitching about it. So that will that will happen. I'm telling you, I will bet. I'll bet the farm on it. I don't own a farm, Eric. I wish I did. Uh, but you don't you know how much work goes, has to go to on a farm? I didn't say that it would be a working farm. Eric. It would just be a farm. I, I, I'm not gonna. What do you think? I'm gonna milk cows on this thing? Fucking a cattle rancher? Hello. I'm no cattle rancher, but what what's going to go on is will he will he screw up KG Beast because KG Beast and All Star Batman has already been the idea of there is no Soviet Union, Uh, you know that whole thing's gone. So he has gone as a Soviet Union to the background. Now I am just a freelance assassin hitman type deal, and I'm the bit. Do you think he will go by any of that, or will he talk tons of Russian nonsense? It'll be freaking whatever he saw in Wikipedia. He he'll ruin his character just like Steve Orlando ruins characters. But just again, Steve Orlando seems to have a plan. It just always goes wrong. Tom King just goes and like, okay, I'll throw him, and never knows what's going on. I swear, if this was a play or a movie, they'd show up on the stage. And start looking around for their lines because they don't know where they, there's nothing there. That the big thing is they're there, and it's almost like you'd have Fonzie show up at the crowd hey. goes nuts when Fonzie comes in. He goes in the a and ah woo woo woo, and, and then they're waiting for him. At, uh, a <laughs> he doesn't Line. have anything else, and so with that though, the whole thing seems to be that. Dick Grayson is going to get the crap kicked out of him, and Batman's going to blame himself. Oh, he's so already been just, hung in this. We're just so going to get we're going to get mopey deal. We're going to get mopey. Yeah. yeah, even the fact that in this, Dick Grayson mentions Bane. He could be a football player, right? I'm like, I, I wish Batman would say, "Listen, we don't joke about the Banes here. You know, <laughs> can joke about other things. We don't make jokes about the Banes." You know, so whatever. It, it's just nonsense. But I just wanted to say that really by the end, it was just like, all right, at least I could just get done. I'm like, ah, forget about this one. I'm not coming back to this one anytime soon hello and welcome to another edition of actually it's not another edition of anything it's a brand new thing featuring me waffling on about steve orlando except 
This time, it's not Steve Orlando writing The Unexpected. It's Steve Orlando writing Wonder Woman. How exciting is that? It's very exciting. That's how exciting it is. Uh, Wonder Woman issue number 54 is what we're going to look at uh, today. We're also going to look at uh, the Wildstorm Michael Cray issue number 11, which also features a version of Diana Prince. So it's a bit of a kind of it's a Wonder Woman themed thing today. That's what it is. So that's that's all good. Wow, Wonder Woman. Um, I'm a bit of a Wonder Woman fan. I do like Wonder Woman. And uh, I approached this issue with a certain amount of uh, of trepidation. I'd read issue number 51, which I thought was uh, was appalling. <laughs> I did. Uh, sorry. Uh, people kind of raved about that. I don't know what that was about. That is weird. Uh, the whole kind of uh, Wonder Woman keeps on visiting people in jail to redeem them. Of course she does. Except for when she doesn't. Yeah. She didn't uh she didn't visit Vanessa, did she? Dear. Oh dear. Um anyway, um that was that was a thing. Uh and a lot of people were saying, well, this is kind of like a, a manifesto from Orlando, uh his take on Wonder Woman. Which I suppose is is probably fair enough. I, I think I think to be fair, his characterization of Wonder Woman is probably one of the better things about uh his run so far. And in fact, actually, uh, this particular issue, issue 50, 54, I thought was okay. Um, the two issues that preceded it were weird. Uh, the whole kind of, um, you know, Aztec and Artemis teaming up with Wonder Woman to rescue uh, Atalanta from, I don't know, she'd been involved in some kind of uh ongoing battle with Aztec gods who are seeking to take over the world or 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 something. Great art though. My goodness me. That Echo artwork is something else. Uh phenomenal stuff, actually. Um but yes, a sort of typical kind of Orlando high concept nonsense. He's I'm going to talk about Orlando a little bit more later, actually. Let, let, let's talk about the issue first, the issue at hand. Because issue 54 uh, veers away uh, from the uh, multidimensional madness that was uh, issues 52 and 53, and instead uh, kind of heads towards sort of, I suppose you would call kind of more grounded kind of political narrative. I think this was pretty readable myself. We start with, uh, well, I'll tell you what, let's do the introduction properly first. Uh, Wonder Woman issue number 54 is, of course, written by Steve Orlando with art by Raul Allen and Patricia Martin with colors by Borja Pindado, which is a great name. Letters are by Saida Tamafonte, which is another great name. It's published by DC Comics, and the price is now $3.99 because you have to pay $4 now for this twice monthly thing um because dc i don't know dc are doing this aren't they with uh with certain books uh they're carrying on uh with the uh the bi-weekly uh shipping uh but they want you to pay more uh of course they do uh why wouldn't they at the end of the day uh the question is why would you pay and uh, i suppose that's uh 
that is an important question. I just want to very quickly talk about the variant cover because it is fab. It's uh, by Jenny Frisson, um, and uh, it features a kind of very sort of austere, dignified Wonder Woman in profile, uh, carrying Rustam's twin uh, plasma swords. I think they're plasma swords. It just looks phenomenal. Uh, I would, if my right, if I had the the space, uh, which I don't, and if my wife allowed me to, which she wouldn't, uh, I would buy this as a poster actually and uh, frame it on my wall because it really is a, a, a lovely piece of art. It it, it captures Wonder Woman's sort of, sort of strength and dignity rather perfectly. But anyway, uh, here we go. Uh, do you want to hear the paragraph? on the website uh, let's do that so wonder woman a eh? i've been a wonder woman reader and fan for a lot of my life and it's always an honor and a privilege to read and review her adventures the last couple of issues have seen diana team up with artemis and the new aztec in order to free her aunt atalanta from the clutches of Tezcatlipoca, the shadow god and sworn enemy of aztec and the now-defunct Q Foundation. While the art for those two issues by Aiko was astonishing, and there were some rather nice ideas thrown into the mix, it's safe to say that the story's resolution, depending as it did on a somewhat hackneyed let's-all-band-together MacGuffin and a typically Orlando-esque quantity of techno-babble, and here's the quote, I'm hacking a weapon from a higher plane of existence and hoping I don't lose my mind, okay? Hmm passive-aggressive technobabble at that, left much to be desired. It's a good job, then, that this issue, the creative team lowers its sights a little and decides to tell us a tale that's more grounded in political reality. Let's find out how they get on. Well, we start with uh, Artemis, Atalanta, and Wonder Woman in the invisible jet. And I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure about the invisible jet, actually. It, it, it looks okay. Uh, it looks very curvy, um, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but that's all right. Uh, it looks feminine. I'm going to get into feminism a bit in a minute. Um, and uh, it has uh, it has a purple interior. Uh, I like purple, so that's okay. Uh, Artemis is uh, is very happy to have uh, Atalanta back. Uh, Atalanta is has been away for a long time, so she's uh, she's unsure as to the reception that she's going to get uh, from Barna Migdal, which is where she originally came from. And so Wonder Woman is kind of acting as this kind of, hey, it's okay, everything will be everything will be fine, people love you, it'll be great. Uh, and she's kind of being this sort of level-headed, kind of uh, sort of peacemaking sort of person, which is great. And I, and I, I like that, Diana, That's that's always good to see. Um, however, when they fly towards Barna Migdal, um, they notice that there's a hell of a lot of people standing outside it, all women, uh, obviously, uh, and they all seem to be armed and quite annoyed, which is a bit weird. Uh, and you do get this, um, this fantastic, uh, full page, and, and this, this is great art as well, um, of, and, and here, here I think, because the whole point about Barna Migdal is it, is it's meant to be kind of like a movable feast. Um, you know, this is an offshoot, uh, tribe of Amazons that kind of split from the, uh, Themyscyran, uh, Amazons. And, um, they are known for kind of, um, wandering, uh, the Mediterranean, really, 
uh, or the the Middle East, going from place to place as as, as a kind of nomadic tribe and, and kind of taking things as they find them. Uh, this piece of artwork suggests that they have been quite busy. They've been building things uh, because the uh, the hill or the mountain on which uh, their city is built looks pretty solid to me, and so do the structures built on it. Um, so there's sort of in the foreground there are a bunch of sort of Bala Migdalian uh, Amazons sort of waving uh, swords and what have you and banners and pennants and what have you. Uh, in the uh, and behind them is this really rather beautifully drawn and quite intricate, but very solid-looking uh, city. And uh, that, of course, is where Diana, Atalanta, and Artemis are flying. So uh, they arrive and they land in the city. It's pretty much deserted because everybody's either on the walls or, or outside the city gates kind of mustering for some kind of offensive. And, and we get... And the nonsense begins. <laughs> for, for want of a better better word. Um, the thing is, is uh, I can kind of see what Orlando's doing here. Um, Atalanta says, uh, the tradesfolk, the facades, it's nearly the same from when she left. And she's been gone for... I don't know, a good few centuries, I think, at this point. And then Diana says, on the outside, maybe, and she's got a, a lump of clay or a brick in her hand. She starts talking about it. She says, on the outside, maybe, this clay is laced with spells. These are empathic tinctures. I I don't I don't know what, what's going on there. I I I I had this last week with with the unexpected. I, can I just say, by the way, I'm I'm not going to lose it this week. Uh, I'm not partly because this issue is better than the unexpected issue four, but also just it's kind of embarrassing, you know, uh, losing losing it. It's not good. Anyway, um, so she's holding this this lump of whatever, and uh, <laughs> apparently it's laced with spells. Mm. And then she gets she gets into it, and this is the thing. So Orlando can't bloody stop. I'm losing it again. Here we go. Uh, Orlando can't bloody stop himself. It's like it's like the nonsense just flows. You know, he's he's his own sort of nonsense version of Arrakis. You know, the nonsense must flow, and uh, and he makes sure it does because here it is. Are these auras Pythorian? That dimension hasn't been heard from in centuries. And she looks at it, and I'm like. I'm like, look, just, just what? Just, just tell us that you know it's magic. There's magic stuff happening. But that's okay. I can handle that. Ah, oh, dear. Uh, that dimension hasn't been heard from in centuries. I, I mean, the thing is, right? It doesn't tell you anything about it. It doesn't tell you anything about what it does. Empathic tinctures. What does that even mean? Does that mean like I don't know? The stone can feel your pain. Well, what good is that? I mean, the whole point about stone is it doesn't feel anything. All right. Um, Artemis goes, Not by Themyscira. Barna Migdal doesn't hide from Patriarch's world. Oh, God. All right, I'll get into Patriarch's world in a minute. Or the greater realms. We scavenge what we can and make it our own. Um, okay, so on the one hand, you're saying... Right, what are you saying here? On the, on the one hand, you're saying... Uh, we have access to the to like magical realms and stuff. Fine, 
But on the other hand, you're saying, and we we scavenge from it. And okay, actually, that that could be interesting. But I'm just like, I'm kind of thinking, what's what's where are you going with this? What's the point of this? Is it is it just to provide background and flavor? Am I being too picky? I might be. I don't you know. I might be too picky here. But it just it just feels like okay. We're kind of it's like Orlando's got us on this little side journey, and then you know about magic bricks. Great. Uh, Atalanta is recognized by an old woman uh, who recognizes her as the missionary of Mart. Now, Mart, uh, here we go. Mart was the uh, was an Egyptian goddess of balance, and she's associated with justice. Did you know that? I do now, because I looked it up on Wikipedia. So there we go. Uh, and then uh, she says, the missionary of Mart, great Fithia, it is her. Now, in my review, I must say this. Uh, Steve, Steve Orlando contacted me by direct message on Twitter, um, and uh, he helpfully provided me uh, with some background on this. In the review on the site, I kind of assumed that this was a mistake, and that Futhia uh, should have actually been Pythia. Uh, there's only one letter out. Uh, Pythia, of course, being the uh, name of the oracle at Delphi, uh, which would kind of make sense, I guess. But no, apparently Phythia is uh, a former Barna Migdalian uh, warrior uh, who uh, has actually appeared in comics and is in the DC wiki. So uh, my bad for not for not <laughs> for not looking that up. And I think here's the other thing, right, about Orlando is he's he's really kind of hot on his uh, obscure continuity references. So that's nice. It's not, in, in a way, actually, um, it's it's nicer than just not giving two hoots about continuity at all, which seems to be the uh, the default position of pretty much every other DC, DC writer at the moment. So at least Orlando does care. It's possible, though, that he cares a little too much. I, th- I think he probably does. Anyway, there, uh, having said that everybody's on the walls, uh, Atalanta is now surrounded by lots of people. Admittedly, they all look kind of older, uh, one of them looks a little bit like Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, has Whoopi Goldberg put on weight? Yeah, this is very obsessing that. Um, anyway, um, they, they're kind of, you know, sort of gathering around her. And it's a nice moment. Diana is on one side, Artemis is on the other. And they're kind of, there's this kind of like playful banter going on here about sort of, you know, uh, Diana saying, I told her they'd remember. And Artemis saying, yeah, sure, right, after I did. Weirdly enough, I, and I'm just going to say this, I've only just noticed this, and I don't know how I feel about this. Um, you can just about see Diana's uh, right buttock partially exposed by her costume. I'm not sure that I, I need that, really. Uh, my The younger me would probably have liked that, but I, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe we could we could do without that. If you're going to kick Frank Cho off, to, off, off doing covers for you because you can see up a skirt or whatever. You you probably should should watch out for that kind of thing. Right, anyway, um, you returned and brought Lady Artemis back from the wild. Uh, they're, they're all very happy and what have you. And then uh, some guards turn up and uh, they, uh, they ask, uh, or, well, sort of kind of ask, they summon, really, uh, Artemis and Atalanta to uh, Queen Faruka II uh, to her chamber. 
uh, uh, for an audience. And, uh, of course, Diana accompanies them. There is a nice little bit where, um, where sort of Diana and Artemis are together kind of watching Atalanta just kind of be welcomed by everybody. And they're, they're just, they're both in their own different ways. They're both like really happy about that. And I, and I like that. I, I am a big softy. I just want to point that out. I am. I, I'm. I'm a. I'm a big softy. I like stuff that makes me go. Ooh, that's nice. You know what I'm saying? Anywho, that probably won't happen for the rest of this issue. Just letting you know. Um, Queen Faruka the second welcomes welcomes Diana and Artemis and Atalanta to her throne room, and she's standing there in front of her throne. And there is a figure next to her uh, who is male and moustached and wearing a hood and a cape. And yes, you've seen him on the cover. Uh, You've seen him in Suicide Squad. It's Rustum. Yay! Good old Rustum. Um, I kind of like this moment where Diana clocks him and realizes uh, who is standing next to Faruka. And um, there's a nice bit of... Uh, yeah, it's quite dramatic. And I, I said this on the Slack chat earlier today. One of the things that Orlando does actually do very well uh, is he does drama really well. Uh, and particularly kind of the... the he gets... Uh, how can I put it? He gets beats really well. So 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 sort of like, you know, the, the, the beats of dialogue uh when when characters kind of talk across one another uh, and he can he uses that pretty well at times he does it here so uh this is the very bottom of the page so so you get wonder woman's face is kind of split into two this is this is like a little triptych uh of panels at the bottom of the page uh and so Wonder Woman's face forms uh, the left-hand uh, panel uh, and also the right-hand panel. It's kind of divided into two. And in the middle, there's Rustum kind of just staring at her. So Wonder Woman says, It is an honor to be welcomed by you, Queen Faruka, truly. But your advisor, he is... And Faruka kind of says, A Kuraki outcast, Wonder Woman. Champion of prisoners worldwide. I'm like, all oh, right. So Rustum's working for Amnesty International, is he? And that's interesting. Um, and then Diana kind of goes Rustum, and there's a kind of real sense of kind of drama and and slight kind of menace there, which is quite nice. But then Orlando does the kind of thing that Orlando does, and it, it's the kind of thing that just makes me want to bang my head repeatedly against the nearest hard object. Uh, which I'm not going to do, because in this case, that would be the mic. So you're okay. Um, if we turn over the page, uh, what you get... See, Rustam is meant to be dead. And uh, what you get is you get... In, instead of... Okay, this is Rustam meeting Wonder Woman for the first time since, I'm guessing, uh, Justice League versus Suicide Squad. You remember that? Do you remember that? I just about remember it. Um he has died since then and apparently he's been brought back to life uh by uh scientists in kurak because you know comics right it's the kind of thing you can do we we we, can say we get some nice mustache art in this (laughs) it's very there's lots of there's lots of kind of it's his face you see uh and it's like a close-up on his face 
this is the this is the page. The page is split into twelve panels, uh, so it's four four across by three down, uh, and most of the the panels are telling sort of parts of his story, um, and the others are his face kind of as he's telling it the problem is the problem i have i mean it, it's actually really nicely done it, i mean the art's great it's the layout's fantastic it's just this is com- this is a completely unnecessary thing uh to to have to do right now and and, I, and I, i've been thinking about this quite a lot because it's bugged me it's bugged me for the last couple of days since i wrote the review you've got here a character who was dead and is now obviously alive fine but rather than kind of build up a sense of mystery about, ooh, you were dead. That's a bit weird. Here you are. You're back. Hmm, what's going on here? Rather than rather than sort of building up a sense of mystery about that, it's just laid all out there on the table, okay? Uh, there's no kind of, there's no tease, there's no mystery. It's just like, yeah, this is what happened to me, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, look, uh, I'm back. Uh, and so basically we get the, we get the story. Uh, Wallace sold my corpse back to Karak. She could always profit from death. Um, I don't know. How much would you give for, for a dead Rustam? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to know. I'd like to know what, what, what price, uh, Karak paid for, for, for Rustam's body. Oh dear. What's really weird is apparently not only did they did they sell uh his body, but they also sold his swords as well. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Anyway, um I was born in Karak, spent my life fighting its regime to return the land to its people. I don't even know if that's true. It might be. So Karak sought the ultimate insult to turn its greatest enemy into its greatest hero. They revived my body, strengthened it with vitamin 2X. Yeah, you can now get that at Tesco's. It's great. A stolen psychoredactor nearly rewrote my mind as their obedient slave, but some treatments are too bitter. I awoke from disgust. Ah, that he must have read the unexpected issue number four. Oh, sorry. No, no, he's... He just awoke from disgust and took leave of my tormentors. Of course he did. Uh, they're dead, probably. Um, okay, right. All of this, all of this, all of this, all of this. We don't need to know. We certainly don't need to know it right now. We just don't need to know it right now. I understand that Orlando is trying to reassure fans of Rustam. I, I don't know how many people are in fact fans of rustam but he's trying to reassure fans of rustam and the suicide squad that yes he understands what's going on he understands that rustam's going to be dead blah 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 this is how he comes back yeah i get all that the whole point is in terms of this narrative in terms of this story this moment is unnecessary it's just ridiculous and and for and and it breaks it breaks character. You, are you seriously telling me that a man like Rustam, okay, 
is is going to going to reveal to Wonder Woman of all people that he yes I was dead but I've been brought back to life and uh, Vitamin X two I can recommend it it's uh, it's rather good oh bit of bit of psycho redaction going on but no I I fought back against that because I'm I'm a bit badass and and now I'm I'm fighting for freedom and and stuff that's that's what I'm doing it's just it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, but it is. There's, there's a ton of things you could do with this. If the psychoredactor hasn't worked, then why is that? Well, let's. I mean, he says, yes, I, I awoke from disgust. But disgust at what? Disgust at being used by uh, people that you hate? Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. You're in the Suicide Squad. Sorry, you weren't. You were in Task Force, whatever it was. Uh, you know, I don't know. Did you awake from disgust? in there um did you you know why not use this story as uh as a way into the character um so rather than having him splurge it all out now um why not hold back some of it and then you can actually use it later on in the story in some way to lend greater depth to his personality and character because at the moment you know rustum He's, he's not got much of a personality or character, has he? So you've got an opportunity here. Oh, he's been dead. Well, okay. Well, that's not exactly that rare in the DC universe, but, uh, you could use it. Um, you know, maybe that, maybe there's elements of the psychoreductive stuff in there, but Orlando's not interested in that. This is just an explanatory piece of, uh, of dialogue, which only serves to slow down the story. Uh, give us information that we don't really need and deprive us of, of an opportunity to get intrigued and uh, interested in what the story's trying to tell us and and who this uh, who this character is and it's uh, uh, it's a bit of a wasted opportunity uh, which is a phrase you will be hearing more often as we go through this so uh i found uh, this is faruka i found rustam collapsed at our gates abused by his home bana migdal could relate uh so karak no longer tolerates uh karak basically after see this is a reference to uh red hood and the outlaws and a killer and all this kind of stuff um karak no longer wants Barna McDowell within its borders. And so what they've decided to do is they've decided to fight the Karaki uh, army and establish uh, a place of their own with um, with their own military might. We've got a problem here. The, 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 the problem is this. Uh, there's, there's, there's several... Well, actually, there's one major, major problem here, and that is Artemis. And uh, Anthony Jackson, uh, on the website, he left a comment on my review uh, saying that uh, he couldn't uh, be as positive about the uh, the issue simply because uh, the character of Artemis is all wrong. Um, I, I understand that. Uh, I understand where where he's coming from with that. And I, I, the, the, my main uh, sort of uh, experience with Artemis uh, was during the uh, Bill Mesner Lobes uh, and Mike Diodato Jr. Uh, run back in the nineties uh, when she was fab. I mean, she was kind of badass and and fab. And I'm glad the character's still around. The the the, the I don't know much about her in the New Fifty Two and beyond. To be absolutely honest with you. Um, the problem I have with her here is just that her her reactions are all over the place. On the one hand, um, she says, 
Tufaruka, hold on a moment. I, I protected, uh, I protected Karak from a killer. Uh, are you sure Karak wants this kind of thing? And Faruka says, yeah, yeah, Rustam was to lead the attack. He seeks to avenge Karak's crimes against him. We wish to freely exist. We will strike Karak before it can wipe us out. I was chosen to protect every Barn Migdal and I will not falter. Okay. All right, uh, and then Wonder Woman says, well, you can't strike on Rustin's word alone. Atalantis, Atalanta tries to reason with her as well. And Atalanta, you know, she is, she's like a real hero to these people and her word should have more weight. And what happens is there's this kind of to and fro. There's a lot of talking in this issue. Uh, there's this to and fro between the different the different characters uh, until Rustin basically uh, draws his sort of plasma swords and um, blasts Diana out of out of the building, uh, and which does actually lead to probably one of the one of the better moments in the in the comic, where she kind of picks herself up, dusts herself off, and, and flies back in. But at the moment, that just leaves, uh, and and Wonder Woman has to be gone at this point because. Because because if if she's still there, if she's still in the throne room when what happens happens, the issue is over pretty much. Because uh, what happens is is that Atalanta is obviously horrified by what Rustam's just done. Uh, she attacks Rustam. Rustam then attacks her, and then Faruka shoots her in the head. Um, weirdly enough, it, it's one of those headshots that don't actually kind of explode somebody's head. It, it's like a, a glancing. Uh, shot. Uh, it's still kind of ludicrously, insanely dangerous. But bearing in mind, it's clear that Faruka did not intend to kill her, um, but but only to kind of bring her down. And you aim for the head? Are you insane? Uh, it's just like ridiculous. Anyway, what's even more insane is Artemis, who remember Atalanta is her hero. She's 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 a really big deal. Artemis is kind of like you shot her from behind. Atalanta's one of us, and um, then you get this horrible dialogue, which I mentioned in the in the review. Um, Faruka says one of our relics will celebrate her as such in a gilded in a gilded. You see, I can't even say gilded cell. Oh, I just have, I suppose. A gilded cage, gilded cage. That's that's the phrase. Gilded cell. Ridiculous. She challenged Barnum Migdal's will in service of outdated ideals. She had to be checked. Consign Atalanta until the fighting is over. No, 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 no. Confine. It's confine. That's what it is. Consign. She's not a parcel. She's not being shipped. She's she's a prisoner. She's being confined. Con... Consign Atalanta until the fighting is over, Artemis. Take Rustam to the front lines. Bring your people their chosen future. Wield the glory you left us in search of. And there's all sorts of horrible awkwardnesses with, with a lot of that dialogue. But the problem is, at that moment, Artemis is protesting. She's protesting that Queen Faruka has shot Atalanta in the back of the head. Okay. The next time we see Artemis, the next time we see Artemis, she's next to the guy who attacked her hero, and she's about to do something that Atalanta clearly didn't want to happen. So what the hell's happened there? Because the because the the you know the the character motivation for this for Artemis is just completely bonkers at this point. It it just doesn't 
doesn't compute with me. Anyway, we're going to have to go back before we get into that uh, because uh, Wonder Woman comes back, uh, and this is this is pretty cool. I, I I do like this page where she kind of flies back into the building. Then she meets, and this uh, this right. I'm going to have a go at this. I'm sorry. Um, she's she's facing Barnum and Dali warriors with guns. And what she says is this, guns adapt the tools of Patriarch's world. And then you get this kind of, she deflects the bullets and what have you. And you inherit their weaknesses. <sighs> All right, let, let me just deal with this. I hate third wave feminism. Uh, sorry, but I do. Uh, I think it's uh, it's essentially nonsensical. Um, I think it's predicated on a series of assumptions, most of which are false. Um, and I think it prevents, uh, it prevents real inequality to women, uh, that takes place all around the world from being addressed properly. Okay. Orlando's doing his, his nice SJW stuff here. That's fine. If that's, that's what he wants to do, that's fine. But the implication of that line coming from Wonder Woman, who, who is a, who is an intelligent woman, and is not stupid. the The implication from of that line is that a gun is a uniquely masculine thing to do or, or to have. Firing a gun is a uniquely masculine thing to do. And you know, if if you want to get into the whole kind of phallic imagery of it, you know, and things exploding out of long, stiff other things, that's fine. You can do that. All right. But the implication is right that if a gun is uh, implicitly patriarchal, because that's the word that she used, um, then a more traditional weapon, like uh, the weapons that um, that the Barnum and Dali warriors traditionally carry, uh, are somehow not patriarchal, or somehow perhaps even, I don't know, matriarchal. Okay, that's that's the implication. As if uh, a big, long piece of hard metal that you stick into people repeatedly in order to kill them isn't remotely kind of phallic or patriarchal in any way. Uh, right. Is is that really what you're telling me you want me to think? You want me to accept that? Because that's nonsense. Okay, and 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 this is this is part of the problem. This is this is a kind of an unthinking. Okay, for when one woman is a feminist icon, do you know what? Yes, she is. She is, and actually, she she's an icon of the kind of feminism that I that I I broadly support. She's she is an icon icon of equality. She is an icon of of femininity, um, the, a femininity that has has immense dignity and immense strength. Yes, she is. I am all for that, absolutely. But this kind of nonsense. Um, just, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's a, and, and it just reduces Wonder Woman to a, and, and it's all the time, it's a patriarch's world, patriarch's world, patriarch's world. Yeah, I, I get that. Okay. And, and you can argue, well, well, what's the big difference between patriarch's world and man's world? Well, the thing is, is, is the word man, uh, is used in a way that is, it's a clever, well, it's not clever, but it's an interesting word to use in relation to Diana and her mission. Okay. Her mission is to bring peace to man's world, but man's world includes women implicitly because, because the, the, the race of man includes both men and women. 
um, you 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 make it sort of pay. What I'm trying to say is, I, I guess I guess a phrase like "man's world" is is broad enough uh, to make a political point with, without being without without seeming to buy into this notion of a sort of a you know of of of, of patriarchal power, and this is all kind of tied into. Um, to sort of, you know, Marxist thinking about, about how power is systematized and, and, uh, diffused through institutions and all this kind of stuff. And, and I, I just don't buy it. And, and I, I don't buy Wonder Woman buying it. And I think that's the problem. Okay. Uh, I, I don't mind. I don't have any problem whatsoever with Diana being a feminist. I don't have any problem with her being, uh, a powerful woman. I think it's great. It's one of the reasons I love her. And I'm going to talk about Diana a little bit more in a minute. But having her, having her, uh, spout stuff like this, just, it takes it down. It takes my appreciation of the comic book down a notch. And I, and I think it's, I think it's thoughtless. And I think it's silly. And I think it's unnecessary. There you go. All right. Let's move on. Um, she ends up. Okay, here's something else, right? And and I kind of understand why she does what she does. Um, but it, but it's a bit weird. Um, there's a there's a battle brewing, and Wonder Woman decides to visit Atalanta. Now, to be fair, she wants to she wants to get Atalanta out of the prison. Atalanta refuses uh, to leave um, because she says it must be by the will of the citizens of Barna Migdal, not yours that I am released. I actually kind of like that. I, and, and I, I said before, I, I, I like Wonder Woman in this. I think, um, she is compassionate. She is the stuff about Patriarch's world aside. She is, she is intelligent. Um, and she is strong. And there's at no point do you feel that she's about to lose it. She's in control. She's, she's, she's suffering some setbacks here. She's suffering some things happening that she doesn't want to happen. She's got a, a few problems here that she's having to sort out, but, she, but she's very calm and she's very, de- she's very determined. Um, but, but she's, she's not losing it here. There's a real sense of, you know, she's, she's kind of got this. Okay. Um, and I like that. I really like that about, about her. We then shift to, uh, a battle between Wonder Woman and Faruka. She uses the lasso of truth on her, and she she tries to get her to see. She tries to get Faruka to see that Rustam isn't to be trusted. And one of the interesting things about this is that Faruka already knows. She already knows that Rustam is not to be trusted. She is using him just as much as he is using her, which I thought was a really, really interesting kind of twist on, on that. I thought that worked really, really well. Um, we then get to the, uh, the big battle. There is a battle scene. Uh, there's some nice stuff. Rustum takes care of some tanks. Uh, Artemis is kind of reduced to just being a pretty kind of instinctive warrior. Uh, Wonder Woman arrives uh, in between the lines, basically right in the heart of battle, and it is clear that she's there to kind of defuse the situation. She's not going to choose sides. She's going to try and broker some kind of peace, and that's that's a pretty decent way of ending ending the issue. Uh, I gave it six point seven on the site. Um, I kind of um, I discussed this with 
Jim asked me, he said, so what, what are you going to give it? And my initial reaction was 6 or 6.5. But the more I thought about it, and and I did, I do like the art. I mean, it's not up to Aiko's standards from the last two issues, but it's very, very nice. And it does remind me quite a bit of, of John Davis Hunt, actually, which is, which is no, which is no bad thing. Um, I just kind of, I just liked this Wonder Woman. I, I, I like the way she, she deals with things. I liked how Orlando writes her. Um, I know, I know I give Orlando a hard time about his dialogue, but Wonder Woman's is, is pretty okay here. Um, in fact, actually, it's, it's quite affecting a lot of the time. Um, he seems to have, uh, I don't know. I, I think whenever you get into this kind of the multiversal, I think he really struggles, if I'm being absolutely honest with you, with stuff like the unexpected, where, uh, a lot of it is just ludicrous kind of nonsense, really. Um, and he he struggles making that grounded. He struggles making us care about that. This is different because the, the, there are pre-existing relationships between Wonder Woman and Atalanta, Wonder Woman and Faruka, Artemis and Faruka, Artemis and Wonder Woman, and then obviously you've got Rustam in the mix as well. You've got some strong, already established relationships there, and everything that's happening here is understandable. You 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 kind of understand why the people of Barna Migdal would would want to settle down. You, you can under, certainly understand why why the Karakis don't want them to. You you, you can understand every, everybody's motivation here, uh, apart from Artemis's, is understandable. And Artemis is the weak link here, which is a shame, because, because I know... I mean, I don't read Red Hood. I probably should now, really, but... Um, I know that, that, that Eric and Jim have, have talked a great length and, and obviously lots of people in, in, in the Slack chat and the Get Fresh crew, boop, boop, um, love Red Hood and the Outlaws. And, and the characterization of Artemis does seem to be very strong in that book. I think here it's much weaker. And I think, uh, that is, a, that is an issue. I think, uh, some of the, some of the scenes being overly talky is an issue. That said, uh, I can see where Orlando's going with this, and I, I more or less am interested in in where he's going with it, uh, and that is why I've given it six point seven. So I'm I'm pleased with it, to be honest with you, reasonably pleased. I mean, I mean, I, I read, like I said, I read fifty one, and just thought I, I, <laughs> that's just awful. <laughs> just really didn't like fifty one. I mean, and it's one of these things where where sort of like you're reading stuff online about how, oh my God, this is just amazing and it's Return of Wonder Woman and he really gets the character. And I think that's true, actually. I think he does get the character, but that was just such a, an awful issue. Uh, overly sentimental, over, just and, and boring, just not very much happening in 51 at all. 52 and 53, uh, I mainly liked for the art. I, th- I thought Orlando was on was at peak nonsense uh, on 52 and 53. This, though, this is better. Uh, so 6.7 for that. Um, I'll be back in a mo. Uh, I was going to put some music on, but I don't think I will. I'll be back in a mo with uh, The Wild Storm, uh, Michael Cray, issue number 11, which also features some Diana Prince action, just not the kind of Diana Prince action you want to see. I'll see you later. And we're back uh, for The Wild Storm, Michael Cray, issue number 11. Uh, written, of course, by Brian Hill, with art by N. Stephen Harris, Dexter Vines, and Nelson Blake II. 
Colours by Ross Campbell, Letters are by Simon Boland, uh, published by DC Comics, and it is, of course, $3.99. One of the more interesting things about this series is seeing how it has developed during the course of its run, transcending its initial two-and-done format and becoming a more complex and ultimately more satisfying read as a result. This is the fifth issue of the Constantine and Diana Prince story arc, and although the overall pace has been glacial at times. The dramatic weight this arc has accrued so far is both palpable and impressive. This issue starts with Cray about to find out the truth about the creature in his head, and Constantine preparing to summon something through a nexus of magic portals located at key points around the globe. Will Cray be able to stop that from happening? Will he be able to do something about the thing in his head? Let's find out. Right, basically this issue is is split into two. Uh, we get a Diana Prince uh, origin story, uh, which is the bit that's uh, drawn by uh, Nelson Blake II. And then uh, bookending that, uh, we've got uh, a conversation between Michael Cray and the thing in his head, uh, which he's managed to sort of visualise uh, in this chair uh, that he's kind of kneeling in front of. And I think the the symbolism there is fairly obvious. Uh, it, it, it's kind of sitting on it like it's like it's on a throne, and he's kind of uh, either worshipping it or or sort of making obeisance to it in some way. Um, we get a little bit of a potted history uh, about the thing and its relationship with Cray. It turns out uh, that it uh, entered Cray uh, because uh, Cray was closest to death and uh, it was a sort of disembodied sort of alien spirit kind of wandering around the place and hovering around uh, in the atmosphere. And uh, it, uh, it took an interest in Michael. And sort of infected him, I guess. The, the creature is particularly keen uh, that Cray kills Constantine. He wants them to. He wants. Uh, he wants Cray to kill both Diana and Constantine. But Constantine particularly irritates him. Hill is playing a little bit coy here with uh, whether Constantine is able to do what he says he can do. Uh, the creature says uh, that he doubts that Constantine can do it, but then. Uh, anything is possible so there's that kind of like we we kind of know that diana prince's uh ancient greek gods probably don't exist what we're kind of expecting is some other kind of uh sort of multi-dimensional force uh coming through that that constantine is is summoning so uh this is all kind of intriguing but not terribly clear in in the sense that that we're not getting a definitive answer here uh and then of course they're interrupted uh by somebody arriving at the door of michael's hotel room and you get this moment where sort of like the the thing in his head is kind of demanding that that cray kill whoever it is that's at the door and we don't we don't see who it is and in fact uh, this section kind of ends on a bit of a mini cliffhanger with uh, with him about to pull the trigger, and we we don't we don't know uh, who it is that he's uh, he's about to kill, uh, and the creature in his head is kind of insistently kind of telling him to do it, kill it, kill it, kill it, or whatever it is. Um, it's quite quite interesting. Anyway, uh, then we get 
uh, a flashback. And the flashback is okay. Uh, the flashback is kind of Diana. Uh, and she's kind of dressed up like... Uh, it's kind of weird, this, actually. She, she's dressed up like a young Wonder Woman in the sense that she's she's wearing a kind of uh, a sleeveless sort of smock stroke dress. Uh, and she's got... Uh, sort of bracelets on, which is which is kind of weird. Her hair is done up in pigtails. Uh, she wants to see her father. Her father is dying, and her father—it's her father that kind of that kind of gives her this sort of idea of um, of bringing back the old gods, of believing in the old gods, and what have you. So we don't know where he got that from, but but obviously this is something that he's kind of been wanting for for a long while. Uh, and he kind of says, you know, the gods are real, princess. They were the force behind what I have, what I have built. I know that now. You must believe, Diana, uh, that the the blood that runs through you is the blood of ancients. And she's she's getting very upset. And of course, he dies. Um, and you know, he kind of lays this thing on her, on her, on his deathbed about her being the one to open the doorway and what have you uh in, in terms of you know because we, we've never met this character before we, we we don't know where he's getting this kind of information from the suspicion exists that uh this is all just kind of plot convenience really in a way uh, which it which it kind of is but it's kind of intriguing enough i suppose and and obviously and, and you feel sympathy for diana because because she is she is a lost little girl at this point uh, who's losing her father and it's it's kind of sad and but then the next thing you you see is her in bed with Lex Luthor so there's a Lex Luthor on this world as well and there's 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 sort of pillow talk uh involves her basically asking him for the research into, uh, you know, performance enhancement uh, in terms of kind of like like super soldier stuff, you know, uh, which obviously she wants, and so then that uh, that is something that uh, he gives her. That there is a there's a kind of exchange. She basically says, "I'll give you everything I have, all the information that I have." Uh, if you'll give me this research and uh, he agrees to it and uh, the next thing you see is her essentially using that research uh, by killing Kent Nelson uh, and the reason she wants she does that is because she she wants uh, Constantine's name she doesn't know who Constantine is she's heard rumors about him about somebody who's able to kind of tap into sort of magical energy and all this kind of stuff um, and so he she gets the name off Kent Nelson um and yeah that that's kind of it really and then the next thing we see is uh is her kind of working out in the gym that's that's kind of it and and you see how strong she is you know she's bench pressing a ridiculous amount of uh, amount of weight and she kind of throws it on down on the floor quite casually it's it's kind of impressive um so then we go back to the 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 scene that we left at the at the doorway of uh of Cray's hotel room and it's Dion Fortune who comes in and she uh she wants him to 
uh, understand exactly what he needs to do, uh, which is to kill Constantine. She is she's kind of like the pragmatic one. She she's not taken in by uh, either Constantine's or Prince's claims. She she basically says, look, he can't do what Diana Prince wants, but he can bring back something. Uh, he conned her into making the energy grid so he could open a doorway. And and it's like, okay, and 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 it, you know, Cray says, you know, to what? And she says, well, even he doesn't know. He and I both believe that grid can empower his magic. Cray just kind of wants to know whether Constantine killed Homer. Uh, that's Doctor Shahi, and Dion is is kind of pleading with him to listen to her and to. She is just terrified. She's terrified, and it, it's very clear. You know, she is absolutely terrified of what uh, of what Constantine might do, uh, of what might come through that portal. Uh, she wants uh, Michael to to kind of do something about it. Uh, the the pair end up kissing and uh, sleeping together, and then uh, she has a, a brief conversation with him. Takes. Uh, a gun out of her coat pocket and kills herself uh, because she's she's essentially too um, she's too frightened she's too scared of what's going to happen um, and uh, she she commits suicide and it's quite dramatic and horrible and the the issue ends with Cray sat on the floor uh, by the bed uh, with. Uh, Dion's kind of corpse behind him with the blood staining the sheets down to the floor Uh, and uh, behind him is this horrible thing kind of looming over him kind of saying yeah she killed herself so you still owe me uh, a a death as it were Uh, so so Cray's kind of up against it and he's on his own and I think that's that's kind of like the the big sort of message of this issue uh, is that he's had all his kind of support mechanisms kind of stripped away from him. Uh, there's no one he can turn to. He has to be self-reliant now. Uh, he has to deal with this on his own, uh, which I think actually is is kind of the core of the character, if, if we'll be clear about that. Um, Brian Hill, uh, who I follow on Twitter... He was a great guy, by the way. And if you're not following Brian Hill on Twitter, you, you probably should be. He's he's great. Um, one of the things he said uh, was that he believes that the core of a hero is is kind of suffering. You put them through pain. You put them through uh, difficulty and trauma. And I think that's true. And I think he does that really well here with Cray. Cray is really suffering. Cray has lost uh, pretty much everybody that he cares about. Um, and he's on his own now, and we're heading towards this kind of final big climactic confrontation. There's an argument that says this issue uh, could have been better in terms of there's not a great deal of incidents, and it seems a bit of an odd time to have to throw in a Diana Prince uh, sort of origin. That said, uh, apart from the usual problems with the art, uh, which, to be fair, the, the colours by Ross Campbell... Uh, continue to kind of sort of minimise a little bit. Apart from the problems with the art, this is a pretty solid issue, and I gave it seven point five on the site. Um, it's uh, it's an it's a very good story. This this story that we're in the middle of at the moment. I think 
you know you can kind of see what Hill's doing. He's uh, as I said, he's 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 making sure that kind of Cray is on his own, and it's it's good. Uh, it, it, it and and now we're going to see the real Cray, I guess, because uh, not only has he got John Constantine to deal with, but he's also got the thing in his head to deal with as well. Uh, so, seven point five four. The Wild Storm, Michael Cray, issue number 11. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic week. Uh, I hope your comics are great and wonderful and lovely. Uh, I've been Jeremy. Uh, I'm very happy to hand you back to uh, Jim and Eric. You take care. Bye-bye. know me baby i'm always okay. oh man i unless do i'm miserable you. yeah right that's that's uh you in a nutshell my friend that is you in a nutshell i just How wish else? i could stop cutting myself all the time how's like speaking of that cut get this back to doing out, drugs i say oh my start smoking doing drugs i want you vaping then you'd be a, a barrel of laughs maybe a barrel of monkeys as well eric one of your favorite be happier. of all time you like rock'em sock'em robots better than the barrel full of monkeys do you Everybody likes Rock of Sockham Robot. I'm sorry. I was trying to make a comparison. Like, you know, what would you put against Rock of Sockham? The only thing Pet I think rock. of is Hungry, Hungry That's Hippos. Pet Rock. No, Hungry, Hungry Hippos. At least you have some fun. You start yelling at people. You punch somebody across from the deal. And the, I'm the best you, no matter hungry. what, I'd have one or the other. I'm like, I'd pick this. On top of everything, I wouldn't have anybody to play with them. I, th- I think that uh, the barrel full of monkeys reminds me of having Jenga but only can play by yourself. I exactly. mean, nobody. That's everything. Hey, That's rock you want to play barrel full of monkeys? I'm no. Gi- I'm going to jam really on this can. hippo until it eats all the stuff by myself. Did you like when they, and this is a little boys toys talk, Eric. Did you like when they came out with that thumb wrestling deal where it was a wrestling, you know, I ring? I had you- so many uh, thumb wrestlers. <laughs> oh, goodness, like the, you know, yes. I'm talking about the early 80 ones, like with like, you know, uh, Ra- Ra- I can't even think of the name right now, but uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and stuff like Rowdy, that. That's Rowdy the one I remember Piper. the most where you had the thumb wrestlers. And I still, yeah. I still really enjoy those. And uh, you-, you had the big rubber ones when I was a kid. Yeah. And then like, you know, and then also the thumb wrestlers. And I loved them both. Do you like Connect Four or Gnipgnop? Which would be your favorite of those? Pretty sneaky, two? sis. Yeah, where you say you would like that. Okay, so how about that versus, say, Stretch Armstrong? There you go. What am I doing with the Stretch Armstrong? You play them with them, and then you no, cut I'm them not. open to get the ooze. How about? <laughs> I don't are want to you, do that because it's always going to lead rather, to murder. <laughs> would you rather have Matchboxes or Hot Wheels? Matchboxes. I would too. I, I know people, the Hot Wheels is the classic deal, and a lot of people go that they would be cooler. I like the variety of the matchboxes. They they had a Winnebago, Eric, and I I used to like you know, the Winnebago. You need that Winnebago because you're going to pretend you're going on vacation, and your father Which, actually likes you on this vacation. Yeah, I'm like, oh, here we go, vacation. Oh, no. I'm going it, to the land the, of pure it, imagination. It actually, 
I end up doing my pure imagination. My thing is, oh, right, here we go. And then you just make a U-turn and head back home. Yeah, all right, we didn't he make wasn't it. wasn't lying when he said if I didn't knock it off, we'd go back home. Yeah, we said, how this about. This imagination would, I have. It's too realistic. I don't like would this. You, would you <laughs> like Transformers Pogs or Alf Pogs, Eric? Alf Pogs are coming back in a big way in Pog form. Would you like the Alf Pogs? Eric? The thing is, Pogs came out when I was a kid, like in middle school, I want to say, you know, maybe late, you know, elementary school, early middle school. And I, like, you know, I got a bunch because those are the big things. It's like, you know, when yeah. like uh, I want to think as kids nowadays. So when you had the fidget spinners, Jim, everybody had yeah. to have a finish, fidget spinner. Oh, and I yeah. associate the same thing with pogs yes. because I went out and I got a bunch of pogs and I got one of those big metal slammers and I have no idea how the fuck to play pogs. And yeah, I don't yeah, think no. I ever ended up playing pogs with anybody because it's, everybody said, oh, it's like gambling. They're going to be – it's banned in schools. It's like gambling. It's like, the same as when they had Pokemon and stuff. Oh, even you play them with, with the Pokemans. Well, I, I, that was a little bit after my time or like uh, – but – I can but even it's think all, about, there's always that gambling thing that ends up But I didn't up know anybody that would really play it where they would actually give up the stuff that's actually yeah. theirs. So yeah, like, I, I don't know anybody that like, if you tried to take their pogs, you might get punched in the face. Yeah, the, the thing that I had in junior high, my buddy Jamie, who I've talked about occasionally on the podcast, he had a numbers ring going, so that really was gambling, right, and also right. uh, a football pool. That was, that right. was big. Also, I remember we got taken uh, away – the Mattel electronic football. We weren't allowed to play. <laughs> that's you know, that's, you know, that's back in the stores now. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen it. They keep trying to do that. I, I liked it. I, I did like that a lot. But uh, uh, did you have Punky Brewster pugs? Punky. Did you no, have but that? I watched so much Punky Brewster when I was Punky. a kid. We have some books to talk about. We, we're we're done you. with your talk. Why did you start me on this whole because deal? Because I'm a monster, Jim. <laughs> yes, you are. But we're going to start uh, with this last two books here for the podcast. We're going to get out of here. Get out of town, Eric. Smell you later. We're going to start with Supergirl so number done 22. This, so I get back to cutting myself. Yeah, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat shit. And I mean, so I'm going to eat shit. Supergirl number 22. Away. Written by Mark Andreco, art by Kevin McGuire, Sean Parsons, F.C.O. Placencia, and Tom Napolitano. Supergirl heads to Mogo to find out more about Rogozar, but runs into trouble when her axe goes a little crazy. Oh, hell breaks loose, Eric, but this, this issue feels rushed to get Kara to axe heaven. And while I like the art, question, Green Lanterns. Yeah, the story was a bit down from last issue's debut in my mind. Now, with that, I do like the art. I like Kevin McGuire's art a lot. Okay. I know that some don't. It's more cartoony. But boy, anytime crypto gets on the screen there, I am in love. And with that, though, I wanted more Green Lanterns. She's going to talk to the Green Lanterns. And it's almost like this story Wants to do something. Obviously, you're going off to, you know, to find out if Rogozar definitely did destroy Krypton and who was involved. We yeah. also know that there are Green Lanterns involved. But with the idea of them going and the Green Lanterns are there, I want it more. And it seems to me like it's less of a story. Like, like okay, Supergirl's here and we're dealing with this stuff. But it's not really going to count too much. Also, I don't know why, but it, to me, it felt like they didn't want Mark and Draco to go too far into anything that might screw up a continuity coming up in Green Lantern, uh, you know, when the books are canceled going forward, how it ends. And so you couldn't really have much because you have a couple jokes. You have Kyle there with, you know, and it did seem like it might have even been setting up, which actually I want to see. Maybe a Kyle Kara romance. I, I actually don't mind that. That would and, be a cool uh, idea. But that Just gets, to sh- shake things that gets up. shoved aside, though. Kyle, I, I, they, they were flirting a little. The DC universe, and uh, yeah, he I, does. I think he, he's, he's showing up in Titan. I'm saying though, he's showing up in Titans pretty soon, and 
him and Donna Troy used to have a thing going on. I want to see if they're going to do something with that. Even if, you know, late, the last thing we did, oh, Sorenik. Oh, she ended up, you know, like a woman scorned. She burned a yellow lantern symbol into his chest. I wonder if that's yeah. still a thing. And then even before, Carol yeah. Ferris. Kyle was just getting around. Oh, yeah, he is. And then you have Jon Stewart there, where everybody loves. He shows up because what happens is you have Supergirl going, and they get to Mogo. They're going to get there, and there is kind of an alert. And you have Crypto that goes a little. He's like, you know, growling. He's upset. It's the axe. The axe gone crazy. It blows up. It blows up Why? the ship. Uh, I, I guess because it is a – I don't know. To me, it was almost like a fail-safe because like, it doesn't because want it was to going go towards to Mogo, Mo- which is a Green Lantern, and it felt threat. I don't know. I'm That's trying to what put I'm saying. Together. Because it's a Green Lantern, because it shouldn't be Mogo that it would be keyed to it. More be Oa at the is time that, this- that things happen. But all I'm saying is this they- axe, which we've had for all this time now, and all these different things. Now it's acting a little differently than we've seen up to that this point. Well, and. I- I think that this book is having problems, almost like I said, where in the Catwoman book, I'm glad that we're getting away from the wedding. You know, you have to have Catwoman stand on her own and have her own book if it's going to go forward. I think the same with Supergirl. You have this Rogo Czar thing that is a Brian Michael Bendis thing. A lot of people don't like it. So you have, you know, you have this tie in. I got nothing. Yeah. And I think that they want to get out of this. And I don't, I think that this is one of those, okay, Mark and Draco, you're going to have to do this intro story. After this, you can go on to tell your own deal, you know, with editorial assistance, whatever the deal may be. But to me, this feels so much like he is being tied down into the story because you have the axe. It kind of has to change a little for no reason. You also have her there trying to find info that will possibly go against maybe what Superman saw in the booster shot arc in action right. comics. And that really Dan bothered me. We just left. had that before Brian Michael Bendis came on. The booster yeah. shot arc started with Superman going to, you know, Mogo to talk to Hal to see what happened when Krypton died. Yeah. We didn't see any Rogue Lazaro. We no, saw, we didn't you know, see. Right, that's the problem, and and I think that that's why they're kind of steering you away from her finding info, and it's just going right to this, you know, into I the just, heaven just deal. Just imagine but, in the last year now, like all of this revelations. Like not only did Jarrell not die when Krypton blew up, he was plucked away by some blue energy. But there was also this giant alien dude who single handedly yeah. blew the planet up himself. Like, yeah, yeah. Krypton's and, and crazy that, you anymore. Can't have, you weren't going to have Dan Jurgens know ahead of time and, and have Superman say like, oh, my goodness, something else that? was going on here when <laughs> he did see that because they pretty much said and what Hussein uh, said when he talked to Tomasi, they pretty much were told like flat, you know, one day they're on the book. The next day they weren't. So there was nothing going to be set up. They didn't have time to set anything up. And it was just cut off at the knees. And Can then you Brian imagine Michael some Bendis weird wrap around now if they like, you know, this is the continuity. We're going to fix things because we never even spelled out. You know, Mr. Oz, Jarrell, what yeah, happened? No, yeah. Everybody, everybody assumes Dr. Rogo Manhattan Zar. because now it's Rogel Czar in my mind. Yeah. This is yeah. make it somehow yeah. Rogel Czar. And it's weird because, yeah, you would have thought that Superman would have seen some more things looking into that. I don't even know how Rogel blows up a planet. Like, we saw him go to the center of the planet on Earth before. Is that what he just did here? He came to Krypton. Yeah, actually, I think that that's what he did because I think it still got destroyed by the earthquakes. The way it came out, I think, is the same. It's just going to be that they're trying to push the idea that possibly it wasn't natural. It was pushed on by Rogel even to kind of sell out – you know, Jarrell and things like that. 
it's very convoluted, but I do think that basically, if in fact, where people are like, oh man, this is bullshit, you know, Brian Michael Bendis, I don't think that it will change the lore at all. You will still have the earthquakes that were still going to probably happen anyway. He just went down there and, you know, edged it on. He kind of pushed it ahead in in the timeline deal of it getting destroyed. But even so, I still don't like, I'm not, it's, I am not a guy who's like, you know, the hell with those trunks and the hell with this Rogozar. Now to my watch, you know what I say is this is boring. There is no Kara goes. And to me, it is Mark Andreco writing a story of Supergirl. He's so excited to be on Supergirl. And now his hands are tied to tell this garbage. So he can't do this, that. So she goes in. She ends up being told, okay, you can look into, you know, the archives, see what you can find. Oh, thank you. She ends up seeing like, you know, looking. That that is so funny to me, this whole thing. Like, I don't even know why we did this because we have her ship explode. And oh, my God. And we have then we have to do something I hate to which like, I don't know how long me and Krypton could stay out here all yeah, like you know crypto, like yeah. and uh yeah crypto but i'm like you were right above mogo i've seen yeah, superman fly to other planets yeah just Grab go crypto, there fly down because i can see mogo from where you're freaking floating in space just go the yeah, Green Lanterns have to save the day though because yeah, for some they reason come Kara and save can't them. just hold her breath in space like superman can yeah it does have the thing where she can't talk in the vacuum of that, space, which we I'm do like, but it, it's, yeah. it goes a little bit too far. But and, and again, it goes a little bit too far only to force them to have to be saved by the Green Lanterns, which doesn't lead to anything except Badge being there as a joke. And yeah. Kyle kind of seems to be flirting which with Kara, I, I don't which actually is fine. mind because I actually said to you uh, this week before I read this or knew anything yeah, about it. What the hell it? happened like, to Badge? Where, Badge? I liked when like, Badge I think and he's here. used to team up. You know, that was yep. fun. But yeah, yeah he's here. It was so, fun. Bam. Yeah, you're there. But so she goes not, down. Even when you go down this whole thing, that's like, you know, all right, Kara, it's nice to see you. What, what, what can we do for you? Looking for some information. Well, or whatever you need, so let's go and check it out. All right. Uh, Cizal hey, will help you. Cizal, you know, Cizal. this little blue dude who happens to be hanging out there. I don't know who yeah, he, he is. Yeah, he seems to be like the curator he, type He's the doorman as far as I'm concerned. The library. Yeah. But like, and you know, while oh, what's this is going there? on, oh, that's restricted yeah. stuff. I don't know why we just didn't have this whole thing where she needs to break into the restricted area. That's the whole I thing. I think that they should have just let her go into the restricted area. It's Supergirl. Just let her go in there. Hey, it's this whole idea of a, a couple of wasted pages of she looks, she sees that somebody's going in the restricted area. She uses our eidetic memory. It, the best to me is she just she seems to know the language that she yeah. sees. So why does she need eidetic memory? She this is like me saying, hey, "Hey, what's your phone number?" Oh, it's five 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 three two three eight. And then I go and I'm it's like, "Thank number. God for that eidetic memory that I remember Eric <laughs> Shea's phone number." It's just memory. It, it doesn't need to buy eidetic memory at that point. But you know, you throw that in. But and I'm I, saying it though, it's such me- a weird concept where we're left with this little blue dude Cesaro, the little doorman of freaking Mogo. But he touches oh, you- the the acts and it, it ends up reacting well, no, not even to at that, him. Not even at that point. I'm just talking about where, you know, it's like, okay, I got to get in this restricted area. I was told I can't. I'm not going to check out the library where John Stewart just told me I can go in, where Cezal was leading me. Yeah. Now I'm going to go to take a nap in the room that I have prepared for me. I'm like, what is going yeah. on here? Well, she says, he even goes, well, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to deal with that. But he does touch the axe right then. And it, it kind of morphs into a hatchet. And all it, it is is so that, that she's not carrying around a huge axe, but then it becomes huge anyway when she Even does bigger. sneak out, grabs the axe, and goes into the restricted area. Again, 
for no reason because she never really finds anything out. And and again, like I said before, it would be odd. You agreed that if she does see some things, it would be kind of what Superman saw. He watched the destruction, so he'd kind of have to work that. So I think they're trying to stay away from that if they are thinking ahead. They don't a lot of times. But she goes in, and the axe reacts to being in this restricted area, but also reacts to her being attacked. And I don't understand uh... what's going on. From that uh, thing that Superman saw, that time was manipulated where there was a second or so that was like, you yeah, know, there was cut something out of the missing. video. Would exactly. she think and that's, that's why Rogel's he going back now? in time? I don't know. Yeah, would she think that that's Rogel's art? But I don't think we're going to get that far because she's getting attacked. You do have there that John even shows up at one point. It looks like the art gets a little wonky with the different yeah, Green Lanterns. But even the thing, the Green Lanterns know who Supergirl is, seem to welcome the welcome wagon came out. Yeah. They even called it that. It was funny. And now all of a sudden she's there, but they're not listening to her. And she's like, listen, this is uh, something's going on. I'm not in control. They still keep going with this idea. Supergirl, let attack. go of the action. I can't. Yeah, yeah. She calls Crypto. I would have thought that they would have sealed this off at this point. Crypto just comes in. I guess they left the door open. Uh, You know, Crypto comes in. They start attacking. Crypto's breaking through the wall. Yeah, I don't think that a a restricted area of a a Green Lantern deal is going to be – I think it's going to be built to withstand anything like that. That, You know, or else she didn't need eidetic memory. She could have just ripped open that door. Yeah, but but she wanted to do it on the sly. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I don't think that this is something that – I think that they would have built it or at least said that it's pretty impenetrable the way the things are. This is the most biggest secrets of the universe here. But still, he goes in. Doesn't really matter anyway. No. Because what happens is she just ends up teleporting because of the axe to what may be axe heaven, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you get the last will and testament of Appa Aliapsa, who does say, oh, I've, I've done something, a grave mistake. Who is the guardian we saw, a part of that cabal yeah. in the Man of Steel mini. I'm part of the circle. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that. So she's going to start looking into the circle. I just wonder, like, by the end of this, what is the end game? Because I'm already a little bored in the second issue. We've seen her going to get info. It's very surface deal. You're getting in and out. She doesn't find anything, but you do see this last will of testament that leads you to believe she's going to go track down the circle. At the end, if she does see, oh, Rogozar really didn't do it in the end. Like maybe Rogozar at the very end, the cop out will be, the cop out will be not talk. He goes down to do it. It's already happening anyway. So he's like, well, my job's done here. He takes credit for it, leaves. But I'm getting paid. What's what's the end? What's the end game of that? What's the interesting story? Where's the angle when she finds out he did or didn't blow up Krypton? Right now, the interesting angle in my mind is what's up with this axe? Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, what is what is she going to do? Yell that Ali Appa, Appa, Appa Ali Apsa's bad? I mean, most of the people <laughs> the that she's going to seek out, they're the dead. They already know that he's the rogue uh, yeah. guardian. You know, this it's is an what old I'm saying. It doesn't character. lead. It, it's like it's almost like they're making Mark on Draco write what they think is this rich history of Krypton involving Supergirl and things like that. I'm already bored because I don't. I don't have an angle in to enjoy the story. I don't really care about Rogozar, especially, and I'll tell you, it's not that I don't like Rogozar. It's almost, I hardly what's, knew what's the like I don't about know Rogozar. enough We're about him, and anything, I don't care. Yeah. He has just been thrown out there. He's now, a big you know, hulking then, monster alien. Then you have the other in is Ali Appa. He is the rogue guardian. I don't have any in with him either. I really don't care. If you end up telling me he's good, bad, and different by the end of this, 
I don't care. I, it really doesn't do anything to expand on any lore or character for me. So I want Supergirl. I want her. I love crypto there. I love the interactions with crypto. I love the art of crypto. The expressions of crypto yeah. is a great thing. That kind of, He does such a good job because obviously crypto doesn't talk. So you have the awesome and if this leads to you have this book going on john comes back and kara's like hey by the way crypto go back to john and you have a book where where crypto's in with the super sons i'm i'm in i love it but i need kara here i don't need green lantern axe lore rogozar and it's starting up and i think that's why they didn't start with a number one it's because this isn't a like fresh start it's it's continuation of brian michael bendis's story hopefully we get done this quick and then get to a story about kara and crypto going around and doing some stuff i I need kara to do something about the idea that jor-el killed her father the cyborg superman zor-el I need yeah, that to happen I don't think because we're gonna, it's just in the I, don't, I think that that got wiped away. I think that that is wiped away in this whole, you know, blender of continuity that they're, you know, screwing around with. I don't think we're ever going to see that. And I, I will say also is obviously it's a new writer, but this doesn't even feel like that Steve Orlando Kara. Uh, you know, this is a more confident in my mind Kara that's going around and seems like she well, wants ben to be. Uh, even Steve more Orlando, confident my now. biggest. Steve Orlando makes it it made it seem like Kara just it was so like you know 12 and didn't want to be Supergirl ever so at least we're getting that and I like the art but boy uh this is a little down. I'm giving it a six out of ten, and that's a lot of art because I, I I'm not interested in the story, and I love Supergirl in my top five characters, and yet I'm not in. What's what's with me? Any I'm the kiss of death for any sure. character. You end up liking something and, and things, but I do see this book does have some very good possibilities of becoming good once we get done this stupid story. I think it's just handcuffed by this, so I I can't wait. Oh, to some see of my what favorite characters like Blue this. Beetle, Hawkman, Firestorm. I'm yeah, not at least better I ever. Books. Yeah, at least I have books. I, uh, yes, I get but, a Hawkman book. It's going to every place that I hate. Oh, again, I have my other favorite character will be in the next book, Eric, Clarion. But what, what would you oh, give this? I would give this issue a five out of ten. I'm liking the series a little more than I did the last issue because we're just moving along and going places. We're not spending time and space and getting sidetracked. We're going to where we needed to go to find out the information about Rogozar. So I really appreciate the direct approach and not you know making this last. We're getting to this whole thing with the circle, which I did want to know about since the Man of Steel. Uh, miniseries. It's just that I'm not finding the dialogue, the situations, all that great. I'm not even a huge fan of yeah. the art. So just not a fuck you five, but just a straight yeah, out. Yeah, my, five my out old of 10. deal again, just to reiterate it, is the idea of the circle. When we find out, I do, it's just one of those in my mind that it's like, hey, it was the circle, and there are these guys. And you're like, okay, well, there you go. It, there's nothing. I'm saying, these to are go some forward. kind of big characters, like you know, like Starfire's father, you know, uh, Sardeth from Ran, you know, like uh, Alyssa, uh, Alicia's father. Uh, I can't think of her name. Alyssa Strange's father on like yeah. the planet. It Ran. seems he like most are dead, though. This is what I'm. What do you? What do you go forward with? Like, oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, those guys. Remember them? <laughs> they're they're not here now. I got to go talk to them in heaven. Well, uh, I would think gonna... that, like, you know, the, Sardeth, I think, died in the death of Hawkman many, but I don't think that's in continuity anymore. So I'm pretty sure Sardeth is still alive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they'll play with it and how they go and try to figure out what's going on. And then, the, you know, even then they'll go and like, we didn't know what we were doing. And if it gets so convoluted, of, you don't know the real story. And now we have to go with that and find and out that it was all. Even if they bring Alley Apps back or something like that. 
like that because you know I, I don't even know where that's he his is last in this will and testament. It looks like he's dead, so yeah. you know he he ended up giving his will, and there you go. But we're gonna finish and off. Is that in the is that in the axe itself, or is it in the? Like, I don't the, know. Uh, I think he's in. I think she area? went to heaven. I don't. I don't know. know. The axe definitely did seem to go, and like if you end up putting this here to there, and then that activates that that only she can see. I don't know. Sideways number eight, Eric. We're moving on. Sideways number eight, the last book of the night. Storytellers, Eric. Are they really storytellers? Max Rayner, Trevor Scott, and Dan DeDio. Art by Max Rayner, Trevor Scott, Daniel Brown, and Travis Lanham. Dan DeDio takes this book off the rails and is less about sideways and more about shit nobody wants. Dan DeDio needs to stop hoping people will give this book good scores and actually write something that isn't complete and utter garbage. This book sucks. This is one of the books that we wanted to like. Sideways was one of those where we thought that, the, okay, we had Silencer. We really liked At one point, we liked Damage. Yeah. Uh, this was like the third, if not the second favorite book. I was you looking forward to Sideways. You had this progression of going to his mother dying, the whole idea of this undercover agency that's after, you Such know, Sideways. Idea. And his mother died two issues ago, and we have not dealt with that since. No, and, and, and now we, from the solicits, we're not going to. You're going to get next, you know, you have an annual coming up uh, with Grant Morrison. That's more of this nonsense in the multiverse. And then the rest of the things are the the seven soldiers. It's the seven soldiers and all this other stuff. It's nonsense. There's, it's not a sideways book anymore. Dan DeDio, I think, in my mind, he knows because he's the head guy anyway. It's canceled. It's not going to go further. So now he's just like, well, fuck it. I'm going to bring up and burn <laughs> this bitch to the ground. Like with seven the soldiers of victory. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, this is the, it's nonsense. Anybody who's buying the Sideways book for Sideways had to have read this issue. I'm like, the hell just went on. He introduces concepts out of nowhere that are supposed to mean something. Uh, they don't mean anything to me. I want to see Sideways working, you know, with uh, Tempest Fugenot trying to figure out how to Where rift is Tempest and not Fugenot? do it. You done. think he's going to be the guy who's going to come in and like save him like with the rifting power know. since it doesn't work? Because he's this guy kind of know. gone now. And we've done with somebody like, I need to kill you because you're doing this to the point where you know what? I'm going to mentor this you book, to make you yeah. help you with this thing. We to were the so point excited. Where he disappears. We thought there'd be, you know, we thought, and really, what happened to Tempest Fugenot? What happened to Ernie? She used to be a cute, you know what? cool geek well, girl. Ernie, Sarah, Tempest Fugenot, what I think happened in my mind from remembering is we ended with a cliffhanger and never got back to it. He's just somewhere hanging out. There's nothing in this book. So all of a sudden, this is one of those where you're like, boy, the sales aren't great. So let's fucking go wacko instead of writing a cohesive story with characters that we like. We like Ernie. So Ernie's here, but she's just there. To but she's never be been that there. Ernie from the first issue again. She's yeah. never been that again. And, and like, really, after that, the only thing I can tell up. you is not our favorite guy, but Justin Jordan was on the book. And it really seems like when he left, this book has gone to shit. This is awful. You have and now it's, like the, the whole you idea, have, like, the idea of going to the dark multiverse. It seems that, you know, like the rest of us, standard idea has no idea what the dark multiverse is, because the thing is, we it's have just a you know, playground for him. Well, I'm saying we have sideways rift our seven soldiers to the dark multiverse to find Guardian, who has been captured by the Sheeta. Which is a yeah. DC, you know, one million series, like you know, race of like you know, spider fucking people yeah, from the future. People. But now, like, 
Now we're in the dark multiverse where we talk about what the dark multiverse is and what it should be, but it's not because we don't have the forger and we don't have the dragon anymore. No. So worlds aren't being destroyed and worlds aren't being made. We should have stagnant worlds that actually get to live for some reason. But they mention the whole deal of dying. They mention yeah. the whole deal of, oh, we've been pushed aside. We've been uh, put in this little pocket universe deal. Makes no sense. And it makes oh, and even that, little. The, the pocket universe within the dark multiverse, which yeah. allows these people to survive. I'm like. What the fuck are you even doing? Why yeah, are we this here? Is, this is garbage. This and, is complete not only top that, garbage. It's like, you know, like we talked about in the Patreon spotlight this week with, you know, the uh, the immortal men where you know, yeah. Caden's got the blood mask. Oh, oh but the, the infinite woman, she's got that sword, which negates the power of that. Of course it does. Yep. Why not? And that's what we yeah, have. Why not? Oh, uh, you know, the, the, the dark multiverse, as far as we know. Gave, you know, sideways his powers, but now that he's in the Dark Multiverse, he can't use his powers. He can't use his powers, plus even Clarion's like, oh, and, and we don't have all of our powers full out, but hey, it's a little cold. Let's make a fire bullet here. Oh no, that fire was too big. What are you doing? You have fire. Me not like fire. The, Frankenstein so, goes away. It, it is such a weird <laughs> idea that we go to the Dark Multiverse and even though... We were spelled out last issue that all you have to do is, you know, Caden, uh, not Caden, now I'm thinking of the immortal, but sideways, no. Derek, he can get to someplace if you know, if he knows who he's going for. Kind of yeah. thing. That's the whole point of getting it. But now that we're here, oh, because it's the dark multiverse, I couldn't get a real good fix. So we have to go walk to the yeah. point where they actually have to make camp and start a fire in a fucked up world in the dark yeah, multiverse. Fucked up world. Like, yep. This feels so weird now that we're having on a camping trip and making fires where you, and all the seven soldiers are fighting amongst each other. Yep. You have Shiloh Norman. You have, you have Tickle and Clarion, who I made the joke Zatana, is one of my favorites. Bulletier, but Zatanna, Frankenstein, Frankenstein and yeah. Shining Knight. And, but he never introduces these characters properly for people who don't know about it. And again, this is where I get angry where, you know, when Hussein did talk to him, he's like, oh, I hope you're giving it good scores because Jim and I Eric, you're they're just better. out to get us or whatever. No, you know what? I'm out to get a fucking breather from garbage like this. This is utter garbage. There's nothing. Is there anything worth reading in this issue? Is there? Because I don't find it. Yeah, Tico end up. Oh, no. Tico's going crazy. Tico, attack. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you get them attacked out of nowhere. You get you. They get attacked by the spider. The spiders, people. Well, you didn't tell everybody last time we're telling like, last issue of Supergirls. Like, you love the Nightwings, you love the Supergirls, and you love the Clarions. Yeah, the Clarions. So, and <laughs> you have this there where you have these here the, these heroes, the seven so that nobody cares about. Hey, please, and, and you I know, love, I update love your sh- Rolodex, Dan deal and get some characters that people care about. I don't keep. To- call- what are you in a time machine? That the Sheeta show up in this whole thing when the seven soldiers, you know, they have to go to the dark multiverse because that's where the Guardian went because of the Queen of the Sheetas. Yeah. Like when the spiders show up, and did it confuse you when there were people all of a sudden? Yeah. Yeah. Because all of they're, this they're just giant me. spiders. I'm like, okay, well, I guess the giant spiders here, I guess, because I'm not a huge guy of the whole sheeting, Grant Morrison's, you know, one yep. million and stuff like that. Not like, you know, huge in that. So I'm like, I did my research, but this whole thing, the spiders show up and then they start talking, like they're talking of the mind. I'm like, okay, I guess these dark multiverse spiders talking about. And then all of a sudden, there's people getting people. punched in the face. I'm like, people. What the? And where did they show up at? Because I'm looking at the things. There was there just not, giant none spiders. Of this was none set of this. up. None of this was set up. So then you have the idea where. You can't, you know, Derek doesn't have power, so he can't rift around. He can't go anything. But yet, it seems like maybe Zatanna could have gotten him somewhere because she ends up 
sending him away with the be gone, the backwards and magic. Where did, the whole up. thing, too. Where did she send him away? Because then immediately, wherever he sent away, still in the dark multiverse. He looks like a dark multiverse of Metropolis. What and, I'm saying, the, but, the, dark, the, the world starts crumbling away. So I'm like, yeah. are you still on the same world that the Seven yeah. Soldiers are on? Because that, that would be crumbling uh, away me, as well. This is the best because to me at this point, it is supposed to be simulating a dark multiverse earth that is falling apart. Yeah. That's what I got because the whole idea of the dark That's multiverse. All you can kind get. Of and, and you have, you know, all of a sudden the, the guy comes and grabs him. He's like, don't worry. Uh, and and the, the narration for Derek is complete, utter garbage. You know, it doesn't even Paris. sound like him anymore. And yeah, you have this and like, oh man, I'm here. I feel like I'm in Alice in Wonderland. Never liked the report or the teacher, but really liked the book. But I feel like the White Rabbit. Or maybe I'd meet a porcupine. And there you have Jimmy the Olsen porcupine. And then Jimmy. Aunt doesn't Superman even look great either. And the Wolf Man. Yeah, so this is the start of what we'll get in that annual and things like that. That uh, Dan DiDio was so proud to announce that, boy, I get to play around with these crazy versions of Superman, whatever. If this is any indication, I want out now. Rift me the hell out because this is not fun. It's not good. It's confusing. And it's just if you are in this book for what was set up in the first six issues at least – yeah, this is taking a complete U-turn into nonsenseville. I want out. Population, not me. I, I'm I out, like Eric. You might too. be the king of a nonsenseville. I'm out. And and there's nothing for me to go forward and say, oh, man, this sideways is killing it. It's killing me. It's well, you know, killing well, the thing my, is, my Sideways patience. is saved by that Paris who is, you know, the savior <sighs> who takes him to that, you know, like we said, that pocket universe where it's he can, a they can exist. It's a pocket universe that's being saved, and but I, I yet they're kind of saved Yeah, they're by saved a... by this people. It's, a, it's actually a lot like I was telling you about the American Horror Story Apocalypse where they're nah. in this bunker being controlled by these people. And he's, but they're like, not good. It seems like this guy's a, a piece of shit. Just like in that them. show. Yeah, but, I, uh, I don't watch I that nonsense about either. It, though, but nonsense. No, but the whole thing I know. I'm saying I don't watch that. Lower your heads. Prepare for his benevolence. Paris the benevolent. Yeah, mm. and then it's all of a sudden it's like this. Oh, and Kent Clark and The Giver. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck what are happened? you doing? What happened? Who, who, Kent Clark and The Giver, huh? You might as well have them there, and they have Alf Pogs that they're handing out. <laughs> you, he is doing just complete other nonsense. I hate the nonsense. dark multiverse This so is much. almost, to me, it's almost like, I hey. I hate the source wall he now. Can't I hate help the dark himself, multiverse. I don't want but he can't help himself. This. this book, all these things, and Steve Orlando said to Usain, that this new age of heroes is a failure. It is. This is why. This is the continuation of it. This is garbage. And why are you letting Dan DiDio? I mean, he really can do whatever the hell he wants. So he's like, all right, well, you know what I like? Well, don't think of what you like. Finish your story. Finish the story for people who like Derek and Sideways. There's at least four people out there that like it. But instead, you're going to throw what you like? I I, want to see I'm knocking on his door, Eric. I wanted him to answer, and I'll say to you, hey, Infinity Forever people, this is garbage nobody wants anymore. Why do you keep trying to bring it up? Because nobody wants this. Nobody's clamoring for a book to suddenly turn into Seven Soldiers. Well, that's the thing is it really garbage. reminds me of Keith Giffen. You're like, okay, Blue Beetle's ending. And he's that Justice thing because 3, he gets, he's allowed to do whatever he wants because Dan DiDio thinks he's the greatest thing because they like the same thing nonsense but go it just even that like you have the whole idea where when he said hey you're gonna see all these versions of superman you're gonna be in the dark multiverse 
that is the opportunity. This is actually, I mean, really, if you, you want to send it down, the Dark Multiverse here is a way to have Elseworld stories in the continuity. So have some fun with it. Make some really neat things. I didn't even, like, why aren't I smiling when there's Porcupine Jimmy Olsen? Why aren't I smiling when there's sense. a Dark Multiverse? Because it looks like it doesn't even look fun. It, it It's just gone. And the writing is just utter, just nonsense, utter nonsense. It just it, everything please. is forced to get us where we need to. Here's like, <sighs> I, I don't even understand. I don't even why. know where we're going. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, we're, we're, we're forced to get somewhere going. that nobody cares to get out of to. Gas. This isn't Wally World we're getting to, but if, certainly when we get to this version of Wally World, I hope it is closed. Do I don't like want to go on that ride. I don't need John Candy to go on the ride with me because this ride is awful. It, it's just all of a sudden you're throwing in well, concepts that you never shit. set up and just nonsense, Eric. I, I hate it. Uh, I don't even like the art that much. I, I'm I like not a, you know. I don't know much about Max Rayner uh, th- with the art deal, but it, it didn't get me. But I'm saying at the end where you see these new crazy characters that you're setting up they're kind of drab and not that exciting looking nothing looks exciting to me and it's not just that confusing. giant brain lois lane thing yeah well why do this That's i mean you, you really are allowed like to this, do this weird skeleton mara thing yeah, I, don't even I, know I mean that that's is. the thing is why do that? I don't when like this you, dark multiverse. It's we just all kill this set world? up. You can do whatever you want, and you give us this. This it, the just, part ant Superman. Mean, at least there's one thing. The Wolf Man. There is the Wolf there's Man. There's a Wolf Man. I do there enjoy the Wolf the Man. There is the Wolf Man. But yeah, think that's I think I'm game. I don't know. I don't care. I'm giving it a two point five out of ten. I just, I thought it was utter garbage. It really, please. And uh, uh, please, when we get the next solicits, please tell me that it's retroactively, this is the last issue. Because I, I don't want to deal with this. And no. when people say, oh my God, you're, you're all negative. You guys, who else the hell is dealing with sideways number eight but us? And really, you know, there we go. We're, we're trying to. I don't know why we are either, uh, but we're going to be honest. And that's, honestly, this is garbage. Uh, what would you give it? I give this issue a four out of ten. I really enjoyed the art, and I like the characters when we get them. It's just the situations that they're involved in don't really work out or make a lot of sense in the long run. Everything is just forced to get us there to a story that it's not even Seven Soldiers of Victory. Now it's a pocket universe inside the mo- dark multiverse, which doesn't make any sense in a mm. world. And the dark multiverse seems in to be up and running again. And I don't understand in a world why or how. Where the pocket universe is all they have. Fuck, when that, when that, Are they going to rely on themselves? When that Ferris was showing up to save, you know, uh, uh, Sideways, I actually thought it was the dragon of the freaking forge for a second so I coming to destroy the world. But no. Oh, I thought it that. was too. I actually thought that it was the dragon coming and somehow knew that Sideways had some sort of power that can do something, was going to take him to the fire. He had no idea. Oh, here we go. And I'm like, oh, it's Barbados. Oh, great. I, I really, I'm done with this nonsense. But yeah, four out of 10. I think you're very lenient. Lenient indeed, Eric. But we'll go off now to see what our book of the week was. All right, Eric. And what is your book of the week? Very surprisingly, it's Catwoman number three. Yes, mine is a tie between that there book and Detective Comics number 988. I am Juicy Lucy, and you caught me playing with my computer. Boy, that was so long ago that we talked about Juicy Lucy. <laughs> but that was you know, it was actually it's funny you brought that week. up like that. You know, my computer made me think. I was looking at Transformers as one does throughout the day. Oh and yeah, there was a, 
There was a scene. Do you remember? Tweet, did you watch? Tweet, the, did tweet, you watch tweet. the original? What? Did, did you watch? The original? <laughs> what are those crickets? You, no, those are birds. You're <laughs> tweeting. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, crickets! How dare you? What was that? When he said uh, you, you, did they you watch the computers? first Transformers movie? No, I, I saw some of it. Maybe like from 2007, like the live action. Yeah, I know what you. I know what okay. you're talking about. Well, I yeah, was seeing there was a Mountain Dew machine that was turned into a robot, and I really oh like. I, I ended up watching that scene again. You know, I want that goddamn thing. They ended up making something. It turned into a Mountain Dew truck instead, but they called it Dispensor. Oh, I, I don't mind that. They didn't Dispensor. call it Mountain Dunn. They didn't call the it thing that. Is, was it a, a triple, triple change that turned into I, a said diet it was. I didn't Coke. know. I don't know what else it turns into. I ended probably up just can, this thing a, up briefly. Probably a can. I hate it. I don't it, think though. it's a can. But it's but not you even know Mountain what? Dew because they couldn't use that later on. So it was like it was like okay. Mountain Mood. Mountain Shouting. That's what I drank. Uh, it, the worst is those ones that actually turn into like soda cans. Yeah, I hate <laughs> you that. might as well have Tom Hanks there and say he doesn't get it. But there was you a, also there have was a line. Get there it? was a toy line, Get I think, it. in the late Get 80s, early 90s, like Computer Wars, I think it was, where there was things that actually just turned into everyday objects. Yeah, I think I one was those. a Pepsi can. Yeah, it was so stupid. Such a stupid concept, Derek. But that is the end of the podcast, obviously. And we're going to talk about what the books are for next week, either for the podcast, but also for those who just want to know what is coming out okay. of it. You see, it's a double shot there. Because Did you not have the, it up? What's happening because now? Three of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight now, if you say. But, Jim, there's usually only two books on the spotlight. I oh, will oh, say, oh. how dare you talk to me in that tone, number one. Number Where two, I'd off say, telling me? why are you in this middle room? Are you a hobo and is Tanya let you live here? Because then I can accept that that is a reality. But yeah. we have Batman and Mr. Miracle. And as of now, we still have King's Corner, where we do all the Tom King books on the Patreon, not just to hijack the Merrick, but to keep the negativity to the people who like the negativity. And we but we were told what before. What if I, I love wanna... Mr. Miracle, Jim? Well, you, you may. Now, with that being said, I may put up a poll on the site that will ask people in the Get Fresh crew and boop, the boop. badasses if they, in fact, would like to have Batman on the regular podcast. I'll see what they say. We'll see what they say, Eric. Talk uh, to the badasses, whatever we do. Is. Yeah, because this is a big issue. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but something happens to Nightwing. Something bad. What? What are they having a goddamn race of thieves over there? You're Eric? Hear that of- shit too. I actually Holy moly! It wasn't at Paul Walker's birthday yesterday. Why well, Jim, is it so Jim, fast and furious at your house? I'll tell you right now. I don't live in the worst part of town, but I also don't live in the best oh, part of town. Oh, my goodness. Thanks, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Go make me a cucumber sandwich. Yeah, uh, I heard that. They were really revving it. They were putting the pedal that to house. the metal. Holy moly. Yeah, really. We, we don't live that far apart, though. We never will ever do ever. this podcast live together. I don't need you. And one of the things was we used to say we couldn't do it together because you smoke. I'm, when not you, only when that, you, I'm a chain smoker. I couldn't even yeah. wait for breaks. Uh, and that's the thing, though. You don't smoke anymore. There's no. nothing keeping us from coming together in an embrace Except for life. that some would call sexy. But yeah, I, you don't want to be Speaking it sexy. Of what, me? Why wouldn't I? Me and you embracing? That sounds sexy to me. Uh, we, uh, I, like I haven't really mentioned embrace. it. I, I only told a couple people about this, but I just want to warn people because, first off, if you've noticed, you haven't heard any dogs barking uh, during the podcast lately. That is because anybody's Bella, realizing this. Because Bella's dead, Eric. How dare you? She she died. We had to put her to sleep. She had cancer. We had to put her to sleep. It was a, a sad day at the Warner House. Though, uh, 
it's now become not a sad day, Eric. We got a new dog, and I didn't what want any parts fuck? of it. We we haven't picked really? him up yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I told you. No, no, I, I told no, no, you no, we I'm went sorry, the other I, day. I, I, it's the thing is, I actually paused there because I'm just trying to think about how I was going to phrase it. The whole thing is like, how did Tiny get away with this? Because we had talked about it, just you know, just but can yeah, I told you no? And the thing is, there's going to be so much dog coming up, isn't there? Yeah, well, we'll see because that's the problem. I told him if that dog, it's a puppy. They got yeah. a puppy. We have to pick it up in a week. It, you know it's how a rescue. Quiet puppies it's are. a rescue dog. And I said, when we're podcasting, that puppy better keep its yamp shunt. I'll tell you. And Nobody they said that they're going to keep it. Who's going to take care of this oh, dog? Oh, I already told him. I said to them, I had a, a group chat. I'm sure you said it's what you got, Bella. No, I said the group chat. I said, listen, whatever mistakes that you think that you may have learned from, from Bella, please. Don't do the same things again. Actually, don't lie and say, oh, my God. You, you should hear it. They're lining up to be able to – who's going to walk <laughs> the dog and take care of it? Just like everybody with kids has. My kids are older now, so they should realize they really like this dog. It's it's a little uh, Labrador Spaniel mix. I forget what they said the name was. But uh, also, the one thing I told Tanya is – now, you may agree with Tanya. She doesn't like when dogs lick you in the face. So when Bella was uh, young – she taught Bella not to lick you in the face. Well, what else does a dog do? That's why you want a dog. You want the affection of a dog. So I said, that better stop. I need full out open mouth kisses. This 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 dog dog better French the shit out of me. My my dog Pepper, which I did say, if you want to get on my good side, you might want to call the dog Pepper and then I might get a tear in my eye. But my my dog as I grew up, I only had one dog growing up. It was Pepper and she was a a Doberman Labrador mix that we found in our backyard. She was abandoned. Some idiot put her in our backyard. (laughs) Her and her brother, brother died. We kept Pepper. But one of my favorite things was because Pepper, it's miraculous, Eric, but when she stood up she was taller than me but i'd say pepper let's dance now. and she'd jump up and put her paws on my shoulder and we'd do this dance and stuff it was fun and, and pepper i was really Jim's liked first those. girlfriend that is true well pepper un- unknown to her was my date to the promer she didn't always really tells realize me. it jim always tells me he didn't get to, he didn't go to the school dances i think he wasn't allowed to <laughs> go to the my school own dances. dances why because go to the school we, when there's a dance at your what house are we, in the medieval times you're not going to accept my love for my date here yeah, really how dare you? We live in Quakertown. I see some crazy stuff going down. But yes, Pepper went to me, uh, went with, to the junior prom, uh, but she found another date to the senior prom. She went with the jock, the quarterback of the football team. Eric. She didn't Pepper, want to me. Pepper used to lay on, also, she was humongous, a humongous dog. You know our houses that we grew up in. Yeah. They weren't exactly huge. She I was had way a too big. big. Old lab. Yeah, she was way too big for the house. But what I also used to like is, and I still actually miss it a bit, though I've tried to convince Tanya to kind of replicate this, is when I would go to bed, uh, Pepper would sleep at the bottom of the bed on my legs and keep them warm. So I say, Tanya, get down there and lay on my legs. If you're not going to do anything else, please. Go lay on my legs. Like I told her when she's pregnant. Her mouth wasn't pregnant, Eric. She didn't go for that. She got very upset Holy at me. Shit. She got very upset at me then. She was my roommate then. All right. That took a turn. And forever, si- ever since. Yes. And since we go, yeah, really. Rafe asked me uh, today, he goes, Dad, you never really tell me, are you a boob man? I said, I don't know. I, I don't, don't even remember. remember what they look like. <laughs> and he laughed. Uh, here's the books that are going to be next week. Uh, like I said, it's a good chance that Batman 55 and Mr. Miracle number 11 will already be a given 
for the Patreon Spotlight, so the badasses will be picking one of these books as well. Aquaman number 40, I believe it is the end of the Sink Atlantis deal. We have Batman number 55, which we mentioned something happens to Nightwing. There also might have midnight releases for it for nobody. Crazy. Batman Dam number one, which is the Brian Azzarello Lee Barhemo book, which is the first Black Label book, even though they kind of retroactively made that White Knight kind of the first series of the Black Label. This is officially the first release Black Label book. Damage number nine, Eric. That has to end soon, right? Green Lanterns number 55. That is ending soon. Harley Quinn number 50, the 50th issue where Harley destroys the continuity. Nonsense. Also, Injustice versus Masters of the Universe. A continuity that really is no continuity. Yeah. I don't know. Injustice versus Masters of the Universe number three. Me and Brandon will be talking about that in some capacity somewhere. Justice League number eight. Ooh, Eric, we have a little announcement for people. Uh, on the site, I am going to be doing the Batman and the Justice League reviews from now on. Eric is taking over the Nightwing, Green Arrow, and Deathstroke. I said, boy, 10 out of 10s. Can I give 12s? <laughs> 12 out of 10. Is that possible? Just League number eight. We also have Mr. Miracle number 11 that I talked about. That's Tom King. New Challengers number five. That is coming to an end soon. That's penultimate issue. Nightwing number 49, which is actually Ben Percy's penultimate issue out of nowhere to him. Pearl number two. We'll have to see what's going on with that. Those Jinx Worlds where you were in for one issue. I don't think we're going to talk about these anymore. Teen Titans number 22. And Jeremy will be talking about the Wild Storm number 17 that I believe is going on hiatus soon. So there you go. That was it, Eric. That's it. There you go. All that stuff. A dog coming into my life. I told him, better not upset this thing. I'm already Bella having two. I'm always already having to yell and scream at these kids to shut their mouths. Now I have a yapping dog. You know, puppies, they they never make noise. No. Ever. The quietest ever. animal about. Oh my goodness, but it is cute They they show me a picture, and it is at The place, like I said, it's a rescue Dog, and you have to, we have to Wait a week, it's getting its last shots And getting spayed, I guess And uh, when we get it You know, you have it, but they have gone Over to this place like 30 Times now in the past two days To look at this dog and to play with it and things Where like that I have not gone, it's just at the Pets Plus, they all, they have the uh, They all, go they're all rescue and get that dog before you. No, actually, somebody else tried. Really? You you don't think that I'm not that angry that they already paid in full? I mean, if this dog dies tomorrow, uh, you know, God forbid, I, I hope we get a refund because they paid in full. Some family went today while they were playing with it, claiming that they had had that dog set aside for them. And the Pets Plus basically said money talks. Bullshit walks, get out of here, and that that family almost started a fight with my family. I was not How there. How does your family get into these situations? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I did get – I was told that I have to go tomorrow to see the dog, and I said I will – Unless I'm busy, Eric, I'm going to be busy. No, actually, oh, yeah, we got I some dogs, so I don't mind. No, we're the Eagles are on. Hey, no, no, God we got damn, some podcasting. Yeah, we do too. We're doing that, but I got to talk to you. We're doing that early. Uh, 9 a.m., Eric. 9 a.m. to you is like everybody else's 3.30 a.m., right? I don't see you much at 9 a.m., but that is it for uh, this week, Eric. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Week. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
funny but I just can't stand the pain I'm dropping Batman tomorrow Seems to me king you know I've done all I can While you beg, stole, and you borrow Yeah, yeah Ooh, that's why it's easy Drop a Batman without moaning Yeah, I must have been